Here it comes. When I was a little kid, I kind of had this problem. And it's not even that big of a deal. Something like 8% of kids do it, but whatever. It's, for some reason, I don't know why, just kind of sit around all day and draw pictures of dicks. What? Draw pictures of dicks. Dicks? Like a man dick? Yeah. Like a man dick. Bruce, let me ride Wainbow. I'm light enough. No, Dick, I couldn't allow my own ward to ride my own thoroughbred. People might think it was funny. Boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Get fresh, crew. I just want you to know, you put the boom boom into my heart. I'm America's sweetheart, Eric Shea. And I am Jim Werner. And this is episode number 194 of the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. Oh my god, Eric. Doing a little wham for us? You put a little the bit boom, of wham. boom into my heart. Beep, 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 It's the triple change. How about that? No, 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 no. <laughs> you got no, the no. Transformers into my heart. Beep, I got enough of that in the Reggie section. Kill him, fuck him uh, up. Ah, yes. That was just a little, uh, a little preview of what they'll have to look forward to later. Hello, one and all, and welcome to the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast, the official, unofficial podcast of WeirdScienceDCComics.com for the week of September 22nd, 2018. See you next fall, The Eric. week of Batman's dick, apparently, right? Oh, Oh my, oh my, people uh, lost it, and DC <laughs> ended up because uh, they ended up uh, announcing that the dick pick in that, and multiple dick picks in that Batman Dam were not crucial to the story, so that they were not going to have those in any other publications ever again. I think they're going to go against that. I talked about ass, it on that ass oh, is so yeah, crucial. That, that, to that they story. don't care about that. Who that sweet also, I already saw people uh, losing their minds. Comic shop owners that are looking to reorder, you know, restock yeah. that because people want to get the issue Nothing with the sells Batcock comics like the Batcock. And so with them out, they're like, we're out. And I think that DC will pull it around. I, I talked about it on the Patreon news. I think they're going to pull it around and say, listen, what we will offer issues, a censor. The bat wedding or the bat cock? Well, they'll say it, it'll be the bat wedding. There's no way this bat. They didn't make enough of the <laughs> thing to sell. online, I saw more about Batman's dick yeah. online than when the it's wedding weird, was coming though, out. because, like I said, I, I guess in my people mind, they will offer it again. But people 
want to get it because it's something that they think will be a collector's item. But if they do bring it the, the out, the two as big a collectors thing, comics in DC: the death of Superman and Batman. Yeah, yeah, and it's it Stupid. wasn't that. It, it really, and they say that it didn't mean much to the comic. None of that did. Oh. I didn't even like that. We are proud well, members I, of the I comics know podcast what didn't network. Mean much to that issue. Nothing. I I didn't really like it. I saw people like, oh man, this is the best thing ever. The art I liked, you didn't. This yeah. was on Patreon, obviously, but I wasn't impressed. The Batman Podcast Network and the Tangent Mountain Podcast Network were on Facebook at Weird Science DC Comics, Podbean at Weird Science DC Comics at Podbean.com, Twitter Weird Science DC, and the website Weird Science DC Comics.com. We also have a Patreon account. I said I was it's talking true. a little about that. Batman Damned on the Patreon-only news podcast. Oh, and you can go news. and listen to that on the Patreon. That's patreon.com slash weirdscience. We also have a Patreon-only spotlight that's picked by the badasses. They picked uh, pretty much the big books, even yeah. though we kind of put Batman and Mr. Miracle on there anyway. So they King's didn't really Corner, pick baby. those. But the Patreon spotlight this week, Batman number 55, Mr. Miracle number 11, and Batman Damned number one. Uh, Manship said he listened to the spotlight multiple times and hated everything we said because he loves Mr. Miracle, though we said it was our favorite issue, yeah. uh, maybe of the whole series. That doesn't mean 10 out of 10 here, though. Absolutely That's not, not how this this town works. I'm, I'm mayor of this town, Eric. You're, you're co-mayor. <laughs> you're deputy, deputy chief in charge of continuity things there. I don't know what I don't I'm like talking this about, but you can go over uh, to Patreon and check that out. And I believe the total running time of that spotlight was an hour and 38 minutes That's is what one, I believe yeah. it ended up. So, yeah, it was. Speaking of long one, did you hear about that Batman damned? Oh, my. Oh, oh my. my. But going back to the Patreon account, we do have the badasses, and it's time for the badass roll call. Unfortunately, it will be me talking not wrong turn. Though oh. so I can pretend I'm wrong turn. I can pretend I'm wrong turn here. We got Speedy's Collectibles to Ron Saunders. We got Speedy's Collectibles by Ron Saunders. And actually, I messed up because John Jack was so excited to be first. <laughs> and I, I ended up going right to Speedy's Collectibles because... I love how Wrong Turn said it. So we're going to start over. John Jack, Speedy's Collectibles by Ron Saunders, Nick Adams, Mark Yeager, T-Funk, Josh Vermillion. We have Aldrin Stoja, D-Man, Havlin, Batman Beyond, Mark, G-Man, Adjacent and Culture. We got Manship, Brandy Murray, Bobby Bain, Red G, Brian King, David Fink, Jolly Drew, my man Pete from NYC. He's back to being my man. Bill Beer, yeah. Paul, Holly P, Zach Davis, t Fred Reed's Comics, old Freddy, Eric G, Cellar Dweller, Danny the Street, Luis, Ulysses Jones, and his Ulysses Jones show, Hakeem, Double Aaron, Monty, Simon, Swanee, Anthony G, Dave J, Ian Job, Mrs. T, or Mrs. Missy T, I messed up myself, <laughs> our man Rob Lewis, Lone Wolf, Marv's Wolf, Lone Wolf, Marv, Jazz, and Ruben. 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 Uh, the best is when I say all these and I try to do the the uh, deal with wrong turn saying them, I feel bad then. I have to go back and say it the Weird. right way. Yes, there you go. But there we go, Eric. That, that's pretty much the beginning. Usually we have a bunch of nonsense that we say at the beginning. I'm going to cut Didn't the nonsense Didn't we already do that with out. Batman's dick? No, we did not. There's no limitations. There is no limitations, Eric. I There's was told by Luke that he thought that the no limitations there's no limitations from Doug Peterson should only be allowed on the Patreon. I said, boy, I already laid heavy on that. <laughs> he actually True. made the call on Patreon. I'm like, man, you should only do that. I'm like, oh, it's too late for that. I've already let that cat out of the bag. Eric. 
There we go. How about this Which one? Can't get through this the is, door. This is all I'm going to do. I'm going to hit stuff just to keep it going. I, just I, I like don't your think, wife to keep that well, wedding going. Oh, jeez. No, to keep the lie going. All right. The lie. Uh, we end up, on, we have a certain amount of time that I am obligated to do this beginning. And right. we have not hit that yet. <laughs> if I go over eight minutes in this beginning, I get $50. Eric. Oh. And we're only at seven fifty three. So I will do one last thing. We're at Daddy. 57, 58, oh. 59. And on to the books. No. Uh, the reviews, books, sections, numbers, ones. What? And uh, if you want to read all the reviews of all these books that we're going to talk about tonight, many, many more, go over to our site at weirdsciencedccomics.com. And there you can see them, even though some seem to disappear. What from is this? They're, they're all having of a sudden, this our, our has a magic act that we don't know about where things disappear. Yeah, yeah. The magic act is driving me insane. The end uh, of the magic get, act, you're supposed to bring it back, site. Come yeah, on. Yeah, really. I get these notes. Alex M sends me the notes like, well, where's Batman, Mr. Miracle? Like, all these things are gone. And I go and look. They're not gone. You can get them through links, but you can't just roll through the site and find them. Nonsense. It's like weird. Uh, it's like the site realized, well, these were on the Patreon, so go blow. No, I think that it's just like, it's like, hey, how about we just screw everything up? I, I, it's like we that? have to fight ourselves all the time. It's like, I don't understand. We're, we're already fighting ourselves by, you know, actually being legit with some reviews and you know what i'm saying there are having yeah, shit yeah. personalities yeah really that's the worst and these jerk off voices of ours. I, I mean really who can stand that and our our sewer mouths and our our vocabulary eric oh my goodness what vocabulary jim i don't know <laughs> well we'll see where we have every new review is another opportunity to impress eric and we always <laughs> seem to to fall flat Maybe on one our day. faces one day, or maybe LeBron one day. James. LeBron James, he there, never There's no reason to play LeBron James. There is, because some people say he's a flopper, Eric, and we're not. We're not floppers, Eric. We do not do Crystal that. Shrimp? Oh, my goodness. Who else in the <laughs> yeah. yeah. Somebody's got to take that away from you. That's, I'm getting excited for these books. This is the first section of books. I really shouldn't have to have, no. you know, something to build me up for these. But, Eric, I always want you to build me up, Buttercup. You know what I'm saying? I'll put you, you on my shoulders. You know what I'm saying there? All right. Are we going to have chicken fights? Is that what you want? Who are we fighting? Ourselves no, I just again? want to recreate Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. We're going to be Master Ooh. Blaster. 
I never saw that, Eric. I, I don't you know never what you're saw that. About. I don't even know what movie series you're talking about. Is that a series? You're a monster. Is, is, that, is that a book? Is that what you're talking about? Is that an album? Is that an album by uh, Molly Hatchet, possibly? Uh, is that what you're talking about? <laughs> Molly Hatchet's just greatest hit. More and more disappointing. Is that what day. you mean? Is that what you mean, Eric? I said today on the Patreon news that uh, that I was not a big fan of the Rocketeer movie. I'm waiting for people to come to my house and kill me. I mean, were there uh, a but, lot of big fans of the Rocketeer movie? I'm, yeah, I tell you, I was, I was hyped for it when it came out, but it's a boring movie. Yeah. No, I pay, Eric. Hey, you should one time listen to my my news podcast, <laughs> and you will hear what I said because he looks I told cool. pe- I hate the idea of an old timey dude with a jetpack. I'm all about that. I'm, I'm telling you, as an experiment, as an experiment, right now, I could go on Twitter right now and put, "Hey guys, who's up for the Rocketeer?" And there'll be a million people. Man, me, 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 not me. Every time I put it on, I fall asleep. I say I try to go back to it occasionally. I fall asleep. And then I did say, I might have been talking out of school, Eric, but I said, one Eric L. Shea, not a big fan either. And no. both of us both think that it was a missed opportunity. And it was boring. And that's what we said, because there's a new comic And for some uh, reason, when I think out. about that movie, I want to do a double feature with The Rocketeer and Forever Young with Mel Gibson. I don't oh, know Forever why. Young with, for some reason, I would go with Last Starfighter, but that's just me. It's that's even like, weirder or, in my mind. Or, I don't know, it's still kind of something that kind of pops up that you have to kind of get involved with and you find stuff. I don't know. You, you could also have Greatest American Hero if you wanted to. Episode one of the series. Yeah, I if I had to do Last Starfighter for some reason as well, not a great double feature, but I think I'd put it with Enemy Mine. Ah, no. That that's too dark a movie for for Last Starfighter. Last Starfighter, if I was gonna do it, uh you'd go a little ahead of the game. They're not the same time frame, but I would go Ender's game for that. Eric, and you can't beat that. Justice League number eight, written by James Tiny. You can't beat it because I'm just gonna yell over you. Oh, I know. Written by James Tyne in the fourth art by Michael Yannon, Mikel Yanine, Michael Janine. Take your pick. Mikel Jeremy Janine? Cox. Jeremy Cox, or maybe Jeremy Cox. And no, Tom Napolitano. We take time out of the Legion of Doom again, but this time we get a little more story to push us forward, though maybe not as many answers as one Eric Shea wanted, but it does push us forward. We see that we haven't had a ton of Starman in this continuity and why. Get the start of the Just League Aquaman Drowned Earth, but more importantly to me, learn that while Lex has been pushing the narrative forward, he doesn't seem to actually know what the end game is. That part oddly has me the most optimistic because <laughs> after reading this issue, I have renewed hope that we will get answers because it's not assumed that everyone knows them yet and that is what i told you before we even recorded that's one of my biggest hopes of this is i was afraid and i still think that the still force where we're gonna have to do you're just gonna have to move forward with umbrex. that and umbrex you're just gonna have to kind of go with it and you know right now i can't keep is, complaining about the same one of thing. my biggest takeaways from this issue actually is we did get a little bit of the still force the whole thing when lex is going to the batman who laughs and the joker grod and sinestro are looking on and they're kind of hard but they don't want to let the other ones in. They're a little bit scared about it. The idea that Grodd is yeah. reaching out with his mind to the baby who has the still force, it finally made sense to me because we're talking about does the papoose allow him? But no, it makes sense. The still force is mm. within the mind of the baby who is that, and Grodd I is able to take control. I don't know. Yeah. I always thought right, well, that we, from the get go. I didn't think well, it was the papoose. We've talked I said, about it. You never talked- once said that. <laughs> 
Yeah, when I said, I said, the papoose, that's just something he made. Remember? And then you yelled at me, what, did he make it? And we were talking about when he bought it. No, I, obviously it was in the turtle. That's what they would have to have it or he wouldn't need them. He would just no, have No, I'm the saying, papoose. though, how he was able to take the power himself. Now, it doesn't explain to me. Yeah, I just thought he used his mind control. Yeah, it's, I never thought you know, about it like that. Deal. It doesn't yeah, explain I, to me how the Flash is able to use it. But the idea that, you know, like that is how Grodd can use the still force. I'm like, all right, I can get behind that. It's yeah, cool. I, I kind of thought that. But yeah, you, you go and he's kind of reaching out to that. You don't get any more of it. But again, no. I can't sit and complain about that every issue because then you're just gonna that's like saying that you had a problem with issue one of the batman series now at issue 40 you still have that problem because we don't know where gotham girl bought her powers i mean you still have a problem with that yeah but it's but that shouldn't affect every issue that you review i'm saying when it shows up when this goes, but I, I actually think that we may see more answers than we actually thought we were going to get because, like I said, with this, you get the ideas. Lex is flying, you know, at the seat of his pants. He really doesn't know what's going on because he has been listening to these voices in his head. But somehow the Batman who left, he's on board the trolley. He knows exactly what's going on. Oh, uh, and again, because I think that it all deals a lot of multi dark multiverse stuff that he actually is, uh, you know, aware of and things like that. He obviously knows what was behind the source wall more than Lex would and he understands the whole idea that it is a person and not just a thing that they ended up you know trapping in there and even at the end Martian Manhunter kind of has the inkling of it to say like you know and Batman kind of throws shade at him when we get to that like you know you're kind of putting an entity type deal in what isn't and he's like I don't know I think it might be so we go with that but uh, did you have problems again reading the Batman who laughs dialogue and because I, I can't stand that font. I still hate the Batman who laughs. Can't stand him. Though this issue, I like him the most that that we've had. Uh, I'm with saying, him I did not mind him things. here, all chained up, and the whole idea too that you know everybody's actually upset about him being. This is the monster oh, yeah. in the basement of the Legion of Doom headquarters that we talked about before in the first issue. I think it was. And uh, when Vandal Savage was killed, he's like, yeah. I have all this stuff in your base, and you don't even know about it. But this is the monster in the basement. And I like that Joker's upset because he's only here. Because he wants to be here. There, you don't put a yeah. Batman in a cage. And he, the only way he stays there, if he wants to, this is a dangerous move. I don't like it. I like this whole yeah. concept. Though, I'm just like, I just don't like the idea that the Batman who left seems to know everything that's going on. Like the source wall breaking, this should be in my mind the like the only time this has ever happened. So everybody should be in the dark yeah, the, about it. Actually, the thing that I get from it and the way he talks about it, I think that they're almost playing out the thing that the Batman who laughs has seen a thousand different realities now because he's, you know, traveled through the dark multiverse and has seen almost like a multiverse deal that this might have been something that happened in one of those or hinted at uh, that he knows more because he even says at the one point, yeah, I was talking to one of your other Lexes and you had this and that and the other thing. And, you know, you always have the chip on your shoulder and stuff like that. And I thought that that was one of the things that they're kind of pointing at that he's kind of played out a lot of scenarios. So he knows about that. Plus, I don't know what Barbados knew or didn't know and told him and didn't tell him because this kind of leads from that anyway. So we'll have to see how that kind of works out. Uh, also, you kind of need somebody to tell us what's going on. And that, that's why I don't mind it that much that if we're going to be like the idea of you like hey nobody would know this then we're never going to know because I'm just nobody saying, would like, know if for, if for some reason like we, we're even pushing the idea that the totality is an entity called perpetual by the end of this issue yeah like we had that thing where the, like a part of the totality broke off throughout time Lex has the doorknob if for some reason the doorknob whispers a little something something to me about what's going on I might not be so like like 
upset about that situation yeah. because at least it came from yeah, but beyond I, the source I, that's wall the other thing, a little though, bit of something. The, the problem that I'd have with it is that I don't think Perpetua wants him to know all the things. I yeah. think that the Batman Who Laughs is obviously playing, you know, the game himself and Perpetua is just trying to get, a, you know, trying to escape. So she's whispering to Bruce. She is in his head talking to him, the totality, telling him what to do and what not to do. And it's just to get her out of this, you know, prison that she's in. And so Lex doesn't really know what's going on. And even the Batman Who you know those voices you hear you think they're your own they're not the totality is actually talking to you and trying to play this game and playing it throughout and by the end i thought it was pretty cool because it even kind of says where martian man under that like the totality even played lex a little by getting kendra involved like you don't know the full game of what and how that right. it is doing though we have no idea and it's such an odd concept but it does start showing you the retroactive origin of Starman. Uh, Which and I enjoy because yeah. you're not going to go and throw like everyone. I, I want to throw this back out there just because it still bothers me. But, you know, the DC Universe app launched last week before. And when you looked up what DC Rebirth was, somebody said that DC Rebirth is when all the old continuity came back. And while that is true to a degree because writers now are just grabbing whatever they want, throwing it out there and saying it's in continuity. The idea of Starman, like we got to recreate the character for what we have and we're yeah. going to do it to the best of like you know way possible with this whole thing. We're going to recreate Starman 1988, and it's pretty close to Will Payton's origin, just yeah. using the totality now as the energy that hit him through and, the satellite. Yeah. And I know Anthony Jackson; he's a huge Starman fan, and he has a, you know he had a problem with it. He kind of looked through it. He kind of, and I I think he came about kind of with a better thought of it. The thing that I like about this is you have to go into it thinking in my mind, and it's James Tynan, but this is also Scott Snyder. Right. And when they're doing it, to me, they are not recreating Starman. They're not recreating his origin. What they're doing is trying to make it fit in the universe that we have now. And I, I think that that's kind of what you lose track of because when you see it, you're going to immediately go to that, you know, dancing mic. Uh, oh man, you know, here he goes again. He has to change everything. To me, it's actually an effort to make it fit then a changing it into something new. And I liked it. And you even have the idea that it happened in 1988, which is when right. Will Payton Starman debuted. I thought that it was kind of like the clever type of thing that we see now again it gets a little wonky not wonky but you do have a satellite the stellaron 5 where you have lionel luther you have that the legionnaires club uh you know book that they have going on and they want to get the energy out of this totality that is blinking into existence right. and i don't really understand how they are tracking it as much as they say they well, are that's the but- thing is because like the idea of tracking i thought was kind of a cool concept because since the source wall broke in t- current time it has been going through space and time it coming has. towards earth throughout all of different time you know it, but it it's just in like and out. blinking and i wonder how they could nail that down or else they're just waiting they just have it they're waiting for that time i think some at one point somebody calculated where it's like you know using like, well, the ancient I, mayans calculated well you have of, that you know. i think that that might be the little thing they do have the legionnaires club book mm-hmm. uh the one guy sitting there with it with the legion of doom symbol on right. the book maybe that's part of their calculations it's a neat concept yeah it just that's the thing that kind of threw me off a little but they weren't prepared for I, I exactly what it was like because this whole satellite bit like all right we're going to try to collect this totality you know energy yeah. and it hits it hits the satellite and for some reason it shoot it, it shoots a yeah. beam of energy. I'm like why was that there on the satellite to no, shoot that, a that's beam what of energy? I, the, the biggest problem i had when i'm reading i'm reading it i'm like that they should be yelling because then then the one guy oh, calls lionel 
Yeah, I'm telling you, why did somebody put a ray gun in this wood and, and point it towards Earth? I guess that was where it was going to go, got kind of transferred down. But it doesn't transfer down to, say, a station that they have or anything. It transfers down to poor Will Payton who gets hit and then becomes Starman. And at that point, you do then have Lex step out of a portal, little Kirby Crackle there, with a gun, shoot him, knock him down, and then take him away to torture him. And this for is his after mouth. still like, you know, Will Payton to become Starman and establish yeah, himself yeah. for a little while. So he had he had gone, opened up, boom, I got you, you're gonna go. And this is where it wraps around because Will Payton showed up at the end of last issue. So this is where you do have them picking his brain at the, you know, the uh justice, the hall of yeah. justice, all the heroes doing this, but they even say we got some things. We have blinks of some stuff. You see Kendra recognize the Legion of Doom, the headquarters. And at least that uh, gets saying, that out of the way because the yeah. whole idea, because her being at those immortal, like, you know, yeah, the, the, the immortals kind of thing. Good. I like this whole thing. It's the recollection of picking from, you know, Starman's mind, seeing the Legion of Doom. Hey, that's Vandal Savage's like, like headquarters. Martian Manhunter going back to him having the visions of Mar- uh, Vandal Savage. I think he may be dead. And like, yeah, so and it's they, all coming yeah. a little, it's coming together bit yeah, by is. bit in a weird they, kind of way, but I do enjoy is, that. But it's coming together. And they say, like, I don't know what's going on. They erased all this. It looks like Luther yeah. got some really big things and then erased it out of Trying existence, to understand the totality and erased his mind. Yeah. Somehow he escaped and made it over here. I just want to know, you know, because I mean, you were talking beforehand. I had it in my mind for some reason that it's, uh, you know, Lex Luthor went into the past, grabbed him, tortured him, took him back to the past, and then he came. But no, it was current day. I don't know when he had yeah. time to do all this stuff. Because, no, I don't either. You know, Lex tortured him. he was him out of space day. and time, I you know. Lex but, tortured yeah. him present day. Will Payton was able to escape and go to the you know the Justice League here. I just want to know where he got the cosmic staff though in the interim because it, yeah. he shouldn't have that because if he brought it from the past and somehow like it, things got back and forth. I just don't know because he didn't have it when he was taken. And no, I and that's know where the big he problem. It. He doesn't yeah. have it when he's taken. I think that that might have just been some sort of art snafu. We'll see if that Maybe. even is going on. Because it didn't make uh, sense for him to have it to begin with. Yeah, and then they have Marshall Man under and says, "Listen, we, you know, it looks like Lex is winning. Like he has more information. We're we're playing catch up to him, but." We have the, a piece of the totality. So we're he's winning, but we have a piece. So we'll see where that goes. Well, in the meantime, you go back to the Now, do they have Doom. a piece or do they have the whole totality? They have the totality. They okay. have what we thought. We didn't know what it was that looked humongous. And now what? it looks like that little deal. But it's they have ball. that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, it looks like actually, it looks like a mirror ball. They're gonna have a disco party, uh, and they go. <laughs> you go back to Legion of Doom, and you do have the Joker Grod and Sinestro sitting there while Lex goes through a bunch of cool and portals. I, I you really know, this like stuff. this part, just the uneasiness of the Joker and having yeah, to deal yeah. with this whole thing. Not only do like you know deal with the Batman who last, but this is a a Batman who is Jokerized, who is yeah. pretty much. His better, and this the idea that this is well, the one the thing, best thing in the I universe think, that scares yeah. him. The best thing that I think, though, is the the fact that they actually point out because Joker's like, man, I hate this guy, whatever. Why would he bring him here? And you kind of get the idea that, oh man, he's jealous. Oh, he doesn't want to. But then when he says Batman's or Batman's, it, it might as well be money's is money's. It's exactly. wrong turn. Batman's is Batman's. <laughs> and he said, you don't put a Batman in a cage. And I like that it ends with that. 
of the idea. It's not just the Joker version of Batman. He's not just mad because it's the version that would be a combo. It's just a Batman in general as well, that Batmans don't let themselves be captured like this. And a Batman and so without a moral center, that's them. the scariest thing ever. Yeah, yeah. And he just says, you know, Batmans is Batmans. And they like a don't, Superman without a moral center. They're never anywhere without them wanting to be. And you see that's the case because yeah. the Batman who left then ends up being kind of the narration type deal to give us information, uh, you know, uh, what they're going to give us. Uh, Basically, that he likes this Lex. Lex has a chip on his shoulder, but he wants this Lex to be the Lex that is the super Lex. He's going to be the ultimate Lex because this one might go the, you know, the full deal. Well, that's the whole thing. He had the same kind of conversations that our Bruce Wayne had back in the super Lex times where, you know, all of the Justice League, they might have been able to accept super Lex, but Batman never did. And all of the multi, all the universes, it seems like, because Batman knows that with this chip on his shoulder that Lex has, he'll never be able to believe in anything more than himself. And that's his problem now. If this totality, he needs Lex to get that chip off his shoulder and start believing in this because the only way he's ever going to be able to achieve his goal. Yeah, the only way that, yeah, you're going to do. Now, there's a weird deal with this, too, where I wonder if it means anything. But at the one point, the Batman who left spits out a pick that he has, a dark metal yeah. pick that he's like, I could get out of these chains anytime. I'm here because I, I want to. How, and then Lex cuts him. Lex cuts himself with it. It's very odd that he sticks himself and starts bleeding. And I'm like, I, I think, that I, a- think that, I think that is just a, uh, a art thing. It's perspective. I think it's just dripping the blood of the Batman who laughs as he holds it in front of I don't of know. Him. He's definitely putting it into they maybe. Yeah, maybe. It just looks like it was like, because it's not bleeding before he does it. He ends up then the next panel. Got, pick, I'm just saying, it's got some blood from it. It's always you know sticking what I mean, inside though? the Batman laughs. It tummy. is there, but he, I just, he picks I it up, though, and there isn't at first. And then all of a sudden, it just seems like it's stuck in him because there's no tip anymore like there was when he's showing it in the panel two panels before. I want to see how the bag. Batman who laughs had planned on using this pick to unlock himself because it is stuck no. in his tongue. His arms are stretched out. He's chained to like... He says he's got the only a pretty reason, big tongue. The only reason he says he spits this out and says, "Look, I, I, you're going to release me anyway." He wouldn't have been able to use it anyway. He's all shit talking here. There's no I way. I don't know. I think he would have. I think he would have been able to. I mean, you see some of these chains that might just cut through those. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, oh, you have the metal. deal where he ends up. Yeah, he ends up saying, "Well, he's got dark metal." He ends up saying that uh, basically, you let me go. I'll help you. You help me, and we'll we'll have plans. Each of us have our different plans. We may, uh, you know, kind of be intersecting what we both want and things like that. But you kind of let me do my thing. I'll let you do yours. We'll we'll just go. And they kind of make that deal then. Uh, In the meantime, the big thing here that I actually really liked was Manta and Cheetah who go off uh, and they're just talking about trust. And like, that's a cool team. I like them together. Yeah. And Cheetah's like, do you trust Lex? And, And Manta basically says, listen, I don't trust anybody. I trust me. I trust Manta. That's all I trust. And as they go, he starts to explain what he was promised. And this is where people are getting, there's confusion about things. And this is what I really want to have tied down of what are the seven energies? What are this? Are the these, this, forces. because you do yeah, forces, you do have this tier. Is that a, some people are claiming that's a force. I don't think it is. I, I think I, that's I don't just know. an it's, artifact. It's, it's such a weird thing because they were claimed to be artifacts in the Legionnaires underwater base before. Yeah. And we had the we had the tier of extinction, and we had the yep. key to the graveyard of the gods. Those are the two yep. things that seemed that you know Black Man and Cheetah had gotten. And 
them being artifacts, a lot of people, like I don't know if these are the one of the like two yeah, of the I don't forces think they or not. Are. I, I don't really even, don't. After reading this, I'm not even sure if they grabbed two artifacts or if the tier of the extinction just leads to the key of the graveyard of gods. Because when you know we see Cheetah use the, the tier of extinction, like you know, she poured it on her claws to be able to kill gods, and in this one it's uh Poseidon. She's like, you know, the graveyard of the gods calls out to you. I'm like, all right, so now that you did that, are you going to use the, the key to go get Poseidon's soul? Well, that's soul? the like- thing. I, I think that I think they're two separate things. But I also, there's that other deal when they're talking about this that you already see that the first call has been sent out, this dark call. What and is so this dark like, call? Which, well, it's it's for, I believe, the uh, another bunch of dark gods for the what's going to happen with Poseidon because the whole thing with this drowned earth is these other, you know, aquatic gods show up on earth mm-hmm. to end up, you know, and, and he says, Poseidon even says, you're going to drown the earth. And well, it even sets the whole it up, thing, so. I just want to know, how do we do this dark call? It just seems like almost like a, a like a rocket just hit the ocean and then stuff started yeah, stirring like, beneath it. It ends up to me, it looks like another meteorite or something. I don't know, it's, hits, this is like a said. lot of times, a lot of how the '90s Gods, Godzilla movies started. The things would crash out no. and go, underwater, yeah, and then so we get basically started. it hits, and they say, you know, you're going to be. We've been told of the beings that are going to rise to answer it. It brings what Luther claims it will. It will have my greatest opportunity yet. This is, you know, man is saying I'm going to control and destroy all of Atlantis with this, and this kind of sets it in motion because they go. And since uh, Cheetah has the tear of extinction, that it, what we find out here is it can kill gods. And she ends up killing Poseidon. She slices them. And Which I is love- disappointing because the last time we saw Poseidon, I think it was in uh, the Aquaman during the Cullen Buns run where for every now and again, you'll see Poseidon. He'll be depicted as a gigantic like toad monster. Yeah, and I liked yeah. him in this like this weird kind of way. Yeah, he you know, is that weird way. But know, he also didn't was. They start, didn't they start that with Azarello's Wonder Woman with those weird? Well, that's Azarello had those, yeah. but they could they they ended up showing different forms. Whatever they wanted to, they would show these different forms. Now, now he he's might hiding. as well be Aquaman's father, just manning yeah, the now lighthouse. Now he's hiding out, manning <laughs> the lighthouse. But the the thing that's weird is that first off, the tear of extinction. I don't think that it's just the idea that it kills a god because we've seen gods get killed. Yeah. It's that this ends up killing a god i mean i don't think that he's coming back unless you know eventually we'll see something but uh this is the final killing like we just saw zeus die in wonder woman he's yeah. not dead he ends up coming back they all end up coming back but this is something a little more and i think that the whole graveyard of gods deal is more of the going in there and making sure you may take the next step and kill him you know and for fine i, I don't know but he, she ends up saying you're gonna go to the graveyard of gods and she's pretty badass she, yeah. She has the whole deal. Like, listen, I know what you're thinking now. Like, you usually can heal from this shit. Well, you're not now because I have the tear of extinction here. And I like when they're walking away, they burn the lighthouse down. Uh, and you have Cheetah's like, you know what? I really like messing with Wonder Woman this way. And to Kill me. Kill one of her pantheon like if, this. If, yeah. And if you didn't have that, I, I wouldn't have thought any different. But having that, then I'm like. Oh, that's why she would be involved with this. Because if, if it didn't have to do with something tying back to Wonder Woman, I think some people would have been saying, like, why is she getting involved with this? But she loves it. She's like, oh, I never had any chance to do this. This is really going to piss Wonder Woman off. <laughs> and I really, I really like them. She's like, see how she handles that. And all this. Don't you miss like, nice this Barbara scene, Minerva when we got to have her back yeah, after know, that Wonder really. Woman arc with the Earth's Cartaga? She's all gone now. <laughs> and the, what I really like about I this whole nice thing, Barbara. though. Yeah, really. It sets up 
just like Aquaman drowned Earth. It, it right. really does set that up. But it also sets up going forward with stories with now we have Wonder Woman really upset at Cheetah. Like we have the you, you had going in this, you do have Cheetah, Wonder Woman, Black Man, Aquaman, but they have to do something in this. So that it makes more sense, so that there is some more, you know, things going on. And more this personal gain. Yeah, and personal gain, and also them Wonder Woman wanting to really, you know, go back and start kicking some butt. And I like that. It's not just a Legion of Doom versus the Just League. Okay, we're going to do this, this, and this. Now it's getting personal for the individual guys. Yes, we had Grodd with the Still Force. Never really thought, oh, man, Flash is so mad about this. Flash seemed more confused than anything. <laughs> then you had – and all of us I, were I confused even, about Umbrax. We're confused. Oh, not even that. It's like, you know, oh, no. Grodd has to still force him yes. for some reason a baby turtle on his chest. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm going to have to do? I'm going to have to somehow access that still force oh whether it my. makes sense or not. And, and I'll down. tell you, too, there was a little bit, too, that – it might have been too much of, of everything going on because in the meantime, we had the Flash book with the Sage and the Strength Force. So when they had this book, it's kind of a shame that you had those two going on in the, the Flash book because then our head's spinning. Like, he's dealing with all these different forces. <laughs> if it was just the Still Force, maybe we wouldn't have minded I, I so much. I think that would have been really cool because at least the Still Force, you can tie back into the turtle. I want to know more about it because, you know, yes. to make that character's powers kind of revel, uh, uh, revel, um, revel, I can't even think of the word. Is that what I'm looking for? Revelation? I don't know. All right, anyway. <laughs> Keep going. Make the turtle like more of today. Kind of like what we're doing with Will Payton. Recreate the turtle with the still yeah. force and that'll give it – with the strength force and then – we don't know what the sage uh, force is, but the strength I force. Just, yeah. It seems silly and out of yeah. nowhere and I, I don't like it. The still I think force it leaks into this book though. And even so when that, you, you know, see the still force, you When you, you see the still like, force, uh, it's like, oh my god. It's like the – almost like the opposite of the speed force. We already have the negative speed, uh, yeah, speed force. Yeah, we have that. Like, That's what I'm saying. All that kind of leaks into this. And Umbrax – I don't know what the hell that is. So you have Umbrax and yeah, Umbrax yeah, you know, that, with that sentient solar son of another and, and, uh, and, dimension and still, or whatever. Even then you have Umbrax. You can tell me all the sentient X-ray negative, whatever. It's just John Stewart who ended up being taken over by Umbrax and then fighting it away. So it doesn't seem this though. You have Cheetah killed Poseidon. Wonder Woman's going to be pissed. You have one, you have Mana who has spelled out that what they're doing with Poseidon and this other stuff that Atlantis Relevant. is in big trouble. You have is that what you want to say? Then you have <laughs> Aquaman really pissed. So I actually Couldn't can go it. one plus one equals two with yeah. these, and not this is the part that I was reading. I'm like. Yep, I, I'm, I'm in now. I'm, I'm back in. You, How much been, I was mad last issue. It might have been I'm, too long of a form of story just to get like, you know, if we actually took the time, if you didn't throw the Still Force and Umbrax together for that, it's almost like you yeah. have with these superhero movies where people feel you have to throw two like villains in or three villains yeah. in to yeah. make it a big movie, but we would have had time to actually take it, like look at the Still Force. Maybe we could have had some time better, to deal with yeah. Umbrax and how people would deal with that, but I think it's I too long form of a story because we got seven. You know, imagine if it's like six issues per force and we got seven forces and then the yeah. totality. Of, yeah. Like, yeah, people are going to drop yeah. out of this. And in this, we have four pages with Mana and Cheetah. And to Done. me, it's it's oh, no. some We're of the four best pages. Some of the four <laughs> best pages because I like it. I, I Then you Johnny, go back. I, I'm glad I pissed off one woman. I killed Poseidon before we left. Poseidon said, you're going to drown the earth. You got your set up right there. He even said it. I mean, I'm like, he said the name of it. Oh, my. Uh, but, yeah, I was really excited about that. I'm like, I kind of see. Here's the god of the sea. I know that that drowned earth is coming. Now I have footing. I'm not yeah. falling anymore. So I'm like, good. But then you go. And, yeah. It isn't a Justice League with – and this is Tynan again, so I give him full credit, but also the Snyder story. 
you always got to add something in the end to go. And that is where the Batman who laughs is laughing it up and says, basically, ha ha, you know what? You thought the totality was just this deal. Well, what do you think the source fall was doing? It was a prison and it has a name. And this is where Lex just basically says, listen, yeah, and it's funny too, because at one point Lex is like, eh, you're talking nonsense. If you're not going to tell me more, I'm just leaving. And I kind of think that it, it seemed almost like a meta thing of the reader as well. And then the Batman, and stuff. Ah, you can go, whatever. But I then you won't know her name. Ooh. And I'm like, oh my goodness! And uh, he turns around, and then you find out, Eric, what is the name? Perpetua. Perpetua. Perpetua was uh, what was locked behind the source wall. And when you the look totality, closely, her name is written in every corner of the universe, yeah, in, in yeah. cave walls. I'm like, yeah, I don't think it is because I've never no. heard this thing before. No, Whatever, I, Batman will ask. It is an ancient Christian deal, Perpetua. So is you it? have, she is a martyr, a, an ancient Christian martyr. So if you want to go by what they're saying is that like even on the Christian religion here, you have this. So it is something. Uh, Perpetua. But, yeah, yeah. And, it seems uh, like such a silly name. Yeah, so they're like, hey, uh, you know, where is she? Who is she? And like, oh, we're going to have to find out. And then you go back to, uh, you know, uh, Professor X Batman in what appears to be, uh, you know, he has, he has gone it's to the, the Enterprise. He ended up getting the Enterprise. The, is this the, the, captain's, the captain's chair? chair? It's the captain's chair. He's sitting there. I still get the idea, like, he, he can't move, right? So he's just there. It's so silly. I want I, I'm telling you, he, is, he has customized this entire thing. Not only yeah. the bodysuit but the chair itself to like you know lug around the shop why did he customize it as a white batman suit with a red symbol know. on it i don't know like, but did also, it just he want to be something different like it's definitely a mobile toilet too right? i just imagine he's, oh, yeah, taking he's totally a shit inside of that oh, thing but he I'm is, saying, is, is it red and white because it's healing him and that's what you see like you know with uh, like an ambulances and whatnot he just wanted to do it he, he figured that you know it might be that's ambulance color it's a healing like, look, thing. At me, look at me i'm healing right now it might but yeah, be a red cross but it's a bat, red yeah. bat symbol and they're sitting there looking at the totality and talking about it. Martian Manhunter says to him, you know what? This is something big. I think that the totality, I think that it has its own mind here. I think that it's trying to play a game here. And you do get the mention of Thanagar Prime again that he's going to be even off like, to. you know, a fragment of Starro, which you're going to use to yeah. try to get more information out of, you know, yeah. Will Peyton's and mind. And you know what's funny about that? The only reason I think that is because when Martian Manhunter leaves and then you have to still pick his mind, you have to have something that they do yeah. it. So that's like. And you when also people still are like, have to bring Starro back. Yeah, and I just think that they were like, people were going to throw shade at him. Like, how are they, you know, reading minds with him up? They they ended up thinking ahead. Starro. So, yeah, Starro. Fragment of Starro. But yeah, they're there <laughs> looking at the totality. He's like, yep, you know, that totality. I think it's up to its own games there. Let Hawkgirl have, have some fun with the old Lex and all this. But I wonder what's going on. And Batman is completely wrong. And Batman, that's one thing since the beginning of the New 52. Batman has not been right many times, especially when it made me laugh, too. When you had the the Batman who laughs, says to, to Lex, hey, it's written everywhere in the universe. That seems to be the blind eye to Batman. Anytime there's something in Court of Owls, you didn't notice all the owls. And oh, my goodness. All of a sudden, <laughs> they're there. couldn't you, see the forest through the trees. Yeah, you didn't know about the League of Shadows. Oh, my goodness. There they are. You didn't know about 
Barbados. Oh, my. It's every time that something is supposed to be everywhere. Yeah, Batman can't see the forest of the trees. He can't. So he sits there. John is right on, 100%. I think this totality is something... You know, it's it's messing with us. I think that it has its a. You're personifying something cosmic, John. Right when Batman says that, they all should go. Okay, let's do the opposite. It's not yeah. what would Batman do when you get something that is that big. Batman seems to not ever be able to notice it. So much for the it, world's it, greatest detective. It's his Achilles heel for some reason. But he's like, oh, you know what? We got Starro. We got, you know, Starman. Oh, my goodness. We have a lot of stuff going for us. He he is like the worst at halftime. They are losing right now 42 to 10. Batman's like, you know what we should do? We should keep running the ball right up the middle. I think this is going to work. <laughs> he ends up, he was coaching the Atlanta Falcons against the Patriots in the Super Bowl couple years ago they might even have the lead he's like yeah let's throw a lot he's always wrong uh but then you go and he's like ah you know whatever and they go and you see the totality it's the goofiest thing it's a little little person it's a little lady inside a a glass city why didn't i see this at any point it's right there dr pretorius's experiments in right of right you you know what i'm saying I told you, I said that when I saw it, no, I don't. When I saw it, it reminded me of the Star Wars Christmas special. This is just the hologram of Jefferson's starship singing songs. (laughs) She's dancing up. She may be even dancing. It looks like she's dancing. For some reason, I think of I Dream of Jeannie as well. Maybe. Yeah, it kind of actually, you say that, it kind of, de- she kind of does seem like a genie, and this kind of seems like that sort of thing. But bah, 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 in the bah, bah, background bah, 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 of all bah, this, bah. as you fill in some blanks, you do get with what the Batman who laughs told Lex, which I don't think he's telling him everything, yeah, obviously, obviously. But you also get what they're saying here at the end, like Kendra ended up getting helped by it. They ended up getting sucked again, out of there, and Lex got helped with that. Well, she got some I, glowing wings and did some stuff. She ended up being able to not die and fight yeah. him. And then they all got teleported out where it's one of those where it ends up being this third party of this long end game that it she's part of it. You know what I mean? It's Lex versus the Just League, but she's kind of involved too and kind of playing both ways. And you wonder what her end game, what obviously she wants to get let out. But she seemed to be wanting to be at the in the Hall of Justice and seemed to be doing all this that uh, you know that whole deal. So we'll see. But I really liked it. I liked the art throughout this. Yeah, I like the art like, this. And I like that we got some answers and yeah, we get some other questions. But this seemed more like stuff I could grasp. And really go forward with when, when Poseidon says drowned earth. I'm like, okay, now we're talking. I, I know that's coming up. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. But I give this an eight out of 10. Uh, and like I said, I'm not giving it a 10 out of 10. I still want some answers. But yeah. last issue, I yelled and screamed about how I was out. I'm back in. I'm nice. excited about this. I had some fun times. I think Man and Cheetah part was the best part of this series so far after eight issues. I thought it was great. Uh, so I'm looking forward to more of it. Uh, how about you? I'd give this a seven out of 10. I really enjoy the art. I don't want to know more answers though. Like that's my biggest problem because we took a bunch of time to give answers to a question we didn't have about how Will Payton got his new powers with the totality involved. I want to know about the still force and Umbrax and how it relates to everything else. So that kind of is a bit of a pet peeve, even though I did enjoy it. But like you said, the Cheetah Manta stuff, it is the best part of this whole thing. I want to know more about it, but it was pretty straightforward for the most part. And I look forward to the Batman who laughs, usually a character I don't care about. 
Yeah, this actually gave him something best, about. Right? I'm telling you, all he had to do was sit there chained up, tell me some stuff about Perpetua. Yeah. You know what? I'm down, Batman or Less. Yeah. Give me some more. Yeah, thank you. Thank yeah. you, Batman or Less. The only thing that I thought the Starman deal was, they want to use Starman, and somebody said to him, like, well, why haven't we seen him up till now? It's Will Payton. You should. Oh, well, we better explain that. So you do. And explaining it in this aside Legion of Doom story, I kind of like that because it is this aside to kind of explain some things. And this was better, I think, than that first issue of the Legion of Doom aside that you really didn't like because it kind of. It's one of the did recap it, and did something. Oh yeah, this that really actually, upset me. This actually goes forward though, and that's it's why it's such I like a weird it. thing too. Because if you go back to last issue leading to this one, you know, Will Payton shows up with the cosmic staff. He's like, you know, three of you are going to have to die. I'm like. What does that have to do with you escaping from the, you know, yeah, the Legion I, I of Doom headquarters? I think that maybe and- he was insane. <laughs> I, I think that when he showed up, There's hopefully no way that to come is to anybody's dress. house. <laughs> Hey, there you go. He he didn't want to be there. I should have had to show up at your house with a big old sickle looking thing. Like, three of you are going to have to die. I'm like, right away, Logan, you, Zach, you and you. out. You're done. I already picked them. <laughs> out. Maybe one of the cats. I'm like, really? You want to stop at three? Really? Keep going, buddy. We got a full buddy. house over here, buddy. Yeah, really. I mean, uh, it'd be great. I could I could a- end up podcasting without yelling at people for because they're screaming. No, you're still yelling at me. Guess, but what? Yeah, well, that's true. Well, I'm going to yell at you about this next book, Eric. What's, I'm I just didn't yell. do it. What's next, Eric? Green uh, Lantern's number next? Green Lantern's number fifty-five, written by Dan Jurgens with art by Maddie. Mike Perkins, Hi-Fi, and Dave Sharp. <laughs> now that Cyborg Superman has revealed himself, it's time to take control of the Ravagers and Eon and use his army to take over the Green Lantern Corps. Can our heroes stop him? Well, not if Hank Henshaw keeps doing shit that doesn't make sense for his character. Even with that, though, he has control of anyone's ring who has to ch- who is charged up lately, and that make and it makes it look like Hal is the only one left who may be able to put a dent in the Phantom Cyborg Superman Lantern. It's so funny because you have the big thing where they're all out fighting, and uh, you have Hal like out of nowhere, man. I didn't charge my I'm, ring lately. Because so you have to and have I'm that. Like, and why then you did immediately, he say that? <laughs> you immediately go and from then that a page to later. Giving, yeah. to Cyborg Superman giving the Guardians that. so you ridiculous. Know, I'm within the battery, so anybody who's charged <laughs> up so lately, forced. I can take control. It's so like, you. like, you know, oh. like one plus one equals this. So for oh, yeah. how it's worked out the story. Oh, and it my actually goodness. is so over the top force that made me laugh. I actually I actually got a little upset because you have you have how and out of nowhere. Man, haven't you? charge my ring late and i'm like oh thank god somebody's actually going with the charge exactly. all right and then like two pages <laughs> later since everybody charged their ring i'm like oh really I, i'm telling you the light bulb that went over my head was so big it crashed <laughs> over my head so fucking i got pieces in it i'm like really that was so forced and the thing is though you say that cyborg superman acts out of character to kind of fit the story, right? If you're going to do that, well, mostly make it fun. How, make I'm something mostly, happen. I just Nothing know happens how the, in this. How does the motherfucker come out of the power battery? <laughs> what, how does that know. make sense? Where he did he start from ring, to make right? himself go through the power battery? I, I like all of a sudden that they once the Phantom Ring gets called in, Rami is like attack. all of a sudden he, he, he's the dunce again. Hey, Rami, <laughs> we got the for Phantom Ring out again. Thanks a lot. I thought we got yeah. over this. It's so funny. He's like, God, I thought I was in again. Oh, well. Hey, I spent years trying to destroy it. I'm like, when the hell did you spend years trying to destroy I, it? Did I miss it's, something? It's such a weird <sighs> thing, this issue, because you know what? Out of this entire arc, it may be my favorite because it's the most action-packed, even though it is over-the-top ridiculousness for how many things so are forced. And not yeah. only that, 
we have to take time for Jessica De Cruz to feel good about herself for helping the people of Petalo. Yeah, I, like this, why? This whole deal. It's just nothing for the story. And somehow, and, I think this is my favorite issue. Uh, I, I don't like any of them, really. This <laughs> is the problem. It's by not the a time lot to like, but that, when, if you tell people like, "Hey, there's going to be Cyborg Superman," he's gonna going to be fighting on. this. There's action. It's just the action means nothing to me. Yeah, the Ravagers there, and they're just like, hey, it's like you have Eon, who is nothing now. Remember Eon, and he's the like, energy base yeah. guy, who some reason is there leading the Ravagers instead he's of Darth you know Vader. Cyborg Superman until he shows he's up. Darth Vader, yeah, and and means like all of a sudden. Don't I you think say that? Eon, Darth Vader's cool. I think Eon was supposed to be something different. It just seems like he was going to be the big bad. And then they figured, hey, throw Cyborg, hey, Superman, Cyborg in there Superman because Uh-oh. we need to get him out of the, <laughs> the fortress, you know, the fortress yeah. before it gets destroyed by in, in Brian Michael Bendis' Superman stuff and Man of Steel. And so he's there. And it's just, yeah, but, you know, I'm like, hey, everybody, we're, we're going to go kick some Green Lantern ass, right? And like, yeah, all right. Because then Cyborg Superman come, Henshaw, Henshaw, <laughs> what the hell is going on? In this all right, book? my Ravagers, you know what? The yeah. Green Lanterns, they took your future away from you. Let's take theirs. Henshaw, Henshaw. Brave heart, brave. Oh, Henshaw. <laughs> They're just going. So as this is going on, I'm like, Really? Like, this is what we got? Boy, I can't wait to turn the page and get to something better. Oh, uh, yeah, Penelos. All right. There we I go. Just, we got Jessica just, Cruz. They're all happy with like, herself. All right. You know what? I did a really good thing with the people of Penelope. You know, I, I, I am a really good lantern. Aren't I, Jessica Cruz? Hey, oh, what? The the Guardians are calling us back to Muggo? Wow, this storm's still going on. Oh, uh, yeah. My, we got, uh, we got some bad news for you, uh, you lanterns. It turns out. The Phantom Ring. It's been taken. Yeah. And we think yeah. that's what killed, you know, the other Guardian. And uh, we think Simon well, Best. Okay. He is a traitor. Fuck him. Oh, no. Oh, Simon Best. Yeah. How dare he? How that's dare one of my he? Biggest, that's actually one of my biggest problems with the issue, that we don't get any Simon Best after that cool cliffhanger no. last time. No. And, and with this, though, you have the Phantom Ring. Now, this is- Can he just <laughs> travel through the fucking power battery like Hank Headshot does for some I, reason? I don't, I, I, I don't know. The best two like, is- What a Trojan as, horse. Now, I, I want to know to you, okay, so here's a, a little thing. This is just me, but you're there. Me and you, we have to get to- uh, Montgomeryville. We have no, to go to the Montgomery the mall, mall yeah. right? We're going to the mall. We find out that uh, Mr. T, sadly. Mr. T signing autographs at the oh, Montgomery Mall. A, we better day. get there. We better get there. And instead of driving our car, we uh-huh. walk through snow. Why are they walking to where they're going? They're Green Lanterns. They can fly. They can make constructs. They're just walking well, through I, snow. Well, the thing is, they're walking through the snow because they realize... This storm is too much for constructs or flying because we made no, a dome it, once. It's, it's that ridiculous. Shit broke and we it haven't is tried ridiculous. again. It is only to get that, you know, narration because <laughs> they need that page. I'm like, why are they walking to the headquarters there? It's nonsense. So no, they get there. But you do see family. really fat if they just rely on flying and around all the true. time. I mean, that'd be funny. You see, you them imagine all if you fat. and I could just float around? We'd be 500 pounds. <sighs> I'd, never, I'd never touch the ground again. I never would. I'd be there. Also, I love it too because they go into where the guardians are in that headquarters, and they're they're getting all shit on the floor. You see, and I, I want oh, them. Yeah. To, don't turns they wipe out, their feet? Turns out willpower Jeez. doesn't burn very many calories. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Who's got and a willpower. cheesecake? I, I like. They're like, listen, willpower ain't cleaning these floors either. Get to it. <laughs> yeah, but they, they go in there, and you do have the Phantom Ring mentioned. And if you've been reading this series as we've read every issue, I'm sorry. the Phantom Ring was neat. The Phantom Ring was neat when you had neat. Frank Leminski, <laughs> but without him, and now it's a, it's it's nonsense because 
it isn't even working the way it's supposed no. to here. It's not doing what almost at one point. And I'll tell you, I almost punched my screen. Well I had a white lantern. The this way is the promise. Here. I was going to say I had my fist ready. I was going to punch the screen there when I thought that they were going to make Cyborg Superman a white lantern. When he says, like, you don't understand the full capability. And I'm like, they're going to make him a white lantern. Those sons of bitches. And actually, I say that, don't. too. He might as well be the whole thing. He with might the, as well uh, be. The, the Indigo tribe, they actually have the ability to focus and like you know draw uh, forth any kind of thing so it's such a weird like any emotional power like that so it is a weird thing to actually have the phantom lantern when the indigo tribe who you don't see anymore can actually do that themselves yeah yeah and and with this i will bring something up and i know that ethan van skyver is a very you know a decisive figure now some people hate him some people love him he did have a video that i did get you know told to watch by andrew and belfast right. where he talks about the phantom lantern and he says that when him and sam humphreys were working on it, he designed the Phantom Lantern. So when he ended up working on that, his big problem was to Sam Humphreys, like, what's going on? You have something that can be any lantern, but everybody will want to be a Green Lantern. Why would you need? And and Sam Humphreys' only thing was, but but you can also be a Red Lantern. But nobody would want to be. The Green is the best. And I think you see that once you have Cyborg Superman here, and Dan Juergens has control of this, and he's been, I don't know if he was told to use this Phantom Lantern, but you have it. And you don't even know what's going on before it seemed to be a ring that would base on your emotions that would then turn into that. So you would go through almost a schizophrenic episode where you'd be mad, you'd be a Red Lantern, and then you did. This is just seems like the super ring. <laughs> there is nothing really if you didn't read before and you weren't into like all of a sudden you're just reading this now. Didn't read the Frank Leminski stuff and all that. I don't know that people would even understand what this Phantom Lantern does, especially because it just seems to be able to do whatever it's, and like it's you an said, awesome it almost leads to be no a white lantern. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no. Oh, where is it, Eric? I don't, I don't. Where is the no limitation? You know, it's funny. No limitation. I, I no limitation for that. That was it. That doesn't have needed. It. And that's the problem is, and that's where uh, when Ethan Van Skyver was talking about it, and they he had an argument, and ended up him and Sam Mumphrey's kind of stopped being friends about it. Uh, my problem with it is the no limitations. There isn't any sort of. Where is the bad part of having yeah. this? You it know, drove really... Frank Leminski crazy. It almost tore him yeah. apart. I yeah, know we have, we... you know, Hank Henshaw, he's Cyborg Superman. He is a powerful figure, but there is nothing wrong. And it's such a weird thing. I'm telling you, every time I look at it, I'm like, why does he have a Green Lantern symbol on his chest? I why? Know. It doesn't I make any sense. Use the Phantom Lantern know. symbol. Fuck. Yeah, I just don't know. And he's there. And again, you have Mogo's having problems. They can't get a hold of Mogo. You then have Ion fighting, and he can replicate himself and fight. And it Eon. just seems like, or Eon, I mean, there's just sort of things that just happen to happen. I mean, they're fighting in space. It is action, but nothing really comes about from it. You have the Guardians in big trouble from Hank Henshaw. Uh, but really, to me, this whole thing I, I is just, just don't crazy. understand either because the whole idea, like, um, you know, we have Hank Henshaw. He is a uh, a technopath. He can take control of technology yeah. and stuff like that. It's just the idea that the the green light of will, he is all powerful and can control that yeah. somehow. But now I'm like, I can kind of go with the rings, but this the energy itself, he should not be able to control. 
It's not a technological no. thing. The actual, you know, the entity of the green light. You can't no. do that. And he he seems to be turning the power battery off. He can do anything. And it, yeah, it just really bothers me. It's just so forced to get us, you know, at the end. I'm guessing Simon Baz, he hasn't charged his ring either. It doesn't really matter. He's going to come back with a Kryptonian gun. But in the end, it's yeah. really going to be Hal Jordan and Simon Baz up against, you know, Hank Henshaw. Yeah, obviously, Lantern. that's why the Kryptonian gun was had, because that's going to be something that he can use against Cyborg Superman. And also what the deal is, we have two more issues and it does end up at coast city with cyborg superman versus how that's how the last solicit seems so you oh, get really that how are we going to go yeah. back to coast City? because that's going to well, be a big deal for the mythos oh, it says it says in it it says that you know a brown two in coast city and uh, it, the it, thing it, is that is such a big thing in my mind being a green liner fan but that's why that, it's forced to be and, only how that's I'm why you have it Oh, not only that, not even the forced nature. It's just the story that we're wrapped around with right now. The Phantom yeah. Lantern, Hank Henshaw, you know, the forced nature of it all. And then just to force us to this yep, showdown and actually try to get the nostalgia factor of these fans, this well that's not earned. It seems I'm like, like all of this setup so is angry. only for that. Yeah. So I was looking and I was looking at the solicits because every time one of these comes out, I'm like, how many more are there? And there's two more. And the last one says, you know, Coast City round two, you know, here we go. So I, I'm sorry if I spoiled that for anybody, but Again, solicitors may be wrong or right, but (laughs) I just wanted to tell you because that's why you have this idea at the end. Everybody's pretty much done except Hal. So it's going to be him against Cyborg Superman again. And then, of course, you know, you have to get the nostalgia. But that's what you don't have a story here. This is hardly a story that anybody is running to. In my mind, you throw that Coast City deal to end it. Now, all of a sudden, you're going to have people. And again, that's the ultimate victory lap, isn't it? Where you have them fighting. But it's not the ultimate victory lap for Green Lanterns. Like, all of a sudden, you're forcing it into a Hal Cyborg Superman book. And you have Jessica in this of her own book where she's here. Boy, I really feel good for helping the people <laughs> of Petalos. That's all she does. And then it's- she's there for that. And then to go, it can't be Simon. There you go. And then she checked out. She, Thank she you, went, Jessica. Got, she went back to her trailer like, my lines are done. And there you go. I mean, this is her book and Simon. I think Simon's going to have a big deal with the Kryptonian gun. But again, the Maybe other Jessica thing that hasn't, you know, charged her in a while either. So she can be there for the ending. She's, with uh, she's like, Simon. thank God I was on Penelope this whole time. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, wait a second. I'm going to pour one out for my homie Penelope's. Uh, while this is going on, though, the other thing that I thought and it, it kind of is a weird sort of coincidence. But if Justice League Odyssey was not delayed because that comes out next week. That was supposed to come out months ago. It oh, was, yeah. felt really weird with Jessica in the book. So actually, uh, all in all, kind of glad it that out. it was delayed yeah. just so you can have this book because it would have felt real. You would have had so many editor's notes. This happens before that. That happens before this and all that stuff because, you know, how it goes. But it would have just been really odd. But, yeah, this book has turned into a really weird kind of ending uh, wrap up. I didn't need the Phantom Ring to be wrapped up. So you have that. No, you have I'm telling Cyber you, they, they out of saw nowhere. that at the end. They put that away. And in my mind, I never wanted to see it again. You locked again, that thing that, up on yeah. Mogo. And now you kind of see the idea of, hey, how about we get some sort of Cyborg Superman versus Hal thing to end it? So let's call Dan Jurgens and Which get I'm him involved. Which I'm telling you, you do that, you get me excited. 
Not with the story you're presenting, though, to do it, and because it doesn't yeah. make sense for the character to do And then the, the Ravagers are just there. And, and they, the Ravagers what, what, and Eon. <laughs> and Eon, they're just there. Uh, just they're, I don't they're, even understand become, all the stuff that Cyborg Superman's they doing become with his the powers. weirdest window dressing to Cyborg Superman with this phantom ring. That well, you no know, he is collecting minerals I, from planets. He got 97% of Penelope. That might oh be my enough, God. Jim. I, I'm glad you brought that. I love when they come back and he's like, <laughs> so, status mind. report. Status report. Well, we got 98.7 of the minerals there. Huh, Mitt, that'll have to do then, I guess. <laughs> really? That's that's what we're talking about now? We're, what is it? A trade blockade again? That should be enough I power that, that I need. It's uh, I gone, guess I can Eon. use that. Get out of here, Eon, you pitiful you, man. What, I go 100% it, it, it or I go became- home. It became the freaking, uh, you know, prequel Star Wars with yeah, like the money. It's a trade thing. blockade it's, it's now. what it made me think it, of, yeah. Yeah, that's all it made me think of. It made me think, like, really? You're going to try to, like, you have to have a reason why the Ravagers and Eon are there. And that's what you got? You and got I'm telling this you, it's, it's the strangest thing. It's because <laughs> none of these things that I've mentioned make this a good issue, but it's because of these things I ended up <laughs> laughing throughout and having a good time. <laughs> none of it you. makes sense. The mining, like being brought up like that, Cyborg Superman having these powers that don't make any sense. All the four stuff with like, I can troll anybody who's charged ring. Boy, haven't charged my ring in a while. Haven't Why charged is my ring. Going? These that things made me, laugh. made me laugh. Oh, it made me laugh, but you're and, laughing at it, not with oh, it. I know. So I can't I give it better scores. I gave it a six fun. out of 10, though, and I oh, really did enjoy the art. Listen to Mr. Positive. Pistol yeah. Shrimp. I'm going to give it a six as well. I like the art a lot, so I'm yeah. going to go with the art. It's, and, it's uh, ridiculous. And I'm telling you, there are some really cool action scenes. It's just I wish the rest of the story matched why, how they're going on. I'm more positive nowadays, Eric. I'm not on pills Wait tonight, till we get the unfortunately. Section. I'm not on pills tonight. But hey, yeah, I, I still, though, I'm a singing a tune in that section, Eric. You'll, <laughs> you'll hear it later. Am I that miserable when I get to that? Yeah, yes. I didn't like the books, but I still <laughs> had a song in my heart. So I'm going to go six out of ten. I know that that possibly will be what you're going to give the next book, Eric. I ain't going to be that positive. Oh, Tell no. me what it is. Oh, Night no. number 49, written by Ben Bruce with R by... <laughs> Amake Nahua Plan. Yep. <laughs> Amake Nahua Plan. Nahua Plan, I, I would Nahua say. Nahua Plan. Nick Villardi and Carlos M. Manuel. Nightwing and Silencer team up in this issue because Nightwing needs to win the race, and Silencer, for some reason, has to take out a Leviathan assassin who happens to be in the race as well. Why I don't think that this issue did Silencer any favors or gave us anything to properly wrap up the story before Nightwing's brains went blammo and Batman, there's still some fun to be had. And out Spoilers! Of this, and the art, <laughs> it looks amazing. Yeah, I love the art. I love uh, Alma K's art, M and K. I, M&K. I hope that's the right. I love his art or hers. Well, I, I don't know. Her. Uh, whatever. Uh, there. The thing is, though, we said last issue when Silencer went to shoot Nightwing, and we're like, "Oh, this is going to be one of those where she does it because of I, I, I'm you know telling helping." You, though, I he wanted, should be dead. This the whole <laughs> thing is. We have this whole situation. It's explained all the stuff. Nightwing following. Uh, you know, Silencer following Nightwing. That there's no malice to be had. When she took that shot last issue, it wasn't for Nightwing, but she wasn't even shooting the character Endgame, no. who's the assassin. That one guy it's, died. I'm telling it's you, the worst. for some reason, she shot through two guys' heads only to freaking nick the side of his cheek. I'm well, like, you're, you're a crack shot. Why don't you just put it a little bit to the left? Well, and, finish and the job the in the other bar. Deal is, I only think she killed the one guy. The other guy ruined his beer. And, but even then, that she missed the guy, right? What, she got and, one bullet? Blow up again, Silencer. I mean, you have him there. Start a shooting. Chase him. There was a ballroom brawl that resulted in this that everybody's fighting. Where, where did you go? 
Why didn't you continue fighting? How about this? You're only there. Do you think Silencer, is it something that she can't kill somebody like out in the open? Do you think that because they all lined up for the race, get your gun out and shoot them then and then yeah. get the skedaddle the hell out of there. Well, it she doesn't ends up matter. Saying, I love that that guy, that, that alien ant looking guy. That, that guy, rest in peace, buddy. He went down for no reason. She didn't nah, even nah. kill he, he the was, guy. He was pulling it. like a Panda Baba bullshit in no, this whole I think bar. That, I think that he he she he was gonna then uh, pocket pick uh, Nightwing's pocket. It made no sense, but pockets. she's there. She ends up. Yeah, he's got pockets there. He's got pockets in the back, you know. But what happens is <laughs> she ends up shooting Nightwing at the end of that last issue. Nightwing looks like at one point the motorcycle he's on is gonna fall on top of him. Uh, that would kill him. Then he skids about seventy miles on this thing, and, and he's all bloodied up, but he, no problem. He gets up, gets on to Silencer's motorcycle. She's like, oh, you know. Know what you see that explosion back there leviathan had a bomb on your motorcycle when could they do that and why wouldn't he have known this is very Seriously. odd to me and why is and, leviathan uh, after nightwing out of nowhere it's just it's just very forced it, it's very forced here and i want to know like the whole thing too, we have too. silencer in this she's got to take out like we know that she is going after bosses mostly talia i'll go at this point to try to stop leviathan so she could finally have out of the whole business, go back to her family. The idea that she's in here going after a Leviathan assassin named Endgame and like, you know, waits to take this shot, you know, to be away from her family anymore. This is so mm-hmm. out of character for Silencer yeah. this entire time. And even when she ends up fighting Endgame later on, she's starting to get the crap kicked out of him. Like, what happened? You were taking on, yeah. you know, biomechanical Terminator assassins. You can't take out this guy. He's on yeah, a motorcycle. It, it's, it's just so odd. And, and her being there and, I can't help that I feel bad for Ben Percy because this this issue and then you have number 50 next and then he's off the book. He kind of got booted off because of what happened in Batman Blammo. 55 this week because of what happened to Dick Grayson. And going forward, you have Scott Liddell on the book and kind of Ben Percy's kind of said that his story didn't jive with what they wanted to because so he kind of was taken off because of that. So I feel bad. But boy, once you're reading this, this is setting up nothing because everything is going to end up. So you have no stakes at all going forward. We, we probably will never see the end of the dark web story unless he's allowed Thank to God. really go quick in that next 50. Oh, that's the whole thing. They, they do push. It's an oversized issue. I'm like, oh, yeah. double size. I'm like, are right, we going to quick wrap this up before? Yeah, I know? think there's going to be like a before Batman 55 <laughs> and then an after Batman 55 part. I do think that's what's going to happen. But because I, I love it too, game. because. It really does seem by the end of this issue where it's like, okay, check out next where Bat or Nightwing goes back to Gotham and Batman yeah. number fifty five. Like, it seems like, all right, now I got to go back and stop you know Worm, and that's why he's in Gotham with Bruce. It seems like it's yeah. such a weird way they try to but connect. Yet, it doesn't you don't make have any, any connection in that no. where he's singing. Uh, where is he singing and saying chum in this? Because he seems pretty adult here. But yeah, the silencer thing just is a very odd and, time, and that's why that's why Bruce wasn't on the whole Worm thing before because he was in, like doing a uh, jury duty. Yeah, when he was taking over God before. The the thing with this is what's odd to me is a lot of times we'll get these kind of weird crossovers. Like you'll have silencer in this. If I was somebody who wasn't in the know, I would think in my mind that Ben Percy must be on the silencer book because that's when it makes kind of sense. When you get a guy who's doing like three books, all of a sudden one of his characters shows up. They do some. It's not the case. So silencer there just seems so weird and it's half the issue to resolve her there and, and even at the point she's fighting endgame and all this you don't need this and, and the what only way that she me, actually you know resolves her quest of stopping this assassin 
is that Nightwing saves her and doesn't save Endgame. Yeah. She doesn't even fulfill this herself. Yeah. No. And he dies. She just, it, she, it kind of goes with the idea, hey, the only way I can get out is if all these underbosses get killed. He's one of them. It's not We're even an underboss. It. He's just an yeah. assassin. But I'm telling you, that's how she kind of explains it, that if she can get rid of all these people below her, then she can have her freedom, and that's kind of how they go. He um, ends up I, just I, falling I love, into I love an abyss. Because it does seem like, you know, Nightwing should be having a big impact on her life. Like, you don't want to be the monster they want you to be and has this yeah. like no killing allowed i'm like well she's not going to solve any of her problems now then yeah really she goes off and then that, and she gets killed poor jelly bean is out <laughs> of a mother because she she thinks a little bit even that little bit of hesitation well nightwing boom right in the head i, I just imagine that's silence the, thing is, the bullet she, she, wound she she's getting nothing done I'm like oh man why can't I, now that I've, i don't kill people i I have no real advantage. I wonder what Nightwing's <laughs> up to if he can help. Oh, my God. He got oh, shot in no. the head. Well, no, I see what happens up, we don't kill now. It ends up we don't even know that it wasn't KG Beast. It was Silencer who took that shot. You see, <laughs> she, she's like, you son of a bitch. Uh, but the problem that I have here is it's two things. One that's very forced is the idea. Hey, Silencer, we did it. Boy, this is half the issue that me and you have been talking, getting myself another uh, you know, motorcycle well, here. I mean, he it's like a I got bike, the Tron cool. cycle. Yeah. yeah, I'm getting the Tron cycle here. You even have what's his name uh, when he's about to shoot, or Silencer's about to shoot the one guy there who looks like somebody from the uh, Teenage New- Mutant Ninja Turtles, where, where that warthog guy, Rocksteady uh, or Bebop, yeah, Rocksteady. I'll yes. go with. I'm not that much in a uh, in the know, but that's who well, it looks like. Warthog. Correct? We'll go with Bebop. But didn't that seem like it, though? He looked like it to me. But you get it. So you've already had half the issue. So you're like, what's going on? The idea that they're in this. Pocket universe in here because of the way Silent works by. with time and space. And it's like two seconds, really? That's how you can go back from all it's this monologuing time. and talking to, hey, Mon, it's Silent Time. Because even Nightwing, boy, I think I've lost this race. No, 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 because it's only been no, two good, seconds. So you go back, you have where I love the art, but there's a point here where. It, it's a little confusing. I don't know why the art is chosen to be so up close and a thing that's so exciting, like a race. You're getting better. Right. Like you have, you, you have flamingo there, and he wipes some Come blood on. off. Professor his head. Yeah. Professor Pig's freaking propeller motorcycle that he's doing a helicopter above everybody else on his. It's, that it's made me giggle funny. because that that was so wacky racers. It is wacky racers, but even with the thing, and this is what I had the problem with last time. Maybe it's still the script, though. There's not much fun to be had here. You do have Nightwing jumping and running and leaping on Flamingo's motorcycle. But even then, when they're fighting Endgame and Endgame falls and the propeller and stuff, there's not much of a scope that I'm getting with a lot of these things with the races. And it's fun in concept, but I'm not having a lot of fun reading it. And then it just ends. You know, he ends up winning. Where it's one of those where he's going to walk across the finish line. Silencer there, you know, shows her identity, says, hey, you know, I'm going to do this. I I wanted you to win. He's like, hey, you know what? That's cool. You know, don't kill people. But there's always another way. No, there isn't. Not in her life. And then (laughs) not for for a hundred guests. So, yeah, when he goes then and also the fact that he crosses the finish line, we have like two pages left. (laughs) It's a and that my whole issue with this entire issue is. I think the pacing is way off for what they're trying to do. At one point, it's supposed to be this breakneck, fast kind of thing, but you get nothing out of that. And then when they want to have this exposition, it lasts too long. We're so in when a they do dimension. get there, 
Yeah, yeah. And when he gets there, you if you remember, you're allowed to ask one question, but also we he go is on going the techno to techno mystical yeah. throne uh, of Simeoxinus, yeah. who turns and out he, to be yeah. the bartender of last issue. Yeah, it's the guy who yeah, it's the bartender. So all that nonsense about drinking out of the druid skull was just you know, smoke and mirrors to kind of yeah. get them to drink that, though. I do think that they needed to drink that to so get in that time space deal. That's fine. But by the end, where do you think? Because this is the end. Do you think that you had where Worm and uh, Vire or whatever, do you think that they knew what happens at the end? Because I don't know how he's slipping anything in there to (laughs) to do this sort of bug that they were going to put in there. He's there and you're asking him. I thought that it was going to be a mystical thing where you ask these, you know, these pillars and then you're saying he could kind of put it there, but it's the guy there. And the problem I have with this is you have to be very careful to me when you do something (laughs) like this and you know where I'm going because he gets there and you're supposed to be able to ask one question. Well, Nightwing asked like six until he asked the one that the guy wanted him to ask. It's so weird that he's pushing him that. He's like, hey, you're allowed to ask one question. And he's like, oh, you know why I'm here then? Well, there's a question. You know, there's some weird ideas. And he's like, yeah, I know. Uh, but I knew you would win as well. So he says, okay, I don't suppose I can just ask you to stop all this dark web stuff before it even started. There's a question. You're yeah. supposed to ask well, one. And he answers. One, like, he, he, he answers. One thing. Thousands of them result in our friends dying or worse. I hope you picked the right one. What do you mean by or worse? Yeah. God damn it, he, also says, he says all these things. He keeps asking questions. What do you mean by worse? This is a monkey paw that tells you what the monkey paw is. So I'm like, <laughs> you know what? I want to be able f- to. I want to be have all the time to read what I want. And then all of a sudden it's because everybody dies and I step on my glasses. But the monkey Paul tells me that. Don't say that. Rephrase that. You are the best monkey Paul ever. So anyway, by the way, monkey Paul, you're the best. Hey, can you just buy me some time? You have finally asked the yeah, right question, Why is Padawan. he telling him the right question? It's like, I and can I, imagine that Nightwing's there, and he's just tapping his foot. He's like Sonic. He's tapping his foot. He's like, uh, I really want to know what the secret menu at McDonald's is. No, don't ask that. Okay, well, uh, am I going to get shot or something? You know, am I going to live? Don't ask that. Yeah, he just ends up, and then... Then can you buy me some time? What the hell question is that? That's not a question. That is an order that then he does. And That's the thing not is, too, question. I just imagine this this whole thing is like, you know, in order that like this character would always be there at the end and he'd be the way that you would get the question answered that you would need. Yeah. I just imagine Nightwing, he, he has no plan B. He just plans on doing what the dark web wants him to do. So I just imagine he jumps on this guy, beats the shit out of him, and then jabs his techno note yeah. and shoves it in his eye hole because that's yeah, how you get I, the freaking stuff going on. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, with, with this stuff, this would almost be like me saying to him, am I going to come into some money coming up? Well, yeah. No. He pulls out his wallet and hands me five bucks. It's not no. it, like this isn't knowledge that he's giving him. He's giving. He's he's doing something. It makes he's no gonna, sense he's buy by some the end. Time, yeah. and I'm telling you. And, then can you buy gonna, me some gonna, time? And now, <laughs> with, he because said, he's shoving this I techno could. node into his eye hole, he's just going to start filling it with misinformation. Yeah. And so because it'll be fun you know, too. Yeah. 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 So he can go off and get shot. 
That's all it is. But I'm telling you, just That's the, the best idea. Too. If, if you go by the way the way the stories are, you know, go see Nightwing, go back to Gotham, Batman Fifty Five, which he'd also been there before. So he, like, you know, this character yeah. is buying him some time so he can go and figure out a way to stop the dark web. Oh, well, I'm in Gotham. I better pretend to be There's Batman because call. Bruce has freaking jury duty, and yeah. then I gotta yeah. go hang out with Bruce because he's upset. Bam. Oh, yeah. Boom. Uh, thanks for the time. I, I, uh, can you buy me some more time? I just want to. Then can you buy me some time? And then the answer is and some Advil. I got maybe. <laughs> I got lead poisoning. Holy moly! Well, what did you give this? I'm telling I, you. Before you give your score, it's not horrible. A lot of these are no. horrible. There's just it's just ridiculous, it is. and it's ridiculous and not fun to me. And those are two. I things. had some fun. If this if this would have been, I have no fun. You had fun because you saw, you know, a propellered, uh, you know, Professor Pig, but it really was one panel and meant nothing. It didn't do anything. I, I had no fun at all. But uh, what did you give? I gave this issue a six out of ten, and that was mostly for the art because there are some ridiculous concepts like this. Silencer being here really serves no purpose for the story and actually diminishes that character. But Nightwing, I thought, was fine in this over-the-top cosmic motorcycle race that really went nowhere. And I'm really like, you know afraid that it like i don't like the story but i'm very afraid that we'll never get any kind of resolution to this story no, because of no. what happens in batman 55 yeah i'm giving it a i'm 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 really getting towards a 3.5 i'll go to a four because i'm even looking i do like the art but you have panels in here where you have a big cosmic race i couldn't even tell you what the background or if you tell me hey describe the places that they're going through to race there's nothing to it. And that's where you have a big opportunity to have the crazy things that you can have in a wacky race that you don't have because half the time you see an up-close thing of Nightwing's hand with the baton. Then the next thing you see Endgame's eyes. Then in the next page you have, uh, you know, Flamingo up close drinking, you know, tasting blood. Then you have a Dollatron just running, but you don't get any scope of how this is. Jumping the out neat, of the sky. The neat idea. Yeah, and then you have, well, I'm saying the one point, they're just running and getting blown up. Then you have Professor Pig there on his, you know, his whole uh, copter deal, but you never even see the whole thing. And so you have that where he's up there with Flamingo on a rope with a drill, but then he just ends up kind of getting knocked aside. Then you, it's they all get, these you know, up close shots. throw some bombs at him at the end, yeah. Yeah, it's just, but it's up close shots. And you, uh, to me, I never get the fun of a wacky race. We we always talk about it. And uh, Joshua, the guy on Batman News, even said in his review of the first issue of this that it does remind him, and it reminded me right away, of the Race of Thieves from Catwoman. Yeah. That at least had some wacky racers. You had a lot of racers. Also with this, I think that there was a bad point where they really went down all the racers immediately and just had a couple and you didn't get really wacky times with them and it just and the silencer thing just kind of was an aside that kind of pushed you away from what it is but i think the pacing was off in this as well and it just it really i'm going for but i I just was disappointed because if anything i love nightwing i know that ben percy doesn't have the voice of the nightwing that i like it's not bad here he actually seems to be getting it a little more but I want it more fun, and this was not fun. You end up with that silencer stuff and all that, and it, it kind of gets away from what fun it can be. And then the end, the monkey Paul deal, uh, you know, the one question, it, it just didn't even make sense by the end. It was just to get to be like, okay, you buy you'll, me be some time. Get, you, you'll be able to get Vicky Vale <laughs> and, and Willem because wisely. they think you've done it. Yeah, and so it, that is easily wrapped up. And, I mean, really, if we think about it, Worm and all that, 
we can just assume it might be one, two pages where they end up having problems because of this connection with this misinformation and that shuts them down. And then you have a thing. I wasn't, I didn't like the dark web story anyway, but it's kind of a shame if that's how it ends, just kind of gets stopped. I I thought maybe there was a possibility because nothing really seemed to go like relate to one another for each individual part of the story. I thought at the end, maybe it could be tied together to make sense overall, but maybe it doesn't. It won't. Yeah. Maybe no it will in the way. first half. Of, maybe you have, like like I said, you have this mention of uh, this whole techno thing at the end of this issue ends up creating a virus that shuts everyone down, and then you have an ending. And, and you can just go on because I didn't like the story anyway. And I'm no. afraid because Ben Percy, while people – Seem to claim in, in retrospect that the Green Arrow run was so superb. We had nonsense like that Trans-Pacific Railway and all this. And when we finally got rid the of some nonsense. trial of the yeah, century. When we, got, when we got rid of that, yeah. And it all ended up where the burned were back. So he is a guy who doesn't like to get rid of anybody or anything that he's dealing with. This dark web story could have lasted years and I didn't need that. So I'm kind of happy, but I feel bad for him. I I, I think that he wasn't treated uh, completely, you know, great with how this worked out and that the uh, Tom King story and what he wanted to do and all that other stuff kind of, you know, way to get this stuff shut down fast. That's all I want. So if Tom King, yeah, but you go from that about Tom Tom King King does that. And then you have a Nightwing that uh, doesn't even remember he's Nightwing. So yeah, sure, I, I don't, don't want know. that either. Yeah, I, I don't know what we're going to get. Damn if I do, damn if is, I don't, huh? Yeah, really, that's the monkey paw. I'm like, do I want to get rid of this Nightwing? That's not what you ask. All right, no, I'm out of here. I just like, whatever, I'm out of here. I'm out of here, but uh, we'll go now. I actually, it would have been funny too if you had that cliche where Nightwing at the end doesn't ask a question so that the druid is finally free. And he's like, that's what I've been waiting for. There you go. No more race, sir. Uh, I wonder if the race, how that'll go the next I don't know. Well, he's there. He seems to be stuck with this race. With that, I think he likes it. It's the only thing he does on the island of Hath. Yeah, but what the hell is he doing? What does he do for the rest? Of it? It's like what you think Santa Claus does for the rest of the year. He's he just sits in that bar every by himself. Part of, yeah, he sits there and spit shines everything, and then has a guy shooting <laughs> pool. Gene, one this guy. race, the best thing that happens to him all year it long. Is, but, don't take that away from him. Maybe he can now have a race all year long. I don't know. I don't know how things work, but we're gonna go off now to some mail. Yo, it's mail call. It's mail with Jim. mail with jim and eric are there limitations in this mail hey uh there are no limitations oh weird oh my there's no limitations you can't get through the door sure can no there's no limitations i do eric what's going on there's no limitations no limitations thank you Thank you, Coach Peterson. I don't like that We one. are here with the mail. And if you want to be part of the mail, you know he is the coach of the world champion Super Bowl winning 
Philadelphia Eagles. Eric, there's no limitations. Uh, and we are here at mail section number one. And if you want to be part of the mail sections uh, going forward and other podcasts, you obviously cannot make this podcast. It's a little too late Maybe. to be on this one. But that sounds like a challenge. This, it might be. You can end up going back. Maybe somebody out there is in the race of thieves that Nightwing's in, and they're in a weird kind of time-space continuum type So they're deal. in the race of thieves in that book now. Yeah, that's what it is now. They are kind of thieves in that as well. So, uh, But you can email us at weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. They stole my time. Thank God we get <laughs> review copies of that. We stole money, three ninety nine, dollars Stealing from everybody. We're going to start off with Seabass, Eric. That's What's up, Seabass? That's Brian. Okay. Brian is a new, as you heard earlier, he is a new member of the Badass Society of the boop, Get Fresh boop. Crew. Beep, boop. Hey, Jim, Eric, and the GFC. Beep, boop. Side bass. Sea bass. Side bass. You know, the side bass. It's kind <laughs> of like what, side that's boob, what, but on a fish. No, that's what fish do when they, they're cheating on their wives. They have their oh, side, the side bass. bass. Like, oh, I got a, a piece of side bass. <laughs> sea bass here again and had a few thoughts about the what current piece state, of bass. about DC and comics in general. Hey, you do that for the halibut. And wanted your opinion. When I first started reading comics, I only read Marvel because as a child, I didn't really understand DC. The fr- it means detective comics. That's all sure. you have to understand right the first book i picked up was infinite crisis that's, that's a problem. Not probably the greatest no. because it seems so big and important to this day that's why you pick me up every day eric because i'm big and important to this day it remains so one of my big, favorite stories yeah that's the problem is though you, what are you going to pick me up in you don't drive eric you're not a man i just gonna pick a you man, up eric. that's I'm a hard man. thing to do you're not a man He's not a man. He don't drive. There you go. That's my new comment there. Uh, To this day, it remains one of my favorite stories. All the characters across the universe seemed involved in some other way or way or another. I just wanted to know more. I remember it was the first time I saw Black Adam was enthralled by who was this powerful Superman-like guy. Everything seemed connected. Love the end where you see what happens when you don't invite the Joker. Anyway, spoilers. Spoiler alert. You you didn't say anything about what happens. I'm telling you, I love the idea that when Reggie's were doing these retro reviews and Reggie will review something legitimately that came out in 1942 and he'll have the spoiler label on it. Like, really? Really? Anyway, I just don't think that exists. He just doesn't want to spoil it for anybody. I just don't think that exists anymore in comics. The world doesn't seem alive anymore. I think that Scott Snyder's trying. I, I think that that's what the Justice League is the closest to kind of I, getting I there. I do know what it's he not feels getting like, there. though, because I did feel the same way when I read Infinite Crisis. And for some reason, now, like, even to a, like a lesser degree, the, like, you know, Identity Crisis, this is a dark story. People are getting killed, but... The, the universe of the characters, they felt together and like they all knew each other and they're all part of the same thing. It felt like, you know, uh, there was a connection everywhere, you know? Yes. I was desperately trying to pull up the crickets, but I, I don't have them here right, as a sound done. option. Tweet, tweet, tweet. Is that how the crickets go? <laughs> no, I, I understand. I actually have read... Uh, a bit of Infinite Crisis. I'll admit, I haven't read the whole thing. That is something on the to-do list. <laughs> the to-do list. Uh, kind of like not uh, being being able to walk without touching the ground. Are you are you just completely out now? <laughs> you actually, I think, look at that. You, did you know I could do that? You son of a bitch. I just unmuted your mic. <laughs> you son of a bitch. He muted his mic. I just waved to you. I waved to you on our little things. Things just happen, and it doesn't matter. 
next month. I don't know what's missing. I think maybe that Jeff Johns factor, not necessarily his writing, but someone with a total vision of a cohesive universe. Do you get that you're getting a little bit of what you guys want from Doomsday Clock a little? Uh, are a you getting bit. that? It's in? just that that's so in the dark about what, what is going on, actually. Like, we're getting more of the watch whole, you know, universe. I <laughs> I muted your mic. I just wanted to see it when you were I'm done. when you were doing it. I could mute the mic. It's so odd that I can mute your mic, right? Uh, that is that uh, opens up so many. Me. That ends up opening up so many venues. It, it really does. It, 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 that is maybe I got my wish. That's the genie going on there. But yeah, uh, go on though. I, I don't I'm, recall. I'm I was done. That the whole thing about Doomsday Clock though is. I think that the problem that you have nowadays, uh, maybe this is what you were talking about, everything seems padded out. So by the end of an issue or an end of a series, most series are set up and most events are only there to get to the next event. You don't end up having these huge, like even when we had, you know, No Justice and Metal, all that was to set up other books. It wasn't to set up like this big event, like Flashpoint would have been the last thing. That would have been like, oh, my God, this is really kicking ass and really means something. I mean, even the Rebirth special, we'll see next week. Then that didn't mean shit, Eric. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? What do you guys think? Am I jaded? Do you think I want too much or asking for something too specific? I'd love to hear your opinions, he says about Eric. Well, any opinions? Nope. You got any opinions of that? You already said your opinions there. And that is CBS. That's it for the mail, Eric. See, and really, if, if, if I mute, just you. led into 52. Okay, well, I didn't know that, though. But still, don't you get, though, that, like, you have... What events have we had, especially since Rebirth? Just League versus Suicide Squad? Yeah, Sink Atlantis? Do these seem like big things? I think that the problem is, is, in general, they're throwing out these things and kind of trying to make them into events, and they're they're hardly events. I mean, we have one coming up next, starting this week. Heroes we in Crisis. The, uh, Heroes in Crisis. We'll see how that is. I do think that that's going to change a lot of the landscape of comics going on. But again, it doesn't. I know, it's seem such a weird like thing. It feels like less like all these other crises. Crisi, crisi, crisi. I heard it both ways. But anyway, crisis. They uh, crises. There are these big things. Like we had identity crisis back in the day, which is always a weird thing to say. You know, that was a crisis as well. It wasn't. You know, it was a cool murder mystery. And I see this being along those lines, almost like a sequel to identity crisis for what we have coming forward. Maybe. Yeah. Well, that's how it's kind of set up. But the problem is, is like you said, identity crisis. If you sit there and say, hey, name the the crisi. Uh, of the DC, you're, you're probably not going to mention identity crisis. You may say even, well, there's identity crisis, but that was more of the murder yeah. mystery. It's like yeah. Brad Meltzer type deal. It was his, you know, kind of way of doing things. And they made it that. And we loved it. A lot of people, it seems retroactively, hate that now, not, seem don't like, like it. But I yeah, a lot of people hate back it. to DC Comics after a long time gone. It's one of the things that you told me to read right away when we yeah. before we had the site. And I, I ended up getting it from the library. Which is such I, a I took weird it out thing from for me library. to do because there's all these characters that you have no connection to and they don't really take time yeah, to explain. I, I ended up now, but I ended up reading it and really enjoyed it. I ended up, uh, you know, checking it out, the trade from like the they're library. they're introducing, like, you know, Captain Boomerang's yeah, son and the mystery you, about the who, like, with no the real idea. father. Was a, such well, a weird that thing. Might, that might actually show you that it really, you know, the story itself, the basis of the story was pretty good because I could still enjoy it only knowing a handful of characters because it was yeah. one of the first things that I read after, you know, reading Aquaman, Jeff John's Aquaman at the beginning of the new film. Like you don't even and know like, Tim Drake right. and the first thing you're reading, the death of Tim Drake's father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you have it. Uh, spoilers. <laughs> but no, the, the thing is, 
with this Heroes in Crisis, though, they're really pushing it as a crisis. Uh, me and you, you know, we'll, we'll pull the shades back. Me and you have read the first Not issue. Not me, I'm the one pants. And uh, well, I don't mean those shades. We'll, we'll lift the veil. We have read oh, the God. first issue of Heroes in Crisis. And uh, with that, it does seem more like a identity crisis yeah. that some people were saying. And that's the weird thing is they mention, you know, Heroes in Crisis, and they start talking about it. And then you did have a lot of people. This is where me and you were uh, all of a sudden shown that people did not like identity crisis because then mm-hmm. you'd have these people tweeting out this better not be like that bullshit identity crisis man oh, no. that was uh, you know bullshit whatever and this is a lot like it, it it's going to be a lot like it as far as i can tell right now unless there's a wishing machine uh at the end where they might oh, want to have one but <laughs> let's make this we'll a real see. crisis now we shall see uh but yeah i actually think that there will be a uh kind of a wishing machine ending but we'll have to wait i hope not read that to really talk about it uh but that's it for the first section of mail it was only cbess he says thank you guys cbess and we're gonna go thank off you, now to the next section of books So close, no matter how far Gentrifuse comes straight from the heart Forever trusting one as words Cause Gentrifuse matters Jim never opens himself this way to his wife, for his family. Let's not forget Eric Shane. Cause his reviews matter. Trust I seek and I find in him. Twelve hours a week we get jammed. Open mind for fuck you five Cause Jim's reviews matter How drunk is Eric Shane? Segregation Reggie Segregation Reggie Pants have Segregation, Red G. Yeah. We're here with Red Reggie. G. Hey, Red J. And we're here Red with J. Reggie. And usually when Reggie comes in, that means... There's no limitations. There are no Why limitations. Why would there be? None at all. <laughs> and we're here to talk two books here. And it's the dealer's choice. Which one do you want to talk about first, Reggie? I'm going to give oh, that up to you. I uh, because oh. I don't care either one of them. That's they what I say. You know what? I'll tell you what. Let's get the quick one out of the way. We can really dive into the Atlantis. Let's talk about. There's there's one that's quick, even though it's the longer one. But there's really nothing to say about it. And that one, I would say, would be Harley Quinn number fifty, written by Sam Humphreys, art by John Timms, Wilsey Portacio, Agnes Garbowska, John McRae, Kelly Jones, John Davis Hunt, Brett Booth, Norm Ratman, Scott Collins, Dan Jurgens, Guya March, Mirka Andalfo, Babs Tarr, Tom Grummet, Cam Smith. Alex Sinclair, Gabe Altayeb, John Kalitz, Michelle Madsen, Andrew Dalhouse, Romulo Farhardo Jr. Holy moly. Yeah, yeah, so, there's there's a lot of people. 
A lot of people in there. Uh, and I'll, I'll tell you where I think that this thing kind of went wrong. And, and actually, do you have a song? I, I interrupted I have, you. I have an amazing pitch. Actually, you go. More than a song. You I go, actually have a commercial actually... pitch for you guys okay. that's going to that, go. really It's going to blow my mind is what it's going to do. All right. Here Time we go. has ravaged your most delicate organ, your skin. Your face is covered in wrinkles and lines like your name was Eric Lee. But now you can make those laugh lines disappear with the brand new harley quid number 50 you won't make so much as a smirk won't elicit a chortle will not crack even one chuckle for page after gloriously mediocre page if you do have an emotion that causes an unsightly tug at your epidermis you get your money back that's the humphreys guarantee make those years disappear with harley quid number 50 in stores now Ah, oh, it's so good. Oh, Eric. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing so about good. this. Here's the <laughs> thing about this. Um, I think that it leads to something that, and I don't know if this makes any sense or whatever, because usually what I say does not. But Sam Humphreys got on Twitter and did kind of get all excited because he was going to be joined on this issue by Dan Jurgens. It said, oh, my God, Dan Jurgens has so many cool things that the he's going to do. And, oh, my God, house. Dan Jurgens is in the house. Uh, wait, do you see what he does with this? And he's just on art. The way he made it seem like there was the, he was writing with him. So there'd be some jokes and things. I always love Dan Jurgens art. I will never oh, yeah. scoff at his art. I always love it. But the problem with this whole issue is I think that it looks great. It really looks good, and a lot of parts and look for the, fantastic. For the most part, there are a lot of there are a lot of really good parts. Yeah. But yeah, it's, different cool styles coming out. It, look it is. Yeah. It is taken over by a deluge of nonsense, awful dialogue, and non-jokes. This it is just an never issue. Gets fucking funny. Huh, I like, was so like, tired. Where's the humor of yeah, this the, thing? The humor is I'm all in the art. <laughs> it's all in the art. They should have just had these artists. Draw some things and say, hey, Harley, what would you think if we had the uh, continuity where we were all pirates? Ooh, that would be great. And then have two pages of art where you just have a scene going because that's all this is anyway with Harley just going through. There is never – I didn't laugh once. I didn't even smirk. No. And I actually by the end – Eric likes it a little more than us I think. But yeah. uh, in the meantime, I think – that this is a bullshit issue that they should be – Sam Humphrey should be ashamed of himself for saying that this is anything special because all he did was go, hey, let's do this out of continuity thing so I really don't have to write a story. I have a lot of jokes. Yeah, Every one followed by another one worse than the last. There is nothing here that made first me all, even laugh. First of all, this is not a romp through continuity because there never was a time when there was Batman no. – uh, It's, it's a saving of continuity. Continuity. It's a it's, saving it's, of continuity in that it's not fun to me. This is not fun at all because I want to see her go through and, like you said, change something that would make her doing a game show called yeah. Flash Facts. Like, what, what the fuck is this? You yeah, know what, what I mean? is this? That? Is this Elseworlds like, jerk off? I'm yeah, and, the thing is, you, you talk about that, but when we get to the idea of Adam Strange, is like, you know, it's, he's part of a sitcom. Get zapped away to putting put it more, and then zap back, and he's just there, like you know, just dead face blank because he has no yeah. idea what just happened. Yeah, but even that, that, what, just that was the lines the of it though, it's nothing. Hey, no, it's, sorry, dear, we're out of pickles. That was genuinely funny. I also, I, I won't say I smiled, but the, I, I felt a warm feeling in my stomach when I saw the. Uh, the uh, what do they call them? The the after the death of Superman, the Harley. reign of Harleys, the reign yeah, of Harleys. Yeah. 
but but again, it, it was it was a it was a nod. It was a fan. And I believe it's Dan Jurgens. I believe that's the Dan Jurgens part. Funny. Yeah, it, there was nothing no, it wasn't. funny happened. And where uh, I get this, where yeah. I think the biggest problem is, I, I would guess, I'm venturing to say that this is done in a Marvel type way, where you did have now maybe not all, of them, but Dan Jurgens, I believe Dan Jurgens is the one with Reign of Harley's. That makes sense because of his yeah. Reign of Superman. So. I think that it basically it's, hey, what do you want to write? Oh, you know, because the big tell to me, Brett Booth loves drawing dinosaurs. This is one of his favorite things. He, he draws dinosaurs here. I don't think that they went to him and say, hey, we really – I think that they said, what would you like to draw? Oh, I want to draw dinosaurs. Okay, well, I'll try to fabricate a story around. And Sam Umbries doesn't have the chops on Harley to make it work, to make it yeah. actually make it funny. And there's not really any sort of – you know, really, really nailed down narrative, except her going through the shattered continuity to try to save her mother from being written out. And it's not funny. You don't even get the point where it doesn't even get as meta as Harley usually does in a normal issue. Like, and there's he, never even a... the idea we're going to save the continuity by reading the comic book that this M. Clatterback, you know, did. We're going to read it backwards, and that's going to save my. All right, you just kind of lost the whole feel yeah. of the whole thing because you know what? If, if you for some reason said this is the way to get, like defeat it, and it made sense, or you talked about it further with that explanation, yeah, but you just I don't mean, do yeah. that, and everything's resolved. I'm like, no, that, that I doesn't mean, work like is, that. You where just, is where is the, the ending where you have Sam Humphreys at his drawing table and says, "Ain't I a stinker?" <laughs> hey, where is it? This is what I'm waiting <laughs> for. These are jokes <laughs> that I need. <laughs> That's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting I think for that one. Made you mad too. I don't know. I'm waiting for something that was clever. This is just scenes together. Yeah, Lobos there. Where is the pop culture references that this book I mean, that, is that's, based that's, on? That's, that's taken from that one issue with Sandman uh, where he meets yeah. with death. But but it like so that should have tickled me pink, right? But yeah, just, I'm telling you, you have the I guy. Lobo. I love that show. I that, am. And that he is, looks great. The, the it looks fantastic. Good. I read it and like the no emotion comes out of me. To me, a romp through continuity and where Johnny DC first comes from, she comes from an old ambush bug comic. And it was like they ran through and they poked fun at Batman's how yeah, long this his isn't poking was. fun at stuff. They, they, they poke fun at Superman, he's a big blue boy scout. You know, they they have their they have their fun with it. There's no fun with it, and it's all this like imaginary versions of these characters that for the most part, don't exist anyway. Yeah. And it's like, this yeah. is, you know, Harley Quinn is a great place to have that kind of fun with the continuity. Yeah. Make, make I actually thought that it was going to be one of her. those where, and this is crazy in my mind, because we do have her in crisis coming up. We do have a lot of things. I actually thought that what they were going to do here is you do have a crisis, crisis of continuity. You end up with her fighting it. And then actually her coming out of this book more in line with the current continuity. I thought that uh, this was going to serve a purpose. Which would have been great that. because that's what I, I thought was it was going to be. When I was going through Facebook this week and DC was putting out little profile sheets of people yeah. that are going to be in Heroes in Crisis. Harley Quinn was one of them. And for some reason, Tom King thinks that this Harley from Coney Island at the Gang of Harleys is the current continuity Harley. And that's the one that shows up in Heroes in Crisis next week. I'm like, why would you do that? You yeah, had why? one guy There's the Suicide Squad one. one and yeah. yeah, yeah. I really uh, thought that this was going to serve a higher purpose by the end of being goofy, really off the wall, fourth wall, all this stuff. And then by the end, 
you actually see that she has fixed what was the problem, not a problem, but this whole series has been in its own slight weird continuity. It's now fixed. It's all fully in. You go, but no, it, it does nothing. And even Which the thing like... Because that thing you want is kind of actually what we get in Aquaman this week with how he's going to recap and then nah, hey, we, we yeah. learn about that last issue. Issue? What? Yeah, I know, but I'm, I'm saying that, that wouldn't. it makes more sense in this book to go, but even like the thing, Lobo's there and you said that's kind of an older, you know, callback that, you know, not many people will know, but why isn't that guy singing I gave a love I knew a chicken and then Lobo <laughs> smashes the thing against the wall and it's then there's a the food nose. fight that's all I need yeah, that would that's be all good. I that, need that would have I need some pop culture references along with what he's trying to do he thinks that the art is doing all the heavy work which it is but it isn't because there is so much narration and writing over it that you end up being taken over and, you know, with, by with a, it. With a jam book like this, quote unquote, you do need a narrative to try to put it all together because there's going to be so many but there's art nothing, styles. He doesn't say anything he with it. He doesn't really just, have it here. You know, no, it doesn't I'll tell really, you, I don't know. Really I don't know the, you know, we could, I could go through it because it does say in order of appearance, but I always say with issues like this, especially, I mean, how many artists there are on this, there's yeah. a trillion. I wish that they actually, as it changed, just have a little narration box up there that says, this now, this guy. And, and I know it's in order, but you still have to go. But boy, the Harley. Are you, are you going to hire them? You look that, and you want to. No, I'm maybe telling you, I want to see what's going on with this Harley Love and New Look, New Me. I fucking love that. <laughs> now, that's Jim's style. That It looks like brats. And I'm yeah, like, that, that's that is, exactly what it looks like. Brats. I, I was like, that is so cool. Like, well, that why is something. That's your style. I'm that just was, saying yeah, that this that style up, there, <laughs> if I had a book that you could read that because it's so different, though it's Bratz, but it's so different than anything else we see uh, going Bratz. on. Yeah, so I, like, I like Bratz. <laughs> it's Bratz. Do you ever Bratz? Uh, maybe it's even high. Maybe it's Bratz. I'm Bratz. Yeah, we're not going to go through this individual page. I, there, there is, you know, oh, what you I, get. I already, I already oh. I thought we were done with I it. We, we are. No happened. I'm done. Bratz. I, I don't uh, know, Eric. Stop being such a brat. Uh, but yeah. No point. Uh, I'll be honest, I'm, and you're right. And now going through it again, there are some really good parts. I really felt that for all these great artists, this isn't a uh, great showcase. Like, for example, uh, ba- Batman Fifty for visuals. Yeah. There are some arresting pages in there. Whereas here, not really. But I mean, like for example, Brett Booth drawing the dinosaurs. You see why he likes to draw dinosaurs. He draws them fucking really well. Yeah, he that, loves it. That, that Lobo. Yeah. Brett looked good. Yeah, I the do Lobo. too. A lot, of, a lot of it really does look good, but you know, definitely, this, would this I say is like this an is artist first. showcase in my mind, where you get these weird, out of continuity things. This Harley goes, and this, 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 it's a fun romp, and I think if you're still buying Harley for whatever reason, you're not going to mind this because you're just getting the wacky stuff that you've been buying all along, and that's the whole thing. Was where I didn't mind it. It's out of the normal stuff that we get from Harley. And, you know, it gets a bit wordy at times, but it's just doing fun little stuff that I didn't mind at all. I didn't read. find it. I didn't find anything in this I fun. Guess I, I didn't all. find it fun. That no. would be the problem. Yeah. Is is the idea of it, the concept of it. This is. And really even the idea of Captain out, Triumph at the end showing up in the actual continuity. I'm like, this is a golden yeah, age Yeah, but again, character. this is the problem is you're saying that, but they didn't fix anything. So it's still the Harley continuity. It's not in the continuity. It's in Harley's continuity. It's, I'm saying in this book, that's this bullshit. Continuity. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but it's, it's not going to lead to shit. He every issue of his has been bullshit since he started. I don't. It, it, you can have. I don't even. Stuff. 
Yeah, it was. It ended up being nothing. It ended up being the worst of the worst. It I just, wish he'd ended up with that hammer. That would have been should, something. They you know? should get rid of him and get somebody who actually knows the character. This is not a fun book anymore. And this is the you're saying that you had some fun with it. This should be a slam dunk fun. This should be yeah. a LeBron James. This should be you, you know, know what, Michael what wrote, Jordan. Remember what I wrote to you, I was like this: the Dan Jurgens uh, Batmite thing from now yeah. four, three or four years ago is better. And that one was still and that was great. great. That had the concept of, you know, let's laugh at things DC. You know what I'm saying? Like, let, let's laugh yeah, I don't, at ourselves. I don't even get the idea that he's concepts. trying to be having any fun in this. It's almost like you can see him like, ah, let me get done this. I'll just throw this shit together. Yeah. It, it, and really to the, to the end point of it, not really being what we thought it was going to be anyway, because we thought that she was going to fix a continuity. Instead, it's a shattered continuity that she's just kind of wanting to get her mom back from. It just, uh, and it ends up being the whole deal of a girl making a fan comic. And then you get a meta deal of Sam Humphreys telling us why we shouldn't care about continuity, because it only means the love. As long as the artists ha- and the writers have love, you don't need continuity. There you go, Eric really Shea. With that as well, I actually took it away from the story. It's like, you know what? Look what happens when you don't follow continuity. Shit gets crazy and Jim yeah. hates it. Yeah, but they're they're go. even saying, though, in that, it's like, don't worry about continuity. And the continuity cops. Oh, Eric Shea. Uh, this is what I thought of, though. Here, listen to this. You like that? We like, are brats. Like <laughs> We're brats. Oh, no. This is a this is because a brats commercial. The right. This is for me. This is talking to me. <laughs> yep. This is talking to me. I know. Gloves because are Sir just things. The best episode of the podcast. I thought that this would be more of an upbeat song or something. And when I see brats, I think of going to the club. I, I don't think because about one going day, around. Roller skating, hide and seek yeah. will be a professional sport. Yeah, roller skating and hiding seek should be a professional sport. Because I'm our with you, brats. Dragon Princess. What a what the heck kind of commercial for brats is that? Get what out of town. I thought this was going to be some sort of dancing thing, and I was going to dance well. around. This was a nice podcast you had before the FBI had to shut you down. But yeah, uh, no, that, that'll be the thing. I'll be in jail, and they're like, "What are you in for?" Eh, I, I accidentally put a Bratz commercial on a podcast. <laughs> they're like, "Really? Which one was it?" I don't know. They were talking about Bratz like in fucking fingerless clubs. Yeah, and the like, guy will oh, be yeah. like, "Oh, that was that was yeah. uh, number 15. Yeah, he loves that one. He's like, "Oh my god, I love that one." And then I talk shade on it, and then he beats the shit out of me. But there you go. Uh, what do you give this, Reggie? Uh, I really was very disappointed by it. I guess it is a good uh, artist showcase, but the cover price definitely doesn't justify that shit. It's like a $5 book. So uh, 4 out of 10. Yeah, yeah, I'm going uh, 3 out of 10. That's all art, and uh, the story itself and the narration, all that, uh, is a negative, and that's why. The art, I think, is great, but there's no reason to get this, no reason at all. It, it's nonsense. It, it, Sam Humphreys is just here, and it, this is what he keeps doing. He jumps on Nightwing and just burns that fucking thing to the ground. Green Lanterns was going nowhere. Every book that they throw him on ends up worse for wear because of him, and I'm sick of it, and this is where I say that y- you have DC where they're they're like, okay, what are we going to put Sam Humphreys on now? And put him on nothing. Put him on a boat and send him the fuck out. I, I don't oh. need him anymore. This is nonsense. So uh, I go with that. What about you, Eric? I give it a 5.8 out of 10. I think the art was pretty good for all the individual little stories they wanted to tell. And with those little, little individual stories, 
I had fun through a lot of it, and it was a little fun romp that really, you know, took us away from. We haven't really had any. Real I know. Defined... Well, Harley's been so uh, so grim, and just the idea of taking <laughs> it away from Harley. I, I just... no, I'm saying we haven't had any real defined story. Like we've gotten back to this whole thing where we saved the house, but we haven't really regrouped really with the rest of the like, you know, the Harley Quinn book, like you know, uh, like cast. Yeah. Uh, exactly, the whole cast stuff like that. So this is just like more than like the same where you know we had the apocalypse, then we got to have to you know. Get the stuff back. We're on our way to get everything back to where it was before. And I had some fun along the way. It's not the greatest thing, but well, if you're the, and, still yeah. picking up heartily, I don't see any reason why you wouldn't like this the issue. The weird thing about it is it seems like what's going to go forward eventually is just her hanging out with her mom and dad. There's, I don't think he has a story. I mean, where's Petit the, Tina? The dad wasn't here. Yeah, and where's Petit Tina while all this is going on? Who seems to be She's just got her like own life, everyone? Dude. No, she doesn't. <laughs> he does not at all. Not Plus, they have dude. you know all this stuff going on, and yet you get none of those just to go off in this nonsense. It's just nonsense. But yeah, uh, we're gonna move on to more nonsense. Reggie, what's next? Aquaman number forty, story by Dan Abnin, Rob Williams, art by Joe Bennett, Vicente Cifuentes, and Adriana Lucas. I need good comics to help my mind mend. Not these fake events where I already know the end. My mama said you can't hurry death. No, you just have to wait. She said sales don't come easy, but it's a game of take and take. You knew it would come. They had to stretch it for issues. You can't hurry death or the trade collections like tissue. Boom. Yeah, here we go. We we have Aquaman and we have the ending of what's supposed to be a big event, I guess, Sink Atlantis. Which, well, uh, spoiler I have, I have alert. Good news. I have very good news for fans of Suicide Squad that didn't want to buy the Aquaman book or fans oh. of the Aquaman book that didn't want to buy Suicide Squad. You didn't oh. fucking have to. They yeah, pretty much operated more or less ind- independently yeah. of each other. I don't yeah. know why. We pretended this was a big crossover. I thought you had some huge news or something. No, like, and then no I realized, news. nope, the news no. is this is bullshit. And news the is news. No news. And, and here we go. Well, uh, spoiler alert. Atlantis doesn't sink. So basically, you wow. don't really do and anything Master with Jailer this. Dies, you end up having Master Jailer die and then having a government official get arrested who we hardly knew ye. And that's the it, worst part of the issue, I'm going to tell you. I actually think this might be my favorite issue of Atlantis Sinks really? so far that we've gotten. Yeah, I'll tell you, what was the better issue that we've gotten? But well, even, this yeah, is the, my the, least. Uh, I'm saying, yeah, like, but, the, the worst part is, though, what, like, you know, we have this government official who is blackmailing Amanda Waller to sink Atlantis, and he gets, you know, caught, you know, like this. She has a microchip that has recorded the whole thing where it seems like he's the one behind this Atlantis attack, yeah. and they can prove it now. I'm like, he can still have all that blackmail shit on Amanda Waller. What fix yeah. is that? And she's in the she's in the picture with him still and, and stuff like that. Don't but where that I – One blackmail cancels another. That's well, that's not why I'm mad. That is not anywhere near why I'm mad. You know why I'm mad at this issue is you don't go more than maybe a half a page before they try to say a joke. This issue tries to be funny out of nowhere with the whole thing of, hey there, Master Jeff, Carl, oh, Carl. And then that you hardly there with, hey, we saw that in last issue. What? Eh, never mind. <laughs> and and even, they're even Aquaman's jokey. They're all jokey. And he, Croc's jokey. I just, there is no, I don't get a tone. Croc's suicidal. <laughs> I don't get a tone from where we're going in this to this issue. And it shows you that the basic premise, 
this, of the Suicide Squad is going to go into Atlantis with a nuke, a magical nuke. They're going to plant the nuke. It's going to blow up Atlantis. It's going to sink it. Everything's fine. And at the end, Amanda Waller's getting, you know, blackmail and things. There is no story other than that basic premise. So everything else is filler just to get to the end. At one point, yeah, I think like Mara's whole attitude with the yeah. with the diplomat is nonsense. Last issue, it looked like they were seconds from war. At this one, it's to me, like, wow, I, here's the video. Now we're good. You know, I actually fun. expected at points to see that Aquaman is in the corner smoking, waiting for the thing to end. Like he has the nobody has really anything of substance to do because. There's not much of a story here. You have he can't the smoke, ma- it's underwater. Yeah, well, he has vape. They have underwater vape. It's called wape, is what they call oh, it. And, and Aquaman, Aquaman, it's water vape. Aquaman they, isn't has it like, actually, can't they just inhale it? Can't they just have like you know flavored no, water no, that goes through a gills? What, right? what, what do you think this is? What do you think this is? Protein water or something? Yeah, like that. I think this. No, oh, like they're, they're I, doing I like that. A, a face mask of nicotine water or something. No, they're right? just, it's called WAPE. It's All magical. Right. That, that's, like this it. is the thing is what the sisterhood has been working at is why they aren't there to help. They're working on WAPE. It's, it's in yeah, the beta flavors. test right now. It's new about flavors, to go. Delivery, Underwater you know. VAPE. Why the hell would you not want any scuba diver who's a vapor knows what I'm talking about? They've been dying to vape underwater. Absolutely, yeah. You know, you're there, you're check, picking up coral and vaping. I mean, what Man, else? I've do you been need? underwater for a little bit now. God, then, do I need to vape? Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, you I do. do. And then this, as, what do you want? Diver aficionado vapor. That's the truth. I mean, some people like to do more than one thing. And when a shark comes at you and you're a badass, what you need is a. <sighs> Try again, buddy. See, there Not you go. It works. Shark Not here, buddy. Hey, chum. <laughs> there you go. It works. Very it works good. on so Very many levels. Good, but yeah, the, uh, with this though, there is Master Jailer, who we said we said it before. Oh, we knew right, number one, he was going to die, and number two, he was going to be the you know guy who was going to prove he's, the hero deal. The hero, the, but the he's going to be the hero thing. for his daughter. We, this so was this, set this, up. This that, thing annoyed me right from the beginning. The first thing Master Jailer does is unlock another set of doors in the silence. Yeah. I think this is the third set of doors. I guess yep. that's why they had to have him along for this because there's so many goddamn doors getting to the core of this place. He dicks around. He dicks around with with Satanus for a while. Dolphin comes in. Remember, we left last issue where Dolphin was the only one yeah, she inside was the, of the magic dome. She was she was going to save the day. They they were going to hinge she ends everything up on Dolphin. That turned out to be absolute nonsense and bullshit because Master Jailer goes back, unlocks the magic dome using his unlocking ability. I guess whatever the He's master ability. He is uh, the master it was, of unlocking. It was fine, but I was like, well, yeah. Safri ain't got shit on him. A little <laughs> no. convenient. Neither does uh, Resident then, Evil. So then it's an all-out. Then it's an all-out brawl with everybody. Yeah. You know, it's, it's it's you know, dolphins fighting Satanus. We got you know, uh, Aquaman fighting him. Everyone, everyone's you know, it's so it's yeah. totally uh, wrecked. Uh, Satanus throws out his magic. Aquaman's like, I know magic too. I got so tired um, reading this because there's just yeah, it, it's it, nothing it's going tired on. Because I'll, I'll tell you True. why I think. Because this was four issues, the stakes just absolutely drained out of this. By this yeah, point, were stakes. You yeah, well, know nothing is going to happen. Like at this well, point, the, the like, best is you said that. I'm like, God damn it. Wasn't this eight issues? Because it certainly felt like it went on forever. It, it, yeah, there's nothing really going. Uh, you're right. In in the end, uh, the nuke is set, and uh, they need to throw it in the magic hidey box. And who who can open the magic Arian's hidey magic box? Magic chamber. Come on. Yeah, you know, yeah. it, uh, not only open it. 
But who can keep it locked? Because locked? there is a reverse side on to it. Master Chandler's power. <laughs> he, he can keep things locked, but I, a, a bomb this size, there's going to be blast back no matter how much you lock it. I was hoping it was one of those like uh, magic things where you put the coin in, you slide the tray, and it, it vanishes. That would be kind of cool. Yeah, I like uh, that. That would have taken care of business. Yeah, but really, uh, anyway, nothing. Dies, I no. like the picture where he dies a lot. He got blown to smithereens. Yeah, he did. Uh, he got blown on. But yeah, Croc, the skeleton Croc seems and, to be there. and King Shark fight, and fucking Harley just tells him to knock it off, and it's fine. Yeah. I don't and, know. Uh, I, I think we, we have solved the age-old question, who would win in a fight, King Shark or Killer Croc? The answer is mm. King Shark. Chipsy I mean, comes to party. Nobody. Nobody. You know who's the real Nobody winner? Nobody wins. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't feel like I want anything here. And yeah, you have this blow-up deal, and then you just have them just there. And they're like, oh, well, let's go up, and there's Mara. And now we uh, – it's such a weird scene then where they're like, oh, I guess you still are going to attack the U.S. And then Harley's there, man, where'd you get that throne at? The throne store? Did you get it online? I'm like, please, please stop. Yeah, and then that's where you see that Amanda Waller has set up this guy to, you know, that that she was getting blackmailed. Now he's in trouble, but it goes really quick. Like he's yeah. just handcuffed, taken away while she's watching from the shadows. Like really. And then Mara's there and they're like, huh, looks like you got things done there. I know, Mara. And you know what? Looks like you're going to be queen. It's tough, isn't it? Yes, it is. Well, you know, good luck. Let's, let's see you later. I'll go meet you later for lunch. And uh, nothing happens. Nothing happens. I mean, yeah. even to the point where it seems like, oh, Amanda Waller's being blackmailed. Okay, we're not going to mine this giant monstrosity-filled wave. You just get that away. And, oh, really? You don't mind? So we'll take all of our cruisers. And they, it just ends Nobody to end. Nobody wants war, Jim. It just ends to end. The, the only mm. why aren't they playing a nice game of chess? That's all you need to do. That's what Joshua did at the end. And But yet you get nothing. You, you, it's like almost like at the end. It's it's Rob Williams and Dan Adnick going, hey, by the way, we, we just robbed you blind for issues. It's almost like they stole your wallet while you're getting at the end because this was a total waste of money. It did nothing. Nothing changed. Nothing. There's no status quo except that Atlantis is still risen. But that was just from Aquaman. So his, his little wish, he didn't need this. Was inside of us. Is it, what it was. I mean, we had a lot of time talking, but there is some very big problems when you do have Atlantis rising. I don't know where I'm going. I want to turn the. <laughs> I'm going to turn the chair around and talk to the kids. Um, so basically, you end with Atlantis still risen, and you, you have this idea that. To me, actually, I like that. That and, and here's like, what was the weird thing. New, right? You have going out of this. You have uh, th- this book, Aquaman. In a bunch of crossovers, you, you have the drown coming up. You have all this stuff being set up with this book to get Kelly Sue DeConnick on it. Uh, eventually, where Aquaman does get loses memories on an island, you know, stuff like that. Oh, no. I I just think that right now they are treading water more than they were, and that's the problem right. with a lot of these books. Where, and I'd even say with Harley, I was going to say it while we get this fifty, and Erica's like, "Oh, I had some fun and all that," because it was kind of a goofy little issue, but it's pretty much what we always get. So. I need the, you know, some sort of meat and cheese before you can have a cool down. This is what I say a lot of times with Tom King's run where people are like, oh, it's so good we have a cool down. Now I'm like, cool down? When, when did we get hot? <laughs> when when was the oven ever turned on? I mean, I somebody preheat that oven. Yeah, I'm, now, I'm sitting there. I'm eating the cold food. 
Part of the problem with that, Jim, is that for you, dessert after meat and cheese is just more meat and cheese. Is, so you're never going to have a I don't like, I do not diet. like that. <laughs> I will go with, if you said to me, you can either have some pie or you can have some more of the regular meal. I'll go with the regular meal every time. I'm not oh, a big dessert guy, kind of but. We're talking about here. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, oh, how dare you? Uh, yeah, we're talking about rhubarb. That's what you're saying. Uh, the, the, but at the you end like of rhubarb. this, with this idea that you had a four issue thing that meant nothing, it just goes on top of what appeared to be maybe, I'm just guessing, seven years of corn wrath. That's what it felt like. <laughs> so like you, that, yeah. you have a, a thing that basically when I got done reading the corn wrath, yes, I needed a breather, not a breather because I was so damn excited. I needed a breather because they, this thing was drowning me and I, I couldn't stay awake. And so you get this, and it meant nothing. And I do think that when they originally said that Kelly Sue DeConnick was coming on, I think she was supposed to be on earlier because I remember Dan Amnett saying this was his last thing that he was writing. Yeah. And I think that that's the case. He was checking out. This is like you don't buy anything. No, so, like, something uh, did happen. I, you don't want to buy a car. Was, she was yeah. supposed to be on like September yeah, or yeah. something. Yeah. Like you don't want to buy a car that was made on a Friday because people are looking for the weekend. This is, yeah. you know, and they're, everybody's working for the weekend. But with this, I think think that Dan Abbott was already checked out and then they said by the way you're not quite done oh shit now he's got to come back for some more but this just seemed like nothing and it really it, it actually upset me but what did you give it Reggie uh you know I do like this fellow Joe Bennett's art style it's got I a, didn't he's got like very, it too much huh? he's got I didn't very, like, like it that uh, much 70s style uh yeah like, it is it is old school I'll give you that like yeah. Mobius kind of reminds me of that you know I'm not in love with it but I do like it and uh some good visuals. I, I like the way he rendered uh, King Shark also more sharkish. Okay. And, and the hammerhead. I didn't like looked, his dolphin uh, was the biggest thing that I had a problem with. That, I thought that she, she was She did off. have problems with her, which was strange. But overall, overall, there really no problems with the visuals. Story, I mean, this story should have been told in two issues. And even Definitely. then, it wouldn't have been that been a crossover. Yeah. That no. should not have been a cross. This could have all happened in either one of the comics. And this that would have been yeah. perfectly fine with me. Uh, as it is, it just went on too long, and by the end of it, it was like we knew how it was going to end already. Like, reading this issue was essentially had no point, and like Jim said, the story had no point. I gave it a 5.5 out of 10. Oh, my. You're going to go marry that, Reggie? You're going to put a ring on it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. That's how he feels about his wife, too. <laughs> I was waiting to say that the whole time, hoping that you gave it more. Gave it like a nine. Yeah. That kind of crashed that one, hey? That's what happens. Sometimes when you have no limitations like There's that. There's no limitations. Sometimes that, that, <laughs> like that fires on you. I'm actually going to give it a 4.5. I didn't like the art as much as you. I think that he had problems with Dolphin, but also there was a lot of, and it is kind of an old school look like you're saying, yeah. uh, where the, a lot of the backgrounds, like if characters were drawn in the background, they really were just like blobs. And, so, and sometimes that is cool. Uh, the art in this Aquaman book especially has been pretty good. I mean, that's one thing that sure. we have enjoyed throughout most of this run is the art. And this, I thought, was a little step backwards on that. So because of that, not a, a great, great story and, and really having no stakes by the end of 4 or 5, uh, Eric will probably be right with me. What are you giving it, Eric? I'm giving this issue – I'm going to be the positive one. I'm going to be 6 oh out of 10. I know dare Jim, you? Jim's a bit of a miserable guy lately. i got to step it up because I, I don't <laughs> really? mind this issue. I'm sorry. The overall what was your story – What was your highest score on the site this week there? Uh, you six know, out positive of 10. Peter? Oh, my God. 6 out of 10. I had an 8. I beat you. I win, oh. Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I win. I, I yes. think I'd rather read this issue it's than new challenges this week. I know that. Because there's it's no like, limitations. You know, 
there's no overall <laughs> stakes this whole thing. Everything's going to be back to where we were when we started. But it's one of those things like we're going to talk about damage later on where it's one of those things, too, where I don't mind. There's nothing wrong with it. I don't hate my like hate the story after reading it because it was just there. It didn't offend me too much. And you got some laughs. You got a little bit of action on it. And I didn't mind the art overall. It's like a standard little six out of ten for me. No, really? How dare you, Eric? Mr. Positive. I think that that right. John email really oh. got to you. He really got to you. You've been talking about it all I week. Can understand, I can understand all the week. story. Uh, you, you sit there. I don't know. You seem miserable most of the time to me. But when you listen to those podcasts about the Transformers, boy, you can't stop your chuckling. It infuriates me. Huh? I, I want to slice his throat is what I want to do. I'm like, yeah. why are you laughing at them and not listening to me? Because the thing is, I don't listen to podcasts to hate listening like you do. No, I'm, I just want you to listen to me. <laughs> I mean, all the all the wisdom that I give you well, while we're working. Maybe you need to come out with a Transformers podcast, Jim. Mm-hmm. Have you thought about that? Have you thought about meeting him halfway? coming up to me and telling me, I'm going to listen to Allison Chains again. Yeah, there's my podcast. <laughs> I have a new Jim, podcast on, called Grunge City Jim, it's called. Yeah. Oh, all right. That sounds like <laughs> I sang, a simple I sang a little song parodies, here today. If it's all you yeah, doing well, I, that's how I work on it, see? Yeah, and really, Temple Pilots today, too? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. I, have, I have my Eric Shea sounding board at work that I sing him a couple parodies. And then he gives he gives me some things. We have some a little thing of, yeah, hey, do you like that one? He's like, no. And, you know, we go with that. That sort of thing. But then all of a sudden he puts these earphones on and the guy's yakety yakking over there, fucking laughing well, it up. You gotta, you gotta like, meet, you gotta meet halfway Let, let's let's do the debut of our transformers podcast right here for everybody right now i understand that you have an idea for a transformer i now? do uh, uh-huh. My Transformer, it's what I like to call a triple change. I don't know if uh-huh. they've invented these yet. It actually starts as a cat that transforms oh. into a mailbox that then transforms into a paper airplane. It, it is called a triple change. Amazing. You can't beat that. <laughs> it's the Transformers podcast coming at you in your ears. There we go. Nice. I'm going to make the, uh, the theme song, which will have some things like this. Hey there, everybody. We're not talking Power Rangers because we're triple changers. Woo, woo, woo. There you go. It's a weird uh, concept that I want to throw shade at not being a Power Rangers podcast at the beginning. And I want to make that clear. And it is called More Than Meets the Podcast is what it's called, possibly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that or I'm also working on what I would like to have is the ElfQuest podcast. Eric, what is that called? He's gone. Eric is gone. That was the uh, <laughs> the podcast of two moons. He probably went off to listen to that podcast. Dan, 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 dan. We're going to talk about Transformers today just because we love Eric Shea. There, there we go. go. See, there you go. It, it writes itself. All You're not of me back. There you, that didn't get you? That didn't get you. Hey. I w- I've been fighting and I have some scars. Here we go with the Beast Wars. There you go. Nice. Does that work for you? <laughs> Just that. <laughs> you like that ending every Dude, time. Hit, hit that note again. And we're going to go to the King Beast Diamond Wars. <laughs> Definitely a hard uh, King Diamond type. Uh, you, like that? you like that? I'm trying to think of some. I, I have very limited uh uh, Transformers We're going to talk about Generation 2 this week, so you got to do Generation something. Generation 2? Oh, my goodness. We're going to talk the, Transformers the with me and you. Here we go with Generation 2. 
There we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, you want me back. What happened? What happened to this podcast? It's all it the finally rails. got good. I'm just going to start, I'm just gonna start singing everything. See what I give it a 4.5. Uh, yes, that's it. Reggie, you don't have any of these Sandman things. I have nothing. I got nothing for you this week. Yeah, I'm not yeah. you. Uh, but we are going to go off now. We're going to have a little bit of a, a break here. Uh, thank God. And then after that, we're going to be back with voice, uh, talking to Chris about Teen Titans and possibly me and Brandon talking about He-Man. There you go. We're going to be talking to He-Man. That's Eric loves He-Man. No injustice, right? though. Yeah, it would be like this. Like, uh, let me think. I'm gonna think of a song for a He-Man deal. Uh, uh, you're gonna get me and don't be pad in. We're gonna have Prince Thomas. Is that? Oh. Is that right? <laughs> there you go. Did you like that, Eric? Did oh, you like that one? Hey, Did get out of the perfect. way. Get out of the way. You might be hey, under harm. There series. he is, man with man swords. There you go. Do you like that one? Do you like that, Eric? Do you, do you, is that way? <laughs> He's gone again. Oh, right. We're going to go off now. Yo, it's Mail Call. It is the best podcast a week. Even though Shay is such a freak, I've got to hear all the reviews and the mail with Jim. There's no limitations. And I've got such a long way to go. Get it? And I've got a long way to go to make it to the end of the episode. I'm a man! I'm 40! Gonna hear me with Jim! Remix, Eric. Remix. This is mail section number two, and we're going to start off with Andrew in Belfast. And he says, good All tidings, right. Jim and Eric. I hope this email finds both you gentlemen very well. Gentlemen. Uh-uh. Gentlemen and scholars. And that I the rest of the die. Get Fresh crew, the rest of the Get Fresh crew, we are rocking and rolling, reeling and rocking to the break of dawn. Oh, ba-ba-boom to the break of dawn, Eric. It's Saturday afternoon. One of my kids has fallen asleep on the sofa. The other is watching Paddington 2. And I'm taking the chance to rattle out a long overdue email to podcasting spiders like representatives. Kids today. And then he'll email. Then he'll email us. He's got the kids going. This is uh, called Top Drawer Parenting Fellas. The purpose of the email is primarily give a shout out to my man Luke Hollywood and his new Patreon show with Batman Beyond Mark, where they chat about My Hero Academia. Is there any way we can get them to also... Yes, it is. I think it's about a magical school where this kid finds out that he got hit in the face and a little, uh, you know, a a bolt on his head or something. Uh, I want to know if maybe Luke Hollywood and Batman Beyond Mark, maybe they'll be able to talk about Batman Beyond, too. Mr. Hollywood Kid has gotten me hooked on these books, and I'm on volume three. He's like an Irish manga evangelist. Yeah, it's it's everything. And eventually I found my manga calling and joined him. These books are great. Great, hilarious. Now, do you say with manga great art. or manga? I say it both. I say it different every time, as you'll see. Eric. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought uh, happened. I just want to know, like, what do he's you like an like, Irish manga? When you don't think about it, do you think just like, you know, manga, manga? I say manga if I don't think. Yeah, about me too. It. But I, I've heard it say manga. I don't, I don't like those well, people. 
are really good value. They're really good value, Eric. They are now competing for my normal comic book budget, and I've started reading a couple of other series, too. I like to dabble. That's what I heard. Anyway, the first Patreon show was great. What's that? manga I like? Uh, Sword of the Immortal. High School DXD. (laughs) Well, that's more you like the anime, not exactly the manga. Have you read the manga? But have you read the manga? I, I've paged through it at the Barnes and Nobles, but I'm not mm-hmm. about to buy it because it looks Isn't like I'm trying to buy that you little sexy ana- schoolgirl stuff. Didn't you so. watch the anime, though, I of did. that, too? Or, yeah, so, so you, there you go. There you go. I, I actually paged through liked- the manga or the manga. Oh, did you? Did you? Did you uh, Did you page through the manga? Is that what you did? You went through the manga? The first Patreon show was great, and I look forward to following Luke and Mark on their journey through the books. And yeah, they are uh, starting on a podcast that's on Patreon right now called Heroes Note there. I think it's called Hero Note or Heroes Note. Uh, no that is, is going to eventually, <laughs> eventually they're going to end up having their own deal uh, and have their own feed. So we'll keep you posted nice. on that. But if you want to listen to episode zero, you can. I told the people you know, on the Patreon, if you want to use that as a springboard to try to try out things and stuff, uh, do it. People are going, people are loving this so much that I'm getting angry, Eric. You know, when something's good. My Hero Academia recap podcast. See, I know. I know. Uh, You you know, once somebody gets attention, then I start getting very angry. So as we were speaking, people were giving all this praise. And I was trying to come up with what I could come up with. And I thought that I'd have my third thing. It's called Trip to Academia. It's going to be a My Hero Academia deal, though I won't ever read or watch it. It's just going to be looking. It's going to be looking through the window of academia. It's called. I'm just going to look in. (laughs) I don't know what what you think My Hero Academia is about. What do I think? I watched uh, probably five minutes a couple times. So the first because I no, did no, get that's Hulu. what the podcast is. You just saying what oh. you think it's about. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say there's like the school because it says academia. So yeah. there's school. There's these uh, kids, and they the, uh, everybody in the world has powers, but this one kid. That's kind of what it's about, Eric. I watched a little of the first episode, okay. and, uh, and so I'll Logan tell you, was I, having nothing to do with it. Yeah, Logan said that that was for emo. He told watch. me and turned it off. And <laughs> I will say that the dub voices are a little over the top. I used hey, to blue really vape like in your face. I used to really like anime. I'm like, why are you vaping, Logan? You're too small for that. And uh, I even said the other day that we were going to try watching, and he's like, I'm no emo. Like, maybe you should be. Maybe then you'd have something going on instead of just sitting there playing that Fortnite. You know what I'm saying, Eric? They're there. They're on a protest. They are trying to ruin everything that I do and just screaming and yelling. I was doing the uh, Patreon news show, right. and they're just screaming at the top of their lungs. I, I was going to ring their necks. While I'm here, I might as well give you some thoughts on the DC books. I am Mr. Brightside of the road these days when it comes to DC what books. What's the bright side of the road? It's a side that I'm not on. Oh, that's not always that's the in, dark but, side of the road. No, this is the problem. Is he's, he's they over got weird in the, roads they, over there? No, that's what I'm saying. Next <laughs> thing you know, I, I'm gonna be like Ferris Bueller. I'm gonna fucking run over somebody because I'm on the wrong side of the road. Matthew Broderick had problems there. Eric. You got to get the hell out. Alas, not always with the state of comics generally. I have been absolutely loving Snyder's work on Just League alongside with Tynan's Intervals for Justice or League of Le- Legion of Doom. <laughs> is that Mangy? 
I'm now more uh, invested in metal and its outworkings than I ever was during the event itself. I also think Snyder is ambitious and stretches himself, which is needed these days in comic books. He seems to be the one stretching for an integrated DC universe more than anyone else at DC and seems to be a surrogate leader for a company which looks at times that has absentee landlords in charge. One thing about Just League is that it provides a basic DC package for kids who can only afford one book. That's what little Eric Shea could buy this book and would get plenty of solid every fortnight. I think that's important. Every see Fortnite always gets involved. Sitting alongside this is the Bendis verse where Superman lives. I like these books too, says you. Although I'm preferring action as Superman says us. I think the Bendis needs uh, to leave other characters alone as much as he can. He seems to just want to pull everybody in. He doesn't seem to have the right ear for Flash or Batman yet. He does, however, seem to be doing better with the core characters of Superman. I think this comes across well now, though. Uh, a guy like John Wayne should be worried because the solicits for December came out and there's something that will, it will shock and shatter the super family forever. Oh no. He should focus on getting the cast of characters pitch perfect before he moves on. I do always look forward to his books though. And I think that reaction suggests that he's doing something right on those books. My judgment at the moment is that Bendis is proving to be a good Superman writer, just maybe not as good as he thinks he is. Shout out to the amazing Ivan Rice art in the Superman title. That is my perfect style of art elsewhere i'm enjoying jergens on green lanterns Mm -hmm. poor simon he says poor simon yeah poor simon where the hell is he and i'm loving the new supergirl team that i like uh the mcguire art is lit eric that's one thing people people either like sluggo's lit too but that's the only thing some people like the the, yeah sluggo that's a big thing that you didn't know that nancy has had a resurgence yeah nancy the comic strip nancy has had a huge resurgence because this one writer has joined on and has brought it up to date yeah that's it because that that person has never like really appeared in in public it seems and they're going to be at a uh a convention or something i said i smell catfishing going on but we'll see (laughs) Sluggo. Turns out I'm I'm right, Nancy. I'm telling you, Derek Shea and most of the Of all, I'm loving Scott's writing on the Batgirl 26 and Annual 2. I had a bit more tolerance for Larson's run on Batgirl than you guys did, but there's no doubt that Scott has knocked the caliber of this book up a lot. Excited to see the new Batgirl suit from Murphy making its debut next issue. Uh huh. What else? Oh yes, Tom King. Well, gentlemen, I'm not going to be a popular with you, but aside from issue 54, which I thought was awful, past the cucumber sandwiches, issue 50 of Batman made me do a complete U-turn on King's Batman run. I have bought the entire run now in single issues. I've reread the entire thing, and I have to say I'm glad I did. I think that's bullshit and complete bullshit. I ended up enjoying it more than the first time around. But what do you know? After all, I still got to I still go out to bat for Phil Jimenez, a superwoman title. I think I was that series only fan. I also thought issues 51 to 53 of Batman were pretty good. And aside from him ripping a toilet off a wall, I thought it was his best work since the start of Rebirth. There was no story. Well, there next time I want to know it. what he doesn't like. I might be a, it might be a shorter yeah, list. Yeah, really? Seriously? I mean, that that whole trial was just based on nonsense. And Jim, Jim, what, what ended up happening? the story of Job. No, and really, who? what kind happened of. then? Was he duped? Was there a killer? Will we ever find out? Where is also, that killer? Also thought issue 55 was solid enough, and it led to a great Bon Jovi tribute song from Jim. That is so good. Uh, you're not going to butter me up now. 
Now I'm uh, now I'm mad <laughs> because that issue was a bunch of garbage. But a bat book of recent months, though, goes to Detective Comics 988. Love the Firefly storyline. Love the jokes from Gordon. And, and really, all that 55 was was just, I have to tread water till I get to one panel where I shoot Dick Grayson. There was nothing to that issue at all, even to the point where you have reviewers that didn't even know KG Beast was in there because he didn't set anything up. Love the Firefly storyline. Old school Batman. I almost wish he could stay on this book if he was delivering that style of story. And yeah, I like the James Robinson story. So So far, so good. So for the first time in a long time, I don't really have any DC complaints. That said, Heroes in Crisis hasn't hit yet. A lot of the series are, however, having sustained runs of decent books, although I have dropped Wonder Woman now since Jeremy's best friend Steve Orlando went on to it. I might start up uh, back when Kelly Sue's run on Aquaman. I know she gets a hard time in some quarters, but I read a few which is a bitch planet, and I actually thought that they were good. So I think she could bring some new oh, ideas to the table. I was going to make a joke about bitch planet, Eric. I kept it myself. I'll tell you later. Good. In good. closing, I thank you for the good work as always. It had to do with some sort of hole, Eric. I'm not reading as much Marvel these days. You, you get it, Eric? <laughs> you get, get it? it? Uh, and uh, not like a sexy type of deal. I had started a few titles for Fresh Start, Whisper, but thank Fresh Start, but think they struggle to sustain quality for a long run of issues i'm however really enjoying amazing spider-man does he like everything that we hate is that <laughs> what's going on andrew and fantastic four i find immortal hulk to be good in parts but inconsistent the art in issue three was horrible i dropped iron man after issue three it, it is it, it, he's he's bizarro us it's great to have the marvel show though to help me navigate towards the good titles in between that he's not listening to us and that and Trevor, I managed to sift through some really good Marvel books, Hiddens. Both Trevor and I have been enjoying the Captain Marvel series, although I know you guys aren't fussed too much on it. No, I hate I Actually, if they're talking about that, that many, I fucking hated it. I also can't afford the Vertigo stuff, so it's nice to keep up via Reggie and Chris's coverage. Well, gents, it's that time again. Keep the home fires burning and stay all jacked up on Mountain Dew. I will, Eric, because I'm a man. I hit the wrong one there. Uh, but yeah, that bad. We need a better producer. I, I, I know. I, I tried to go and read some of the things again, and I can't. It, it's nonsense. And and knowing that you're reading stuff that never gets resolved and will never get resolved, and I don't get – tell me I have 50 more issues. Well, what would you do for the first 50? Because the, I don't have any sort of hope or you know anything with him, and I think Tom King is the disaster of DC Comics, especially after next week. Eric Andrew and Belfast. P.S. Bob Iger admitting he got Star Wars wrong last week. We are winning, Jens. <laughs> I don't know who that is. The May the force be with you. I don't know. Bob Iger. PPS, shout out to Brandy rocking out in the denim mafia. Go Bills. And we're going to go to Brandy now. Oh, Andrew, I love you. How do you spell you. that? Like Igor? Igor? I-G-E-R. He sounds like some guy would be like a bald guy, like a real old bald guy. Oh, no, that was a thing. Bob Iger, like, he was the guy decided that, like, when they, we did, us Disney got Star Wars, we'd put a Disney movie out each year, and he'd just come back oh. and said, you know what, maybe that's a little bit of oversaturation. Okay. So they're going to kind of pull that back now. I don't know that I did that, hear that really admits he, anything wrong. That's just the business thing. I don't know. Brandon's next. And yeah, Andrew, I'm going to have to school you on some things. Uh, we'll, get, we'll get together in the Slack chat and we'll talk a little Tom King. Brandon says, Sup, fellas. Sup, I'll Brandy. start with some housekeeping here. Jim loved the parody songs. I'll happily play them for my friends who also get a kick out of them. 
He liked that Buffalo one that I did for him, <laughs> that piece of crap. However, the Bon Jovi parodies are no, no in my neck of the woods. Bon Jovi, you remember his band from Buffalo. Yeah. If I get caught listening to that nonsense, I start getting patches ripped off my vest around these parts. He, he would. He, he has his Lay Your Hands on Me. He has the New Jersey album cover on there, I think. A little history for those not in the know. Bon Jovi would have moved the Buffalo Bills to Toronto if he had won the bid when the team was for sale. So why are you upset about that? By now, maybe you'd have a fucking winning team there, Brandon. Be boom. <laughs> a franchise in the city since the 60s. An original it's right, AFL it's right team. across the border. What's the big deal? It's yeah, right there the anyway. Plus, then when they lose like they have been, they are a disaster this year. You can just say, well, that's Toronto's problem now. Also, he's friends with Bob Kraft and a huge Patriots fan who would celebrate with them at Super Bowls. That went over like a fart in church. So screw that guy. Buffalo Bills fun fact. Kegs of beer were allowed to be brought in the stadium for personal consumption back in the 60s. If you could carry it when the team started at the then named War Memorial Stadium, a.k.a. the Rock Pile. My grandpa tells me these stories of utter chaos and battle royales on cement stairs and it sounds like a magical time to be alive minus no vests of course they didn't have the vests books batman question of the day does the upcoming annual not written by tom king count as an issue of his 100 issue run i don't think it does i ask because i want my countdown correct either we're a continuity at 48 or 49 issues until he's off the book because some of the issues not barring his name haven't counted previously. I just can't take this nonsense anymore. Doesn't say Andrew and Belfast. Are you telling me it's going to be 2020 before we have someone else on Batman? I just can't believe that. No way Dan DiDio doesn't get an itchy trigger finger and relaunch all this nonsense at some point before that once he continues to tank sales outside the Batman title just like he did during DCYOU. Uh, yeah, I think that the next big thing at DC will be our buddy Dan DiDio hates us. He, he's going to be gone. He has to be. At some point, he has to take the brunt of what's going on because a lot of the stuff is him and something has to change and maybe he'll be a fall guy in that but I don't think he's a fall guy because it seems a lot of the stuff is what he wants Justice League things are starting to make slightly more sense even if it's just the tiniest bit all I'm asking is that by issue 12 possibly I have just a vague idea of what some of these things they keep referencing do then I'll stay on board the thing that worries me from this solicits podcast is that all these Justice League titles kind of seem headed into time territory which i'm not interested in pursuing any longer i've decided recently there are no bigger waste of money in life than tie-in books which i'm so sick and tired of i could vomit and without the aid of alcohol and possibly a flaming baby pool eric and i added that part Batman, damn if DC is going to chicken out from releasing these books uncensored with it a favor towards mature readers, I don't understand the purpose of this line. I agree. They've now backtracked from the original announcement twice now, first after saying these would be out of continuity and then making three Jokers fully in it. And now they cave after, I guess, taking shit for Batwang. Do something or don't do something. Stop being a bunch of flip-floppers. Yeah. It's infuriating. I agree. So what Black Label is now just regular Elseworlds when it wants to be, again, just in a bigger format no more naked just swearing to feel adult got it if there's one thing dc is good at it's confusing paying customers to pay attention to what's going on in two weeks the bill's season has gone from okay let's see what happens here boys to oh dear god please don't get josh (laughs) allen killed for next season Ah, football, you cruel, cruel mistress. At least I still have seven more home games to attend and get bombed at. Monday night versus the Patriots should be a blast. Straight fellas, Brandon, and then he does have parentheses. 
Brandy. And there he is. He's going right, to be Brandy. drunk as hell. Also, is that this week? There I don't is know. I was thinking about if it. That is. There's problems there. I, I thought that was uh, coming up further. I think I, I thought that was in December. Okay. Well, we'll see. Because yeah, I got, we got a, I got a lot of, schedule right here. Give me two seconds. Okay. We're gonna sit there. Beep, 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 beep. You want me to sing you a song here? You want me to sing you a little? Uh, Wake me up before you go. Go. Is that what you're getting at? Is that why you are doing this? Sir? I'm not. I know. No. I'm just looking at it. No. It's, it's it is October 29th. It's in a month. So. That's a month. So we'll have that in a month uh, with Brandon. He'll be less Because I was actually us. playing this out. I wanted to know when the, you know, the Bills had their Monday game. So Brandon okay. ain't going to be around for that. No, he will not be. But yeah, there we go. A little bit of a uh, uh, singing by me that didn't end up being singing. But here we go. We're going to go off now to some more books. Listening to the podcast. Listen all day. I just want to hear Jim's voice and not hear Eric here with Chris because we're here to talk Teen Titans. How are you doing, Chris? Good, good. How are you guys doing? Yeah, good. It's weird yeah. because at one point, listen, I'm a miserable guy over there. <laughs> uh, the whole deal is we, we. I'm so used to things just kind of falling into place all the time, and it seemed that Raven was going to always fall in with Teen week. Titans. Yeah. And then this, it, it, and definitely to me, it seems like Teen Titans is early, right? Not that Raven next week is late. I don't know why. It seems to me, because also, well, also it seems. Batman Beyond. Yeah, next Batman week, Beyond would normally be with, with that. Pete, with uh, Chris as well. You know, yeah, like, you so, know, we'll get my hold of Mark and a hold of Chris the same way. Yeah, mark. it's so weird that it seems like this was like put rushed. But, and, and with that, you would think that if it was, there'd be or, a reason. Or the delayed you. Yeah, maybe, because <laughs> I don't see a real reason why this was rushed, but I'm glad uh, that it was because I do not like a lot of books this week, and I will spoil <laughs> a little bit. I actually like this issue. Uh, not all of it. I, I mean, there are some things that I don't like, but the way it ended, uh, I really like. So what are we talking about? Chris, give us the info. Okay, this is Teen Titans number 22. Stories called Bring It On by Adam Glass, Bernard Chang, Marcelo Maiolo, and D. Ron Bennett. And, uh, we we uh, actually start. It's almost like a like a silver or bronze age thing. We start in the middle of the story. Yeah, yeah. With uh, the Titans are in a bit of a hostage situation. We got a, an armed woman who we will meet in a little bit. She's holding a doctor at gunpoint atop a building. And uh, from here we jump to a flashback earlier that day. Did we get her yeah. name in this this it's character? Swerve. I, it's Swerve. Swerve. Swerve is what she says. Reason, yeah. I, 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 I did, she did say that for some reason. It just did not stick. I in swear my, to God, I'm, for I'm, say, I'm yeah. calling her Camo in my yeah, head. All it's Swerve. Night. And the, the thing that made me laugh is uh, because I know Chris gets really – and it was the same with us. Any sort of social media thing. And I swear to God, for some reason, even seeing it, Swerve, I swear to God they call her Swipe Right. And I was like, oh, my God, this is the <laughs> worst. I, I actually thought it was like something like Swipe. 
And I'm like, oh no. And then they said it again. No, that Swerve. was Caden's powers in the Immortal Man. That is true. It's also your powers at night with your Tinder, Eric. Uh, Tinder, I say. Uh, Brady Jessica's up. Shut up. <laughs> but yeah, with this though, uh, when we go from this, I like this open. Like you said, it's a cold open to the middle. Uh, and why I like it is there's a couple books that we've had recently that'll play this game. This mm-hmm. actually I could follow. There's, there's sometimes when you do this and you're really, you're gonna have to really be careful that you can follow a story. I like the way this is because it shows that they had some problems and then you're gonna see how that led to it. Though, once we get from here, we're gonna go through pretty much training montages for a while here and this is what we got at the beginning of the series we get in these team books and I thought that this series was doing a really good deal, Adam Glass was doing, of kind of not having these tropes, and then we have them. And in, in the meantime, you don't have Damien at all with this thing because he's off in his dungeon. And I kind of thought it went a little too long, this middle section. Well, I, not, you not could, only that, it's, I have the whole thing where we have the team. You know, Roundhouse died last issue, and while we thought it was the greatest thing ever because we're not huge fans of Roundhouse, this is a team. They just witnessed a teammate die, and they're heroes. They don't want to see anybody die, let alone a teammate. Yeah. But the only one who seems to give a shit is Kid Flash. It's and because Kid of that, Flash. Kid Flash has to be mopey about it the entire time. And, you know, it's like, I want you guys to work as a team. He's overly mopey. I don't necessarily want to have to see training all the time for you guys to actually work as a team. Because I'm afraid this is going to keep happening. We're not working as a team. We've got to keep training. I'm like, God damn it. Yeah, and I I don't mind. And I'm telling you, I don't mind Crush. And I I don't mind Crush being the one who is the, listen here, jerk off. You know, get over it, buddy. Like, stuff like that. Because that, but it's everybody teaming up against Kid Flash. And then to have Kid Flash so mopey. That's what happens. It's so... And I don't know when Chris was reading it, Chris, when you're sitting there and they're at this like table, it seems like they're eating breakfast, whatever. And then all of a sudden, uh, this dude in this red costume shows up and it's a big Emiko. I swear to God, I was like, who's this guy? And, and I'm like, oh, I get it. Where I don't mind the art in the series. I like the art, but that issue, part, I was like, whoa. I don't mind the art that much. There are moments, though, where it gets really good. And then there's moments that I really don't like about it. There's an inconsistency yeah. for me for whenever this happens. I like, actually put thought, that hood on yeah. looks great. Crush shows up. It looks great. There's yeah. these weird moments. Yeah. But you take that hood off Emiko. You see here. But I'm telling you. I don't know who I this thought is. That I, don't da- like it. I thought Damien was dressed up as like he figured he was going to dress a little like Emiko. And he was going to go up because it looked like Damien to me. And did, then yeah. until the next panel then. And then I'm like, why is Damien so tall? <laughs> that deal. But uh, actually, it, that next panel where they're all at at the uh, you know at the kitchen table type deal, I've, it's not very uh, it's not exactly the most detailed thing. I love it though because I love to see the perspective of the different characters. I love to see how big Crush is not not like strong big but tall compared to yeah. the rest of them. I really like that, and I I, do, I like the art in general. That, Jim. Yeah, that's true. I get a step still. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. I like the way I was born, Erica. You know that's I'm what what is that Lady Gaga song? I don't know. Uh, but Chris, keep going on. I don't know my lady. You're Gaga. beautiful, Jim. Don't worry. Yes, no, no. That, that's Christine Aguilera. How dare you? <laughs> now we're we're doing the. We have got the Titans over at the uh, you know the little breakfast island here, and uh, like you said, they're uh, they're all like processing this loss in different yep. ways here. Uh, Damien's kind of blaming himself, like he should have known better. Um, I like that Crush seems like a, almost a little too aloof about it. Yeah, like it's almost like. 
it's almost like there's there's a bit of guilt because she's the one who threw <laughs> yeah. the roundhouse into the yeah, sun, yeah. and she's kind of you know brushing it off like ah let's get o- let's get past it let's get over it. I, I kind of dig that. I couldn't read like too much into it. No, I, I think you're right, and I like that as well. And it's it's born this way, Eric, is what and I was well, going to. I know what it is. Yes, uh, but, but yeah, and I, I like this that. Is going on though, Jin is just like hey. Death is only the next part of life. Don't give me your spiritual mumbo yeah, I know. jumbo. I'm her her mumbo here. jumbo here. Uh, but I yeah, come like on, cheating can, lady. I yeah. do like that they confirm that she can't bring back the dead. Yeah, yeah, and they do it in I a way that, that makes sense. Aladdin back in hey. the day. You can't bring back the dead. Here's a couple things that uh, that I do like in this where you do – and it's all – these these things are with Jin. Number one, that she's – she confirms this, and this would be something that somebody would bring up later. Like, oh, well, you have Jim, why can – well, you confirm that. Number two is the idea that Iron ends up making her magic wonky, and I, I thought that was a mm-hmm. great touch when that happens, yeah. when they're training. And also, Damien gave back the ring. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. This actually – that's a little extra flavor that I really thought was good. You usually don't get them thinking. When you have this training, it's usually p- punch you in the face, do this, but you see that not only you, – you see something that may come into play later but also that emiko is a smart cookie but also we see damien gave her back the ring that the, yeah. the ring that he had he gave it back and that's and a that big was, thing that's a great little bit because that was our huge besides roundhouse dying last issue that was everybody's big takeaway yeah. oh everybody's going on about that, that. <laughs> and i thought it was hilarious <laughs> i i didn't think he was going to give it back and she even says you know this is something that a lot of people get a hold of, and really the power kind of gets a little Let's intoxicating. Yeah. And, and it makes it – this is the craziest deal with it. It's Lord of the Rings. Uh, the craziest deal with me with this, though, is that it goes from us laughing about Damien keeping it. And now, oh, my God, Damien's going to keep it. He's such a you know jerk like that. Yeah. That he gave it back, and then she describes that usually people can't do it. It makes him more badass. It makes him a good guy, but also mm-hmm. badass and actually – Adam Glass is really getting into the idea, in my mind, of doing Damien right, even though this is a dark book. I mean, he has a dungeon. Saying, but He's doing Damien right. He has a torture But again, dungeon. we find out he's why that he has that, though, and it ties around. So this isn't just a one-faceted Damien. It's not just the caricature that no, we he's get. He's a nice guy, sociopath. He's, yeah, he is. He's Well, at least he can be nice, you know, when people are around. And then he goes and to his I, dungeon. It's weird, though. While you have that gin connection where you're talking about the whole thing, like, hey, if you ever need to talk to anybody and then the comms are on, they get yeah. all embarrassed. It really seems like they're trying to push this gin robin connection. But I only say that because of everybody else's reaction to it. Like, the dialogue yeah. alone between gin and Robin never, just seemed never nice. made me think, they're going to be like, oh, man, they're going to be a romantic. I'm like, yeah, but everybody nice. else is acting and it's going to be sexy. And it's like, yeah. what are you guys getting off of? You grow up children. Yeah, yeah, really. Uh, but yeah, they train. And Chris, you could tell us about the training. Me and me and Eric going on tangents here. <laughs> the, uh, the train, I thought the training was really great because, uh, Emiko, uh, she's kind of like blinding this, uh, this tragedy here. And she's just, she wants to focus yep. on honing their skills so that like they don't have to do this again. Yeah. Like they're not going to lose another person here, and uh, and I like you said uh, we have a uh, we've got Jin Jin's weakness to or her at least uh, glitchiness yeah. with iron. Yeah. I, I, iron. I, I like think that's that. an excellent addition that it's yeah. uh, because it does uh, it does identify a weakness that could and be it, and played it makes up later. sense in that deal. Now the only thing that I and I said I thought that it went overly long with it. You know why I say that is because everything in this book until the last page. 
Anytime Kid Flash comes onto the page, it's a downer. He is so much of a Kid mope. Flash, Milo over there? Yeah, yeah, he's a mope, and he shows he up. And even in go, this, yeah. and really, was anybody? Did anybody think that Emiko wasn't fooling him when she goes down? Oh, you broke my ribs, and I'm like, don't do it, Kid Flash. You're don't, a dummy. Don't You're a dummy. Me, <laughs> I knew it. And she gets, and then but ties it around. I, 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 I get mad though because you know the Kid Flash. He did. Bring in Roundhouse. He made he, yeah. the only way he was going to be on the team is he brought. Now Roundhouse is dead, and the idea. All right, look, we had a member of the team die. We got to go train hard to make sure that never happens again. And during that training, I'm going to talk so much shit about you, Kid Flash, yeah. about letting your friend die. I'm like, yeah, that, that's such oh, a yeah. She mean goes over. thing to do. It's and like, what's I weird want, about it you, is, I want them to be friends and I want them to be teams. And when they're like, everybody's just kind of a dick to each well, other. One and of the like, things, you know, like, though, Emiko was. Not you know who isn't a, a dick? Damien. And it's weird because yeah, Emiko's the one being the dick. It's almost like Damien might have went there and said, listen, I get a lot of shit for being an asshole. Can, can you kind of take that little bit for me while this is going on? Because he even, when they're talking and everybody's like, listen, you know, get over it, sunshine. You know, your friend's dead, but you already knew him. And, eh, bah, 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 bah. and they're, they're doing that. And Jin's like, this is just one step of the path. Like, listen here. <laughs> you know, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mario, get out of town. I what, didn't what realize you? I joined a cult. Well, I didn't realize on? I was one of the Beatles. In, in India. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what am I, Paul McCartney? And, and Hello, so when I'm they're Paul doing this. Hello, there. I am I'm George Harrison. But uh, Damien just sits there. He doesn't really say much until Kid Flash says, Oh man, did anybody tell his parents? And Damien's like, Oh, but yeah, have you told his parents? It's it's really big that Damien does no trash talking at all. Usually he's the one to be like, Okay, everybody, just shut your mouth. Let's get on with this or whatever. And I like that Emiko's taking that, whether that's by choice, whether that's the whole deal of almost like because it is the whole training is, hey, we gotta work as a team. And really, if you saw the movie Miracle, it is kind of that sort of thing. Like they're gonna hate Emiko until that's the thing that that they hate to make a team around that. And it's it's actually nice that Adam Glass is not using Damien as what everybody always uses for that because Damien's busy in his dungeon talking to Black Mask. And what happens there, Chris? Oh, while the while the uh, while the kids are training, Robin's down in his prison and he's trying to strike a deal with Black Mask because he wants the goods on that other that we heard about uh, yeah. two issues ago with all yeah, those yeah. scrape marks and everything. Uh, Black Mass turns his nose up at the notion, then Robin brings his illegitimate son into the conversation, which uh, yeah. might loosen his lips just a little bit. Oh, it does. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, it, which is, it's a very, uh, <laughs> like we were talking about Robin having a little bit of a softer side here, but yeah, yeah. No, at the it's same time, bad. I mean, very, 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 very sharp against the, the bad oh, guys. Oh, yeah. Here, so yeah. That's, uh, that's really cool. And then did you like I said to Eric before we started, uh, you have Black Mask then start telling the story of the other. And I swear to God, they, they had uh, the Rolling Stones came in and they were just singing Sympathy for the Devil because I swear <laughs> to God, that's exactly what they talk about. It, it's almost I, I really expect. When yeah, I'm telling you, Christ. it really was that, that whole deal. So, yeah, he's the devil. Yeah. They have all that. And Damien gets the goods and then finds out. That there is a pharmaceutical type deal, and that leads us to where we started, uh, basically, yes. right? Yeah, yeah. So, we jump over well, to the. Too, before we go through this whole idea, when we finally get to that, like, uh, are we doing the review of Red Hood yet? Are we doing that? Because it just seems yeah, weird. I, we're, maybe you know, we're getting we're getting the information out of him because you know Red Hood has told Damien, you know, Black Mask knows about this whole thing. I just really wish they would have thrown the whole idea of underlife that's going on in Red Hood's book right now 
in with the other. I just think that seems- they're yeah. Then you make it a crossover though, and I don't think they want people to give them crap that if they're I, I not just reading don't think Red it's Hood. A crossover. I'm saying I don't think it has to be a crossover. It's almost like you know saying that you know the Titans is a crossover with Justice League because they're dealing with Source Wall stuff. Yeah, but that's a little bit bigger than Underlife. If you start throwing something well, from it's, Red it's Hood, a worldwide in. Organization, do you read Red Hood, Chris? No. Yeah, so he, it, Chris, Chris would have no idea what no. what's going on. I mean, you'd have to spend time explaining. You'd have Damien would have to say what's underlife. You'd have to explain all that. I think that's too much. So if you are reading it, I actually like it the way it is. I know what you're saying, but I like it the way it is because Eric Shea, Eric L. Shea over there, he is Hello. reading. So you can tie it into what you think. It does connect to, but Chris doesn't have to. He just gets the idea that there's ship going down and Red Hood's going to be there well, with Damien. I was hoping, you know, with that, you know, we had the other. I still don't know what the other is except for possibly the devil now. And I'm like, no. I think the devil, besides, you know, Trigon, it's a little bit more that the, the Teen Titans can deal with. I think it's going to be something crazy. Like, it, it'll be a character that we, we have never seen that's just going to be some I think sort it's of. It's going to be the judge. He was transformed oh, by the Oh, my sea. goodness. I don't need that. I just need something <laughs> that's just some bad guy. You know, It'll just be nothing. It'll be Damien, uh, the actual omen. There you go, Eric. You'll like that. Uh, But yeah, you end up there. They end up at that hospital where there's going to be a robbery of these pharmaceuticals. And that's kind of where, like I said, we kind of go back to where we started uh, continuing on. But Golden Glider's there. And I was like, well, why is she here? It it just seemed odd to throw her in. But Chris, you tell us about it. And even that. uh, We saw her in her place. (laughs) <laughs> yes, that's the thing. But Chris, you tell us. I know the Eric shake. <laughs> We've got uh, Crush and Emiko standing guard while Jin and Robin infiltrate uh, to make sure that the uh, heist doesn't go down. Uh, Kid Flash is keeping watch from across the street, and he's wondering why he's even still on the team since the one reason he was on the team ain't there no more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they're doing that. And then you have the whole deal where you have this swerve and she kind of tells and you're supposed to feel bad for it. I don't. I, I really it, it's such a quick thing of like, listen, I came back from war. I couldn't get a job. I have to do this. I have to pay the rent. Yeah. And it's funny, too. Emiko, Emiko's right with me. Blood. And really, yeah, you, you got meta powers. Hey, be happy about that. You swerve. I, I don't know why that is camo powers, but camo hey, you swerve. I, I don't know. Like that. Why is camo? Uh, but you have this whole deal where Emiko's like, no, like no, no. a weaker form of the Predator's camouflage. Yeah, that's what it is. Mm, yeah, and then all of a sudden you see all the Teen Titans put mud on themselves, and they there, and and basically Emiko says, don't don't go with this, and it's more to Kid Flash again. It's like, listen, because Kid Flash is like, oh, you know, and he really is the downer. I think that he's supposed to kind of work as the moral center of the he's book, like but the conscience, yeah. But, yeah, but I don't need it because he's annoying. No. So he's like, oh man, there, there's yeah. some problems there, and maybe we should let him go. And, and Emiko's right. Listen, we let her go, and then she kills some. That's on you again. You already had problems with your roundhouse, and now you want this. So stop with your it with your roundhouse, and then you have a. a Crush then, being badass as she is, and I do like her where she just jumps because you have Swerve then drop the doctor. You, you basically have Crush just jump off the side of a building and then with basically Use like, somebody better help me before I hit the bottom. And you do have Jim make a, uh, you know, bed of roses flowers, type yeah. flowers. I don't think that stops you from falling that far, but it's magic flowers. And then she's like, well, I couldn't have been it's, jello. It's crush. Yeah, it's crush. But yeah, you have that. And while this is 
is going on. I like on, to imagine though. that she turns somebody's car into those flowers as yeah, well. Yeah, funny. Screw somebody, somebody else over. In the somebody hospital. comes out. They're actually, the uh, the valet comes with the cars and uh, the keys and tries to start up the flowers. He's not very smart. He's he's trying to start flowers, but you end up then with the two big reveals that basically this issue at this point I'm liking. I don't know how to start up, but I've turned but, things on with flowers. Oh my god, yeah, really? That hasn't worked out for you ever. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding? Uh, but Chris, tell us what that. There's two big reveals, and the one is kick-ass, I think. It's, it's kind of a badass. The other one's hilarious, but you go with that, Chris. Yeah, we've got uh, Robin. Uh, he checks in with uh, one of the guys giving the orders here, and it's Red Hood. Yeah, it's Red Hood. <laughs> it's he awesome in- to me. Yeah, he informs him that Black Mask uh, he, you know, looks to be about to crack, so keep pressing, and you'll get all the information. And then, oddly, he gives him the next target, and it's Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, it seems like Commissioner Gordon might be target. I think that the way they spelled it out was really odd. I think that maybe Gordon's targeted. Is the target of somebody? It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's so weird the way it sees because the first time I read it, i like, oh, my God, boy, they're going to – and then I – oh, wait a minute. Maybe he's tar- – yeah. it's very up in the air with that. Now, what I like, though, is it does go – and Eric wanted more of underbelly life nonsense. Underlife, not Under, underbelly. We underbelly. Red Hood I know. I know. That's what's crazy. But what I like is you have the deal where a lot of people do think, especially from Tom King, because he barely has these characters in his Batman book. And when they do have Damien and, and Jason together, they seem to hate each other. That's the way that I think – Rebirth, most fans of Rebirth and people reading will think that. They don't hate each other. They still like each other. They're just, those are the ones that are a little too close for comfort. They kind of fight whatever. But I like this when Jason says, like, where are you you staying and all this? How's this going on? He's like, well, I got offshore accounts. I'm in a safe house. And then he says, you know what? Old daddy ain't gonna like that if he finds out. He's like, yeah, well, you know, and and I like it too. Yeah, and that's Jason's like, I guess you're doing the right thing then because that's what's going on. In the meantime, Damien is pretty much going behind Bruce's back because Jason's like public enemy number one now. So this is really a a badass deal. Titans at this point, they're all the rogue Teen Titans. Yeah, and, and but really, this is the thing: is you have a Damien. Who is there? And I know that people are pointing to this book of saying, oh, Damien's dark. This is nonsense. Number one, he is a dark character. Number two, he, his, his parental guidance, who was there as his guiding deal, hasn't said a word in fucking 20 issues in his own book and is miserable because he got left at the altar and never really even talked to his son. Because I, so I think Damien doing what he's doing is perfectly fine for me because he doesn't have anybody to tell him any different. So he's yeah, doing this. And, with anybody, no. Yeah. And, and in, if you go by the whole thing tom king never has damien and bruce talking so you have him here he him and red hood are now the kind of the outlaws of the family and they're gonna you know work together but they are doing something for good they're just stepping over the line a little but that's not the funny cliffhanger the funny cliffhanger. <laughs> even before we get to the funny cliffhanger because you know i already said i would have liked more with you know if we somehow tied underlife into this to make both the stories bigger because it's a worldwide organization so tying yeah. in the other as well it would be it would serve a purpose in my mind but i also want oh jason todd since he shows up here to say you know the last time i saw a black mask he was a vegetable and Mongo yeah. was taking care of him so it's like, such a weird idea it's like he's t- giving you know uh robin the information about black mask yeah and it doesn't match up but with again another deal again people didn't but i know you love undercarriage eric i know you're a big fan undercarriage Undercarriage. Uh, (laughs) just making up names to annoy you uh but yeah tell us the last cliffhanger because it is funny 
Yeah, we wrap up with Kid Flash visiting Roundhouse's house, which sadly isn't round. No, it isn't. Uh, <laughs> it would be great if it was round. I so he's so he, missed out. Big round hobbit door in the front, <laughs> at least. So he's gone there to to talk to Roundhouse's parents about what happened to him. Uh, only Roundhouse is the one that answers the door. Yeah, hey. <laughs> with a chicken, uh, with a chicken, with I'm a little you. chicken leg in his hand. Yeah, yeah, is this the only way that they're ever going to oh, get me to like Roundhouse? Uh, because all of a sudden now I think he's <laughs> funny because part of the book. He's like pranked him. He, he, yep. he came back and didn't even go to talk to him. And check I, in. Yeah, yeah no. I, I actually think that you're going to have Kid Flash Everybody's like, what the heck are you doing? Why didn't you come? And he's probably going to be like, eh, TV. yeah, I'm hungry. I came back. I'm hanging. Yeah, it, it makes me laugh. And I the love the art. The weirdest part about that is that he uh, he didn't make any more YouTube videos. No. He didn't and do anything. Like he's gig. just hanging. So, yeah, he's yeah. just on vacation. He's just hanging in some boneless <laughs> chicken wings or something. But yeah, I actually – and again, if Roundhouse was never in the book again, I wouldn't have cared. But sure. him showing up here, it made me giggle. So I'm fine. And I kind of want to see more of that now and because now, of that. Well, also, now you don't have a mopey Kid Flash. Thank God. Hopefully. He is he is Hopefully. a downer in this. <laughs> he's going to be an angry he's Kid such Flash. A like he wasn't Flash. I'm telling you, I think I think that uh, you'll have Damien think that this is the funniest thing ever. It'll be kind of cool, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Maybe this is going to be one of those like roundhouse, like yeah, I really don't feel like being on this team anymore. You threw me into the, the goddamn <laughs> sun, and then I come back and nobody even had looked into it. But yeah, we'll see. We shall see. I'm actually surprised, and also I'll give Adam Glass uh, some credit too because this could have been one of those where you work the angle that Roundhouse came back a la a Jason Todd and gets mad that nobody comes and checks in on him becomes a villain luckily we didn't get that we just get a yeah. goofy deal with him and he he wears pretty much what is my outfit every day he's got the basketball shorts on i i put shoes on though he's but got the belly i like yeah yeah really i i didn't say you i just said me uh, the basketball shorts but yeah uh what'd you give it chris i gave it an 8.5 out of 10 thought this was uh really very good um probably the best uh probably best issue of this volume uh probably the best issue in since the middle of 2011. Yeah, yeah, being, we haven't, we haven't had a lot of here. good Teen Titans. That is true. Yeah, over the past decade, we've been fed shit and told to like yeah. it. And yep. uh, we're finally getting something that's decent or better than decent. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like if this was the last creative team, this would have had like one of those covers where the Titans are walking away from us yeah. with like their with like their costumes on the ground like they've done a hundred times. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. here, the only time anybody even questions why they're still on the team is is Wally. Yeah. And he doesn't even threaten to leave. He's just like internally wondering, like, what am I doing here? Yeah, why am I he's here? He's not. He's not threatening to quit. He's not walking out the door. He's just kind of, you know, muddling through his own orders. Life. Though that's for damn sure. Yeah, like, he's a pain in the ass. Yeah, he, he is, is a pain in the ass. I, I wish he would get his, you know, act straight. I will also say that I usually don't say, but uh, a Alex Garner does the uh, variant cover, and me and Alex are big Alex Garner fans, and that cover looks great. I love it. I, I love everything about this. This whole run mm. so far and what's what i like is adam glass is getting this idea and where it is dark like we said anytime i say it's a light book like oh my it's light fun eric's gonna you're gonna remind me there's a dungeon uh, with villains <laughs> but i like that back and forth with it and i like the idea it's psychopath well you it's have got a personality the, yeah and you have the other characters yeah. up in the regular they don't know what he's doing down there so they're, just they're trying, a part of no, it's crazy yeah. 
And so you you have that, and it's so much we, we, better we than when we started. Yeah. It's so much better <laughs> of what started out Rebirth, that whole deal when they, he went to fight his cousin and all these things. Oh, and and what oh. I like about this, and this issue showed it, is Adam Glass is also not hinged on it being a Damien book. Yes, Damien's the leader. He has the setup, but he is really good with all the other characters. I it's like the ensemble, way Jen yeah. – Yeah, and uh, at you one know, point – We had to set up both runs actually the same way. You know, when we started out the Rebirth run, Damien kidnapped heroes. Now we set out this one. Now he's kidnapping villains. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, But I really like this. There's I'm going to give it an here. eight. I really like the art as well except for that Emiko uh, at the beginning. But that, that works itself out. And the only thing that kisses me any bit down on this to almost giving it a nine is Wally who is only there – to, I don't understand. A lot of these books like this, he is being miserable and upset. You get it the first time. You don't have to have him keep – and he's the narrator. So then in the narration, he keeps adding that he's sad because of Roundhouse. He feels responsible. It's a little overdone. I don't need that much more reminder of it, and that really brought me down a bit. But by the end, yeah, when we see Red Hood's involved, that is cool. Uh, mm-hmm. I like to have Damien have somebody else that's going to be his older brother there with him. Yeah, I hope that and, continues. And it's not, you know, Dick Grayson, who it always is. This is a shocker to almost everybody I talk to that at the end, you see that he's working with Red Hood. That's great. And Roundhouse just made me laugh. So, yeah, I'm 8 out of 10. What about you, Aaron? 7.5 out of 10 for me. The art's mixed back for me where I go back and forth, you know, with liking what I see. And, like, I like the reveal. It's probably the Roundhouse, but at the end, it's my favorite bit. I also really enjoy the, you know, the, the Jason Todd reveal. Just a lot of this issue didn't do a lot besides for, uh, you know, mopey like Kid Flash in my mind. It started, like, wearing on me. As a, I still enjoyed the issue overall. It's just, you know, mopey Flash trading, mopey Flash when stopping pharmaceutical heists and stuff like that. There's Golden Glider. Oh, wait, Golden Glider's gone. I don't even know why she was in this issue, but Golden Glider's gone. It just seemed weird, but I still had a good time overall, and I really enjoy this team, and I want to see what they do going forward, especially with that dark, you know, dungeon story we got yeah. going on. I yeah, need to crazy. see more of that because that's got to get resolved somehow, and it's going to be fun in my mind to see. Yeah, it. you would think that somebody's going to kind of go downstairs so, and, oh, and no, kind of stumble, stumble into that torture, yeah, dungeon. torture dungeon. It might cause some problems, but uh, <laughs> we, had, we had already talked and just talked to Reggie. You guys don't have any Sandman Universe books this week, so nope. uh, you will be uh, free and clear. Are, are there even any next week? I think me and Eric were looking in, and it didn't even seem like I there might we, be. I don't think we get one until October. That's weird. That's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, people are loving those. So hopefully that continues it's, it's on. Black label this week, baby. We've got time for no yeah. Sandman universe. Yeah, I, I don't know if Chris saw the uh, Batman's Wang, but yeah, that was... uh, if you've been on Twitter in the past, you can't uh, you can't days, get away you from can't miss it. it. That yeah. is it's like true. everybody's getting sent a dick pic this week. It's like, it's like Eric in high yeah. school. Oh my god, it's it's back <laughs> in there. Cell phones in high school. Uh, no, you just said your dick Polaroid. pic. You just you you ended That's up either Polaroid or you had one of those costumes <laughs> that's supposed to look like a Polaroid. You just had a like a uh, a window frame with your dick in the middle, and so that was your dick pic. But there you go. There, there you <laughs> like go. A bunch Cla- of expensive ass Polaroids, oh, ten yeah. bucks for ten pictures. Classy way to that end. Bitch in, the, in the locker. <laughs> Yeah, really. <laughs> Polaroid. But yes, we are done then. And thank you, Chris, for joining us. And we are going to go off to the thank next book. Well, hello there. It's Jeremy uh, back with another edition of The Wild Storm. This time around, it is the parent title. And it is issue 17 of that title. And... Uh, yeah, it, it's been a bit of a weird week for me, I'll be honest with you. We we got off-steaded uh, on Wednesday and Thursday. 
Uh, can't tell you the result uh, because it hasn't been finalised yet, but uh, the whole process was was typically draining. You end up marking till stupid hours of the night and then you you know you get through the day fueled on coffee and terror basically um and uh and so today uh when they they went on thursday so today we uh just just as complete zombie through the day really uh, it's all fun it's all fun uh okay uh the wild storm the wild storm is fun um i feel uh I feel like things need to need to step up a bit with this series at the moment. Anyway, here's uh, here's the preamble. This is not going to be a very long uh, discussion for reasons that will become readily apparent in a minute. Uh, the Wildstorm issue number seventeen is written by Warren Ellis with art by the inimitable, wonderful, fantastic, and generally amazing John Davis Hunt. Colours are by Brian Bucciolato. Letters are by Simon Boland. Cover price is three dollars and ninety nine cents, and it is published by DC Comics. Another month, another stop on the John Lynch Gen 12 reunion tour. While the general level of quality in terms of writing and art continues to remain extraordinarily high in this series, there's little doubt that Ellis's decision to shift focus from both the brewing I.O. Skywatch War and Jacob Marlowe's Wildcat to Jenny May Sparks's authority building and Lynch's trek down memory lane has resulted in a slowing down of pace and a certain structural repetition that personally I could do without. This issue sees Lynch visit yet another Project Thunderbook subject. Let's see how he gets on. Um, well, we get a nice cover. And, and, and we get a similarly lovely artwork inside. This is kind of... And, and the colours. Oh, the colours are beautiful. I, you know, if this was just... Uh, I was talking to somebody on Twitter the other day. I can't remember who it was, um, for which I apologise, by the way. My, my head is completely all over the place, so it, it's a miracle. I am actually making sense at the moment, but there we go. Um, this series is a work of art. I, I, I really do genuinely mean that. I, I, I think from a point of view of... Uh, of sort of an episodic narrative that are issues but taken as a whole it is it is a, an impressive piece of uh, of pop culture in its own right the the opening panel to this first page the the, the top panel it's a it's a three panel page basically sets the scene with this just incredible kind of skyline with you know, over a kind of desert, empty wilderness place. And then suddenly these these clouds begin to kind of coalesce in the sky. And there's something kind of obviously unnatural and kind of ominous and threatening about them. And they're, and they're coloured, this kind of weird lilac blue kind of colour. Uh, as a... Uh, as a, as John Lynch's pickup truck uh, kind of heads towards this this shack this this kind of pit stop if you like the 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 problem with this and it feels kind of weird to even say this is that this is exactly the same kind of introduction we've had before it's the same kind of 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 setting that we've had before kind of an isolated setting in the middle of nowhere 
the pickup truck, the dusty road. There's a kind of an, uh, there's a sort of uh, quintessential kind of an Americanness to this, which is which is fine on the one hand, except we've seen it before several times already. And although the artwork is gorgeous, it doesn't do enough. It can't do enough to sort of dispel this idea of deja vu that, that you've you've kind of seen this before. Uh, we see uh, somebody who turns out to be Stephen Rainmaker, kind of ha- hanging in the air with these clouds kind of coalescing around him, and then he he dissipates them um, with whatever power that he has. And then he kind of comes, he kind of lands to earth and he just has a very nice chat with, with uh, John Lynch, which, you know, is, is fine. But we're, how many pages are are we in here? One, two, three, four, five. We're almost to the bottom of the fifth page of the story before they start to talk. And, and that's, you know, that's fine. We're taking our time. I get all that. That's, that's okay. And, and, and it's not like the, it's not like the art isn't showing us anything because it is, it, it's showing us how, you know, Rainmaker is unlike some of the other uh, project Thunderbook uh, subjects, Rainmaker is friendly. He, he wants to share a drink with, with Lynch and it's all very kind of, it's all very low key, which is which is, on the one hand, kind of nice, but on the other hand, kind of dull. And I think that this is this is the problem with this issue, is that you've got you've got a, a meeting that is pleasant, which is kind of the, kind of the, the the main focus of this issue, but it it's not terribly exciting. They talk, uh, I don't know, it, it it's pleasant enough. What's kind of interesting is is that is that Lynch kind of says that. Well, Rain- Rainmaker says to Lynch, I always did the scare the crap out of you. I could never understand why. And Lynch says, you were always the angriest. And frankly, you killed a lot of people. And he goes, yeah, I did. How did the others turn out? So he's, he's kind of like, on the one hand, he's, it sounds to me like, like he's, he's a, obviously a very powerful kind of, uh, kind of meta-human kind of thing. But on the other hand, uh, he seems to be most sort of, at peace with who he is and who he was and he seems quite chilled out you know and we get some nice kind of background and and you know what ellis's dialogue is is good it's it's really good and it's sort of i don't know i i, I just you know backlash gets a mention we see backlash later and hellspont who's a character that uh that was in the original uh, Wildstorm series, or Wildstorm universe, I should say. Uh, he gets a, a mention as well, uh, which is all kind of nice, kind of Easter eggs, I suppose, and what have you. Um, and it turns out Rainmaker had a child, uh, and that's great, uh, just like the others did. So, so we're clearly heading to kind of like a Gen thirteen situation. But the problem is, the problem is that it is just kind of dull it's nice and pleasant and okay and interesting and well written but it's just not very exciting and uh, they have their conversation and then we have a second conversation and this time it's a conversation between Marlo and Kanisha and while they're talking Angie Speaker is um, is kind of listening in on them through their uh, what looks like a kind of 
Alexa device, except it's sort of made by Marlowe, so it's a Halo device. Uh, and she's kind of spying on them, listening to their conversation, and they're talking about demonites. Uh, because there's been a uh, because there's been an article in the paper uh, about uh, Priscilla Catane, who is Voodoo, uh, who is this singer in this version of the Wildstorm universe, uh, and apparently she's been going to, going to therapy, and uh, a picture that therapist drew of of something she discussed in therapy about the, this creature that comes to her in the middle of the night and gives her song ideas that that picture has been leaked to the press and it's a demonite basically and, and you know they talk about they talk about michael cray michael cray said off yours is he no biological alarm but he's a human unless he was a disguised demon uh and, and marlo says wow that's paranoid that's so paranoid that could be me to me talking uh then we're not safe they can get in anywhere and it's at that point that the demonite uh a demonite appears to angie and the 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 dialogue makes it clear that they have a pre-existing agreement okay uh, and i i'm not i suppose this could have happened a few issues ago not entirely sure when that happened but um it it's clear that they do have a kind of a pre-existing agreement and we get an insight into demonite philosophy here which is that the demonite kind of says you know we we mean you no harm and the demonite kind of explains that from a philosophical point of view if you remember ages ago we're talking sort of like nine issues ago uh we had this um explanation for Marlow about who they are and about that that how the the, the cherubim uh, are on this mission to help civilizations uh develop basically and avoid killing themselves and destroying themselves whereas the demonites are kind of philosophically opposed to that they 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 don't want the cherubim to interfere they want civilizations to to the planets worlds to develop at their own pace and and either to rise or fall on their own merits and and that seems to be what the demonites are there to do that said they have instituted uh this planetary defense system which is the the jenny sparks so it's all very kind of interesting and it's all beautiful, and and I think I'm going to be honest with you. I think Angela just looks amazing, you know, in in her in her kind of hard suit. She just looks phenomenal, uh, and the demonite looks amazing as well. Uh, you know, it, it, it's it's a really kind of nice um, a nice sequence, um, and it's clearly setting us up for something that is going to happen probably in in this series final arc and I, i'm thinking that that will probably be uh, to me at any rate that, that that's very interesting but the problem is is that it's not happening yet and so angie kind of finishes her conversation with the with the demon she comes back to uh jacob marlow and kanisha and uh, there's a nice bit of banter between them and then we finish the, uh, which is inconsequential, by the way. It's just nice banter. Um, 
Except kind of Angie is, I suppose, being uh, somewhat disingenuous with some of her comments because uh, she says, uh, guns are crap, Cole's tried, but I just don't get it, uh, which isn't strictly true. Anywho, um, we then get a couple of pages of Mark Slayton uh, having smelled out another couple of victims, uh, heading to a shack in the middle of nowhere, obviously intent on kind of killing whoever is in this ruined house. And uh, he gets kind of driven off uh, by uh, these sort of uh, solar eye beams that uh, that come out of the shadows. Uh, and it, you don't get to see them in, in full outfit, uh, but they are obviously Apollo and Midnighter. Now, actually, Apollo and Midnighter... Um, were originally uh, Ellis creations, and they they were, uh, if I'm <laughs> if I'm right in remembering this, they were sort of Henry Bendix's kind of ace in the hole. They were kind of like they they were hidden, kind of kind of and and kept sort of deep under cover, waiting to be uh, sort of activated or kind of unleashed by by Bendix. And maybe there's something similar going on here. It's it's interesting, and it, and it's kind of cool to see them. But it's not enough to make this issue fantastic. I think the issue is good. I think I think the the conversation between uh, Angie and the demon is good. Uh, I think this little bit at the end is good. I think the conversation between Lynch and Rainmaker is okay. There's just not much happening in this issue in terms of action. And I, and I, keep, and I said this the last couple of times. I am prepared. I, I am. I am a reasonably patient reader. I think I'm quite happy to uh, to wait a certain amount of time uh, before things start kicking off. But I need to have a sense that, that things are building to that, and I don't get that here. What I get is Lynch is going around from place to place, uh, visiting Project Thunderbook alumni, as it were, while. Uh, Jenny Jenny May Sparks is building the authority while the engineer is kind of spying, well, sort of working with, spying on uh, Jacob Molly's wildcat. Uh, Demonites are beginning to make their move a little bit. Um, Slayton's listening to voices in his head, which is kind of interesting. But again, that's moving really slowly. So you've got all these different kind of things going on and they are moving, but they're moving like like glacially slowly uh and that sense of kind of impetus you see the thing is 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 towards the end of of that second arc maybe even from sort of like issue 10 issue issue 9 even there was a sense that yeah we're building up to something we're we're building up to something we're building you know marlo's team were were kind of preparing their their raid on the high tower facility io uh, was preparing its raid on Skywatch, and 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 the, the, there was a real sense of threat. There was a real sense of kind of imminent conflict. You're not getting this here. You're not. You're just not getting this here. I think. I think eventually, we, you know, somehow the the demonite Carabim uh, kind of connection, that conflict is going to have to be played out somehow, right? But. But we're, it feels like we're miles away from that at the moment. Um, Slayton is going to have to be defeated somehow. Again, doesn't doesn't feel like we're anywhere near that at the moment. Uh, we, so I, it, it just... 
presumably Gen 13 uh, are going to be found and, 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 you know, be brought together and become a thing. And again, we, we, we feel quite some way away from that. So I'm, I'm kind of, I like this, this issue enough, but I am beginning to get concerned and the fact that this doesn't appear to be selling, uh, the fact that it is meant to be a 24-issue series, and that's fine, uh, and I think it will be. I think it will be a 24-issue series, but I, I just don't see anything happening after that. I really don't. I, do, I don't see a Wildcat series happening. I don't see a Zealot series happening. And, and Ellis has set these things up. Uh, I don't see Gen 13 happening. I certainly don't see the authority happening. I don't see any of that stuff. And I know Ellis is setting it up, and that's fine. And and I think in a, in a perfect world, more people would be reading this, and people would be going, yeah, and, and people would, there would be news coming out of, you know, somebody working on, a, on an authority book, somebody big working on an authority book but there isn't there isn't anything out there and i know we're meant to have a wildcats book and i know we're, we're meant to have a zealot book but i there's there's been no news on any of that so so so, so uh, and all the while there's been no news this series keeps on running down the clock keeps on keeps on moving towards that final 24th issue and i'm not saying you know it it, it can't bring anything else to the table i'm not saying it, it can't become something else it, it, it can but at the same time i'm also aware of the fact that dc have told ellis that the moment he loses interest in it that's it it's done well you understand what i'm saying ellis ellis has done this see this is the thing ellis is doing this meticulously he's plan. he's really planned this out and i've got to give it give him props for that but at the moment it, it, it's almost like you've got a parent title but no babies and I know, I, know, I know the crate title is out there, and that's great, but that's coming to an end next month. And, and, and so you've got this, this, this carefully kind of plotted Wildstorm universe that's being presented for us, and it's being presented layer on layer, and, it, and it's being presented slowly with painstaking care. But there's nothing to flesh it out. There's nothing to, there's not, well, sorry, that's wrong. Not flesh it out. There's nothing to take these ideas forward or there doesn't seem to be anything in the works to take them forward and that worry well doesn't worry me but it, it it just it would be a shame because because ellis has put a hell of a lot of work into this and and, and the work is good I, I can't argue with 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 the quality of this book this book is 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 one of the best books on the market at the moment the problem is i i, I don't know who i don't know who would have the patience to pick this book up monthly knowing knowing that this is all there is and i know that we've got the craze series that's fine but that is kind of very much its own thing and it is it is coming to an end the the it it doesn't despite what goes on with cray it doesn't tie into the cherubim demonite plot as strongly as you might think it's kind of doing its own thing so the question is, is, is you've got this universe here and, and some really kind of interesting ideas that you want to kind of tease out and develop. And the, the, the question is, are we ever going to see that? And, 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 and I have to say, disappointingly, the answer increasingly appears to be no. Uh, and that is a damn shame. And I think, I think that, that colours and affects 
the way you read this title, I, I, I don't see how it how it can avoid doing that. To be honest with you, uh, I gave this seven point eight. It, it, it's it's a it's a fine issue. It it really is. It's just not going anywhere very quickly. If you see what I mean. Anywho, that's me done for for this week. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, I wish I kind of had more to say about about the Wildstorm. I I, I don't want you to feel like I think it's terrible because because I really really don't. It's a the, the problems that I have with it are problems to do with it's what it is trying to do, what its function is in a in the in the sense of a wider Wildstorm universe that does not appear to be going anywhere. So, 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 so you you've got a main title that is that is kind of giving you all these potential kind of hooks and ways into the milestone universe and and things to things to kind of develop out of it, and it's 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 bold, it's ambitious, it's re- still resolutely kind of uh, it's not a superhero comic in the traditional sense. It's it's more of a kind of uh, near future kind of sci fi comic, and and again that that is a perfectly valid approach to take with these characters and and i want to see you know mr majestic turn up and i want to see all all sorts of you know old characters from um from the wildstorm universe make an appearance and 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 those kind of concepts from the wildstorm universe make an appearance sliding albion and all that kind of stuff I, i i want to see all that kind of stuff but at the same time um my concern is that as as good as this main series is it's ultimately going to be sort of making this this big, wide, sort of epic universe with just two titles kind of rattling around in it, sort of emptily. You know, you, you'll have you'll have the main series and, and Michael Cray, and that's it. And you'll have all these kind of little tantalizing hooks that 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 are just nobody's biting, nobody's nobody's kind of kind of developing those those story ideas. Anyway, that's that's my worry. So there you go. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, next week, oh, next week, next week is is Wonder Woman issue number fifty five. Uh, Andrew in Belfast has uh, named inadvertently a my my new section for the podcast, and that is the Orlando Zone. And so from from now on, <laughs> from now on. The unexpected Wonder Woman uh, while Orlando's writing. That's the Orlando Zone. Uh, apparently, I'm down for the Martian Manhunter. Cool. That's going to be in the Orlando Zone. I, I think... I've not spoken to... Uh, definitively to... Uh, to Jim about this. But I think I'm going to end up doing Electric Warriors as well. So that also will be in the Orlando Zone. I'm kind of happy about that. The Orlando Zone. Yeah, it's got a ring to it, hasn't it? So thank you to Andrew in Belfast for that. Uh, It just remains for me to say thank you very much for listening. You have been a fantastic audience. Well, I assume you have. I mean, I don't know. You may have skipped this bit, in which case you'll never hear me saying this, so I'm not sure why I am. Uh, But assuming that you are, in fact, still listening, thank you for listening. Thank you for being a wonderful audience. Uh, Don't forget to check out the Patreon uh, website which has a whole plethora uh, a veritable cornucopia a feast of nonsense and fun that you should check out 
Um, and because uh, it's uh, the guy's put in so much effort, and it is just so good. We are, we are, I think, extraordinarily uh, fortunate uh, to have Jim and Eric in our lives. <laughs> I, I, I do, I do, I, I believe that. I believe that they're wonderful people. Anyway, take care. Uh, have a great day. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can at Door Jeremy. I've got a, uh, a WordPress blog as well, whose website address i can't can't remember at the moment uh anyway not to worry uh you can if you follow me on twitter uh the links in my bio on twitter anyway so uh see you next week take care remember it's orlando next week excellent set phases on fun see you later bye bye all right and here we are with injustice versus masters of the universe i'm here with brandon and we're gonna be talking about that book now Yep. I'm, not, I'm not feeling so good. I feel dizzy. <laughs> I'm telling you, I feel dizzy. But uh, you tell Mr. me what Pills. this is about. Yeah, that's what I need. It feels like I did take something. I don't know. I did drink a lot of coffee while me and Eric were recording. Someone it's all caught up to me. No, I, have, I actually haven't eaten anything all day. And I think that yeah, I might have had a little too much uh, you know, of that, uh, so, too much caffeine going. But tell me about yeah. this book. Well, we got Injustice vs. Masters of the Universe, which has been a blast so far, with two-front battle going on in two different worlds, mixed in with just enough humor and fun at each issue to make this miniseries stand out in a crowded market. So what else would you expect from this creative team for issue three besides some more of the same and throwing a few twists and turns for good measure? So let's jump into this month's issue and check it out. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty good. I know yeah. that. I think that you like it a little more than me because uh, I think that the most fun of this issue is again the continuation of seeing all the characters. I mean, you see tons. At some points, you see uh, a crazy amount. You see Snout Spout there. It was funny because as we were talking about this, <laughs> make fun I, of him, yeah, I was going through this and Eric actually pulled it open and was going through and like pointing out some guys. But he hate, he said he hates the art, so he can't get into it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's I think, fun. I think the people that don't like that are after a couple issues get over it and they kind of get in, get used to it. Yeah, that's what Anthony says anyway. Okay, um, you know, being a, a kind yeah, of on he came Eric's from side the injustice the too. Spence. Yeah, yeah. He, he's from the injustice kind of side of things too. Coming into this, and yeah, there's the two part. Uh, thing going on. There are some jokes. I mean, one of the biggest jokes in this is Starfire, who's like, oh man, look at Mossman and Swamp Thing. They, those two are getting so along. I wish I had somebody to hang out with and like every guy in Eternia. Yeah. How about me? How about me? How about me, boss? How about me? It's pretty funny. That, that's a pretty funny deal. Uh, I don't know. In, in, for the first time in this, I actually got a little bit confused at a point because like you have the two point battle where you do have uh, Prince Adam, He-Man, going off and he's going to use that armor that he had with Teela. They're going to go and infiltrate Superman's deal because of that armor is where they can go. And it seems as if the world would not have any sort of thing that would point out He-Man or Prince Adam, that sort of thing. So they're kind of that yeah. wild card that he says. And they go off and they end up getting, you know, attacked by the kind of the suicide squad there where it's Lobo, Destro, Killer Frost, <laughs> Cheetah, Solomon Grundy, and all that. And they're like, we're the judge, your jury, you know, yeah, Lobo, that, that whatever. That's a little weird, yeah. And then it goes from there to them just fighting a worm, and I got really confused. 
at one point because at the point they're fighting this worm, and that's where you have well, Prince the, Adam turn into He-Man. That they they made kind of a big deal out of only really get them in the door of this place, and then once yeah. they're in the door, it's basically fair game because I, I think even at one point they say they can basically just sense the magic coming off yeah. He-Man. So yeah, yeah, and he also turns into He-Man, especially because he was yeah. Prince Adam at the one point, and then they end up doing that. He ends up like I'm the power. Things get all wonky and whatever and they go and it seems like Teela that's what she wanted she you know she's there in her armor as well uh but then all of a sudden you have Lobo and all those guys show up and then you go from there to the next panel and they're fighting these worms with Red Hood and things I actually got kind of thrown off a bit I didn't know exactly what I was seeing at some points in that but it, it kind of goes from there but then you go back to Eternia and you do have you know Cyborg and I like Cyborg there and uh, that sort of thing and they start fighting Darkseid I'm telling you I may be going through this very quickly only because a lot of this issue is a, a huge a fight, fight. it's, it's yeah. a huge fight issue and, and we're right in the middle of the deal so it's something that we usually have i mean what are the big moments here are that superman it's funny too because it, it starts with superman and he's like uh and you have wonder woman there and she's like hey there soups what's going on he's like you know i think i'm gonna take a nap you know lois always told me that it's good for me to dream. And I actually like the way he, yeah. he says it because he says, you know, I do so many things that are, you know, superhuman that it's nice to go to sleep and dream of things that I haven't done yet or things that I couldn't do like a human. And I, I swear to God, Wonder Woman's like this goddamn Lois. You shut up about your Lois. She's <laughs> dead. I mean, it's I, been please. a long time now, yeah, buddy. I mean, too, please just get over sequel. it. <laughs> I'm here. And so he, and the funny thing though, he's like, yep. I'm going to go to sleep until Skeletor comes out and goes, oh, my God, you know what? It looks like there's a thin membrane here, magic going on in India. And and Wonder Woman's like, I'll go take care of that. Nope, I will. It goes off. I'm like, so much for that nap. And then you have Wonder Woman that's kind of both ways. Like, when are you going to get out of here, you you stupid skeleton? And he's like, oh, you know, Superman just likes me because I appreciate him. And then Wonder Woman's like, "Ah, as long as he goes off and and keeps this world going the way it is. I was like, okay. There you go. Uh, Wonder Woman just wants things yeah. to keep going and to take over. And this you know, part doesn't feel real important until kind of the wraparound in the very yeah. end, where you yeah, realize yeah. Superman was basically set up here. Yeah, yeah, that's what happened. He got set up. In the meantime, you do have Batman. And one of the things that we didn't know, and we didn't know what was going on in all this, is that that's not bat. It, it's not yeah, Bruce. It's Damien. Basically, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and Damien, he tells him this. He tells Adam, Prince Adam, that. And he's talking about He's like, listen, my name's Damien Wayne, son of Bruce Wayne. I'm the Iron Man of the Batman. I really like that that scene. That was probably my favorite scene in this issue where he's like, you know – he-Man kind of apologizes for sneaking out, but, you know, also saying I'm sorry but not sorry. And uh, Batman basically says to him, I see a lot of myself in you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And takes his mask off and reveals himself to be Damien yeah, instead of obviously Bruce Wayne, like yeah. he kind of anticipated. And he says, you know, I'm, you know, on a path to attaining my legacy. I shed blood. I killed my best friend. He killed Nightwing. So that's yeah. what he's talking about in Injustice. So uh, it's funny, too, because now all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I know about this. I mean, I read Injustice at this point. Yeah. It was huge where you even had Nightwing as dead man and stuff like that. Uh, all that stuff that I loved. Uh, but yeah, you have it. And then he puts the cow back on. So now 
now it's like, okay, now we know what's going on. Now we know that the Bruce that Superman has is Bruce. Yeah, and, real Bruce. Uh, uh, yeah, and at, at points I was even thinking, is it like Thomas Wayne? Is he going? Uh, yeah, no. I just thought it wasn't because they'll play with different versions of characters yeah. from other worlds in this Injustice thing. I just thought it was another world's Batman. Yeah, no, it, it actually is big. And you have Damien there as Batman, so that's pretty huge. So that's like the biggest – that's like the twist kind of deal going, and that's at the beginning. But yeah, you have what's going on on Eternia is basically, you know, gathering the troops. You have Darkseid there, which we saw before that Darkseid was invading. Well, we see it full out here, and he's gathered his troops. And it's, you know, tons of villains and things like that. And again, if you are a He-Man fan, especially, you know, you had all the figures who watched the show – it is one of those where there's a lot of panels here where you're sitting there. Oh my God, there's all these guys. Now, of course, I had talked to Eric and I know like there's Jitsu and there's all these things, which Dancing Mike has a rant and rave that he asked who that is. So I, I seem like I, I'm in the know, but it's only because of Eric. But yeah. you have these fights going. Uh, but like I said, the big moment is seeing that it's Damien. And then knowing that Superman ended up getting kind of, you know, duped a bit. And at the end where you have He-Man jump in to go and they go with Orko to save Batman and end up where Wonder Woman comes up, grabs Damien uh, by the neck with her lasso and things like that. And then you see that uh, He-Man there sees Skeletor's alive. That's huge at the end, too. And then you just have Superman come in and start to wreck house. So it's yeah. a pretty Mind big Mind controlled ending. by Skeletor. Yeah, my controlled so you have all these things going on anything else i mean there's there's no. a bunch of it, fights it, it here. was just a wild ending there because it seems like batman's almost snapped out of um you know the superman mind control he was under because yeah. he's screaming for damien well yeah and, and uh, with that it seems like orko was able to do a spell and yeah, it's funny and too orko got powered up this issue yeah, like he got yeah. a new costume he looks pretty oh, sweet yeah. <laughs> he does even says that he's a badass which made me laugh like he's really taking to the idea that he can do stuff and and be pretty badass. He says, I'm a badass now. And it is funny, even Prince Adam's like, hey, come on, Orko, we need you. You're pretty kick-ass. He's like, boy, I can get used to saying this, but you know that this isn't going to last once things kind of go. Does Damien die at the end of this? I I just... is that the crack of the whip that snack or is that his nap snap? I think it's I think it's (laughs) I, I thought it was the crack of the whip, but... It does kind of seem like it might be his neck snap, but it, yeah. if it was, you see him there, he's laying down uh, with the lasso around him when Tila then fights. You know, she comes in and kicks Wonder Woman. They're going to fight, and he is just laying there with the lasso around his neck, so he may be dead. And it may yeah, be that's why – it may be the reason why he kind of had his redemption there where he shows Prince Adam and says, you know, I kind of shed blood. I wanted to do this, and when he goes and helps to get his father – uh, out of that bondage because when uh, you know Orko gets him out, but yeah, when he yells it, I think that he might be dead. We'll have to see. Yeah. Uh, he deserves <laughs> it. That son of a bitch when he killed Dick Grayson was the worst, and he did it kind of. It was he knew right away that it was a mistake, and yeah. even Cyborg points out that. If you weren't reading anything in Justice, he makes a big moment in there, which also leads in a kind of Damien's deal where he says uh, to the sorceress, listen, I was kind of on Superman's side at one point. I know how bad he is because I was part of the bad guys, but now I realize I should be on the other side and I've been fighting that. Uh, but yeah, it, it's good. I, like yeah. I said, it, it's one of those where it, it's funny that I think that if you are a He-Man fan, this – 
especially this issue, I think you might get more out of it, even though that thing with Damien there was pretty good for Injustice fans as well. But there's so many characters, snout spouts there. I'm telling you, anytime I see him, it makes me laugh. But you have a ton of uh, pages with just a lot of characters, but they don't really – go much into the story it's just two big fights going yeah, it is on a whole lot of fighting with a with a lot of just kind of fan moments if you're yeah, here it is. And you know, a couple like you said the there's a couple jokes there's a couple sides. there's a couple pretty good laughs i said that starfire thing was pretty funny uh but mm-hmm. other than that yeah the art if you don't like the art you're not gonna like it but uh i love it and i know you like it as well so it's funny that's yeah, why eric doesn't read it he hates the cute. art i really like it and i i think that we've done and me and you have done a bunch of these different ones with his art, so we're used yeah. to it anyway. He does all the He-Man crossovers lately, and he, yeah. I forget what other uh, the Batman the Teenage Turtle Ninja stuff Turtles, yeah. Doing and that. me and you yeah. really like that, so we're we're getting into his art, so we're really in. Eric does not like it, but yeah, uh, what did you give this? I gave it a nine, just because I, I was really caught off guard by the twists and turns like that. It's so rare in a comic book that you pick up nowadays to not know what's going to happen when you go into it. And then when I get Skeletor mind-controlling Superman and Damien as Batman and and all this stuff wrapping around in the end, it ended up catching me, you know, in in the right moment. And I gave it a nine on top of being a big fan of Freddie Williams' art and stuff. I'm just having a really good time reading this book. Yeah, I'm going to go 7.8 only because, like I said, I think it's more for a He-Man fan that would kind of get a kick out of seeing all the characters as well. But I do like the story, but this was a lot of fighting to lead to a huge ending, so I can't wait to see what goes on from here. Uh, And even so, we also have the whole idea on Eternia. Uh, They're they're trying to see if the castle's okay. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. They look like they're kind of just like hold yeah they're the on the holding hold ground yeah. until he-man can yeah get really there. yeah they have that the prison's <laughs> gone they don't know where that's gone so it's uh, kind of yeah. like well we're gonna you know wait here and talk a little but they do end up fighting dark side and stuff where stratos gets thrown there and like oh you know what uh, we have our army anyway so let's attack and then it's just a big attack so we go with that but uh yeah i still like it though it is one of my favorite books that we're doing right now uh this just was a lot of fighting in this but we're gonna move on now to the next thing, whatever that might be. I don't even know anymore. I'm telling you, we have so many things going on this week, but uh, we are going to move on from here. Gonna be a strong one. If you're thinking it's a 
Great. Here we are in just rant and raves. And if you want to be involved, you can call us at 641-715-3900, followed by the extension 452328, followed by the pound sign. It's just that easy, folks. It is just that easy. I have salsa in my eye, Eric, and I'm having some problems. So luckily this is – I. I had some salsa in between the deal. I had some chips, and somehow I must have had it on my finger. My contact went a little wonky. I, I kind of tried to change that, and now I have salsa in my eye, but we're going to keep this going with the first one. This is Bring It Back Billy. Hello, boys. First time caller, long time listener, Bring It Back Billy here. <laughs> I heard you boys are bringing back Batman to the podcast. <laughs> oh boy, you know that you're bringing that back. Yeah. And then, Eric, I heard you say you're going to bring back Crystal Pepsi. <laughs> you know you're bringing <laughs> that back. Kona. You know you're bringing and it back. And Jim. Yeah. You said you were going to bring back the Burger King Kids Club. Yeah. Baby, Damn you're right. bringing that I like bring it back. <laughs> oh my goodness! I'm, I'm also I'm also gonna bring back the big and tasty to the McDonald's. Oh, oh it's gonna be like amazing. That. Wouldn't you like that? You would like now, that, right? Separated one is gonna be all together. No, so no, it's not the it's not it. the McDLT. I'm not bringing oh. that back. That uh, that's not the same deal. That they're a little bit different. The uh, the big and tasty was a slightly different deal. I'm not bringing back that that big thing we have. Look, too if you're much. gonna bring anything back, you bring back the big New Yorker at Pizza Hut. Well, I'll do that too. But the McDLT, there's too much. Uh, it, it's too much of an imprint on the earth, Eric. With that packaging, I don't need that. But we're gonna go on next. Thank you. Bring it back, Billy. We're gonna go back. That was I it? Love, yeah, that's it. I didn't just stop. That ended. It ended up very abruptly. But well, bring yes, it all that's back, it. Billy. He's bringing on back. I hope that he keeps on telling us what we're gonna bring on back. The next that we're gonna have. Not really bring it back because uh. don't call it a comeback, as they say. It's Rob Lewis, there. Oh, hey, Tim. Eric, Reggie, Chris, and the members of the Get Fresh crew. Boop, 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 boop. It's your What's man, up? Rob Lewis, and I'm calling with a brief one today. Batman Dam, <laughs> the first book in the black label imprint, black ink imprint. You know, this book had two negatives going into it. I'm not a fan of the artist, and I'm not a big fan of Constantine. But I gave I the book that. a try. I was engaged. Oh. I was pretty impressed. But this book goes down two whole points. Here we go. In my opinion, for one reason. What was the need for bat penis? <laughs> you took away from... I'll a- tell you what the need was. Uh, Seth Meyer was talking about it. Stephen Colbert was talking about it. It actually got a lot of hype. So uh, that was the purpose, and that's the only purpose. DC not having it and censoring it, they kind of admitted that there was no purpose story-wise, but... It did get people talking. Really, should I say, you distracted from a pretty good book. I saw more of the butt cheeks, right? I mean, those butt cheeks were right there. Some buns. Right in your face, the buns. Right in your face, the buns. She followed tricks. You did get meat with those buns. In my opinion, it's a six out of ten. Talk to you guys later. Have a good one. I thought he was going to say six inches out of ten, Eric. Oh, my. That's not this type of podcast. What are we, after hours? He He's no too classy. I'm not classy. He is. We're going to go next to Dancing Mike. Oh. Hey, Jim. Hey. Hi, Eric. And Hi. 
Oh my. You need to give a big whoop whoop to everyone in. Where's the mother? <laughs> that, doesn't, that doesn't work out, does it? And the Get Fresh crew. Beep, boop, boop, boop. So it's been a while since I've left an extended rant yeah. and rave. And this is not my rant and rave about comics. This is a short public service announcement. Oh. Now, Am I supposed to be worried now? Are you Because yes. <laughs> I instantly got worried. <laughs> I hope this isn't anything. As long as it's not about me, I don't care. This is about... Well, maybe for the, maybe it's about bat penis. Do you think it's about bat penis? Maybe the adults, but mostly for the kids. Oh, because you know how I feel about kids. Uh, uh, people are saying, "Dancing Mike, <laughs> you don't delicious. have kids," but I actually do have a ten and a half year old daughter, and she is a precious, precious princess. Yes, she is. I've now, seen some pictures people, of her. Jim, might disagree with that, but that being said, well, well let me go. Back. <laughs> Why does he have to make me look like a piece of crap? Uh, I will admit, though, as he goes on there, uh, much to my chagrin and my allergies, uh, I am getting a little closer to my cats. Uh, we do have our dog now, and the dog is the – it's the bell of the ball, Eric. You know, everybody in this house, except for Zach, who's pissed, who basically says, where was all the love and hope of this when Bella was around? Like, everybody pushed Bella aside. All of a sudden, this new dog is the bell of the ball. The cats have congregated in this podcasting room with me, and I kind of do kind of, you know, sit and pat and talk to them. They, they're my only friends anymore, so I, I have to end up, you know, being nice to them. But they are being nice to me, but I end up, my allergies me, are awful. You're not here. What are you, right here in this middle room? I'm talking like this afternoon. You're overdoing your Transformers my, my and stuff. My only friends over here. I'm not talking about now. Obviously, right now, I still don't have any friends, but during the afternoons, when I'm there, I'm sharing stuff. I sit there, I'm like, you know what, cats? Because I still don't know the difference between either of them, so I don't (laughs) even try. We we have two cats. I'm like, I don't know which one you are, but hey, you're right here with me. Look at me, sharing this goddamn nonsense. Look at me, my whole life. I'm a man, cat. Why am I dealing with this stuff? This is how Uh, I feel. And then I say, where's Eric? And then they hiss, and I'm like, I know. He is the devil's son. That's what I know. I think I like. Do you, do you love it when you go over to like a house and you, you go over and you, you have a new girlfriend. Oh. You go over to like a new girlfriend's house. You're in high school and you go and like a dog there, it like growls at you and that you have, of course, this girl has like a great grandma, like a great grandmother sits there in the corner. Oh, you must be a bad soul. Yeah. He starts that. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? He really likes you. That shows that you're a good person. I'm like, no, it shows that I got fucking Alpo in my fucking pocket that I'm using as a snack later. But hey, lady, I'll go with you. I hate when people, like, the minute you meet any sort of animal, that they they tell you, like, they know you're good or bad just because of the way this animal reacts at that point. Such nonsense, Eric. Little boys. Little boys. Less than Michael Jackson did. (laughs) I don't know what he's talking about. And I probably like... Little girls more than Michael Jackson did, but less on? than Gary Glitter does. So Gary that being Glitter said, likes. let's talk about thank heavens. Should I start singing? That? Kids and safety, because Halloween is coming up as yes, well. Sir. Halloween sure is a is. wonderful, wonderful time. I think that I really paused and talked nonsense at the most inopportune time for this rant yes. rave. It really ended up taking a turn. But there are 
fire hazards out there, especially when you're dealing with kids and their costumes. Yeah. And yeah. you don't want anyone, especially, especially a child, to become smoke. a burn victim because yeah. that would horrify no, one area. That's why I said, listen, kids, this year you're going as Michael Jackson in a Pepsi commercial, and we're like going it. full bore. We are going to play this out till the end. Is what Shay. So let's talk about safety. First of all, yeah. let's say you have a kid that wants to go as a I don't know, Ragman. Maybe he read a good Ragman comic, not anything that's been produced recently, but maybe something, you know, pre-New 52, and um, he wanted to go as Ragman. So you, gonna you, go you're as going Ragman. to choose the costume very carefully. You don't want that's, what I call, that's what I called a mummy, Eric. I went, the, I went as a mummy one, one year, and by the end of the night, I was just me because I left my mummy costume uh, everywhere else but on me. What to you know, just pick that? up some rags from like Uncle Stevie's body shop. Up, no, I ended no, up no, ripping you up want bed to make sure that you have a safe costume. Why didn't I just go as a ghost? I don't know. I, I, don't was, know. I was a younger kid. I was trying to mix it up. I, I never was. My mom and dad would never get me costumes, and then I'd have to make one on my own at the last second because I was a procrastinator, and they were the worst. What I'm trying to say is be very careful of fire because – there are some fire hazards around Halloween. You know, some people even use sparklers, like you know, Fourth of July or anything else. And, hey, sparklers! But if you have one time, there, one time I had to go to a uh, a Halloween party, and I ended up where I grabbed a golf club and a sweater and claimed that I was Bob Hope. And, and the one person came up to me Who and asked me. The one person party? asked me. It was a bunch of people were going. This is like after I graduated. Oh, you were plus one. I got stuff. you. No, it was everybody's going. This I'm telling you. At this point, I was like 29, and. Uh, uh, I end up showing up with this and like, what are you supposed to be? The world's oldest college student? I'm like, I guess, I guess that Bob Hope didn't play out well in this costume. One. You might not realize it may, you know, poof, go up in flames. And yes. of course, there, you know, there people have jack-o'-lanterns on their uh, houses. They might yeah. use, you know, uh, flames for that, real flames. Yeah. Or there might be yeah. candles for decorations because it's spooky. So you want, oh, you want to make I, sure. I I'm trying to get I'm my just trying eye to say, ready. Make sure that you have. Uh, Costumes constructed of flame retardant materials because you we need to make that sure anymore. that the costumes are flame retardant to yeah. totally retard fire from spreading. <laughs> so that's what I'm trying to say. Here we go. Is here. Be fire, fire conscious. Fire that was a hell of a setup for this, Eric. <laughs> safe this Halloween because when you choose a costume, you want to make sure that it's something where you can ensure that if Gotta there is a them. spark or that catches. Yes. You know, catches uh, the, onto it's the costume that it will go out quickly to make sure, just make sure that the flames are retarded. Make sure the flames are totally retarded. Make sure the flames are totally fucking retarded. I'm not allowed to say that. Eric. And that's my safety message that for this Halloween. Yay, safety. safety. I'm telling you, there, there's one thing that, and, and really, I. I, I <laughs> I will tell We had a lot of fun this episode, <laughs> folks, a, but... That was a hell of a setup. <laughs> that lasted a long... I ended up extending it. If I knew what that was about, I wouldn't have extended it as long as it went. But I will tell you one thing. Dancing Mike, he likes comics. He likes 80s movies. Uh, he loves 80s music as well. He loves Adam and Eric. What he doesn't like is imposed censorship. I know, no. and I will tell him, though... 
that I I still go with the idea that we shouldn't say that word. So well, just I, the I idea. got a costume this year that's completely fire mongoloided. Okay, there you go. Now you just upset people. And I'll tell you, uh, of all the things, I probably got about 20 messages that thanked us for not saying that and one that said that it was bullshit. So there you go. We have two, and now we have less listeners who uh, really don't want to hear that. So there you go, Eric. Here's the next one. It is Dancing Mike again. Hi, Jim. Greetings, Eric, and hello, mother. Now we're back. So first of all, I need to give a shout-out to the Get Fresh crew. Of course, a very special shout-out to the Prime Minister of the Get Fresh crew, Pete from MIC. And of course, the King of the Get Fresh crew, Richard Richardson. He's been missing. M.I.A. Long may he reign. Anyway, let's talk about SJWs for a bit. Social justice warriors. (laughs) Now, I think back to when Isaac Hayes was on South Park. Remember, South Park made fun of everyone. 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 They made fun of people, liberals. They made fun of conservatives. They made fun of people of different races. Different religions, I don't care if you know you're Muslim, Christian, Jewish, it didn't matter. They made fun of everything. They made fun of people with mental disabilities. They made fun of people with, um, you know, physical disabilities. They're equal opportunity offenders. They made fun of everything. That was what they did until they made fun of Scientology. And that was the last straw for Isaac Hayes because that was the one issue that he cared about. So he was willing to let everything else everything else go but when you talk about the one little issue that he cares about then all of a sudden that's intolerable that's that's in that's just beyond the pale and he had to quit the show yes so when you have someone who is a one issue person like that and they focus on that one little issue and then maybe say that you're 50 years behind the time or you're backwards, you know, backwards inbred hicks or something is what it sounds like to me. When someone says something like that because of one little issue that they are passionate about, to me, that seems like, I don't know, just to me seems totally ridiculous. So, I don't know. Maybe that's a public service announcement Another from one. me. So, I know I haven't called in in a while, so let me give you a little backstory about what's been going on with me. So, it, Well, I will say also that uh, even with Isaac Hayes, if you have an issue and you quit something or you don't want to, it's, you know, that's your prerogative, as Bobby Brown once sang, Eric. And, uh, you know, I just don't like people to be uncomfortable. That's my main deal, except for one Eric Shea. I like him to be. I like him to be uncomfortable. There you go, Eric. <laughs> Take that, buddy. I but quit. No, I, 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 I understand what's going on. I'm the, the word that we're talking about, and we did last week, I'm really not allowed to say in this house. I'm really not allowed to. And we, we end up saying it in the, on the podcast, just it kind of comes out. So there you go. Eric, Eric Shea, though, he, he's going to do what he does. That's how sure Eric does. Shea rolls. We'll see. It's been, it's been going a little bit downhill at my job for a while because, you know, my, my, my job was, uh, there's changes. Somebody came back from, you know, uh, maternity leave. I thought his job was just to keep Mrs. Dancing Mike happy. That's what it seemed. I thought he was a trophy on He's a kept man. Kind of, you know, it's like, well, this is going down. This is going down. They want, you know, it's, can you want to do this job? Well, no, don't really want to do that. So it was all coming down. And, um, you know, it, it finally ended up that on, um, 
I think it was Thursday, I think it might have been September 5th, uh, they said that, you know, they were, they were eliminating my position. I said, well, when's this going to be? And they said, we're thinking today. So, yeah, so uh, nice. that that's Thursday, cool. middle of the day, it's like, oh, you're not going to be working anymore. So I lost my job. That sucks. Now, if you've been looking at the news lately, I'm sure, you know, all, all, all you've seen lately in the news is, you know, the news is all about Trump because, you know, the... The uh, jobless claims just hit a 49-year low, uh, record low African-American unemployment, record low Latina unemployment, more women in the workplace than ever before. Uh, consumer confidence hit a, I think it was a 10-year, uh, no, I think actually, I think. I know Eric's confident when he goes to Target to buy those Transformers. You're pretty You're confident, damn right? right? <laughs> hit an 18-year high uh, recently, um, since, you know, first, the highest since uh, 2001. And uh, so. Eric hasn't been high since 2001. See, these are the jokes that I got, Eric. I, mean, I have plenty of these. So, you know, all the good news, that's, that's all you're seeing lately. Yep. And then, you know, so you're, uh, oh, wait, they're not talking about that. Well, that's, you know, what's actually going on. Why would they talk about that? Um, but so, yeah, but everyone's saying the Trump economy said, so, well, I lost my job. So, you know, Thursday was my last day and I was out of work Friday. Of course, you know, Saturday and Sunday were, were, you know, week. Weekends, I wouldn't necessarily yeah. say I was out of work Friday, uh, out of work Monday, out of work Tuesday. It took until Wednesday. It took until the next Wednesday for me to find it. I was out three whole work days without oh a job. Goodness. So, you know, three whole work days before I found a new job. And, uh, you know, but the thing is, it's, it's, it, it's a higher paying. I know, terrible. So anyway, um, yeah, so. So I'm making more money. The, I guess no, that we don't have to feel bad for him anymore. Only yeah. thing right now that was is quick. what I'm currently doing at the start of this job is uh, you know making making a lot of phone calls during the day. So I am not able to right now listen very much to uh, podcasts. So, I'm so there's well, another plus. Actually, not done with episode 193 yet. I'm about to. I'm, I, I just started uh, Jeremy's review of Wonder Woman, so I am, uh, you know, that that far into it. So I will have to catch up on my podcast listening, including all of the wonderful shows on Patreon.com/slash/WeirdScience. Oh that being said, um. So that's why I haven't called in for us. It's been kind of tumultuous because, you know, finding a new job, you have to get all the paperwork and the this and that and I the know. blah, blah, blah. When I got I hired to replace Eric, it took me a lot of garbage to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and again, I'll tell you, that even that was back when, way back when, uh, I think that I was unemployed for two days before I got hired uh, to work with Eric and then, you know, then got laid off after that and then got brought back. But, you know, roller coaster rider. Blah, so this week, me and Eric might as well have been unemployed because we left work about three times this week because we had nothing to do. We just left. Nothing going on at all. Yeah, we Damn. just left. We freaking fri Friday, so we just like, yeah, I was so bored. I mean, it's worse when you're not there and I'm there with nothing to do, but you know that we have nothing to do when it's me and you and we're like at lunch. Let's just go home. We had big plans too. We go home now. We'll record this and record shit. No, we just went home. Pain in the ass that, but you know, it's, it's all worked out pretty good so far. Yeah. So let's talk about comics. So, um, past few weeks, I am still enjoying Hawkman. I think I enjoyed the last issue more than uh, Jim and Eric did. I actually started picking up Supergirl from uh, my local 
comic book like shop. Uh, so I've, I've, that's an ongoing for me. Action Comics is pretty good. Superman is a complete wreck. Uh, yeah. Detective no, Comics also is very good right yeah, now, like and it. I don't know about Batman. I just listen to your guys' reviews because it's still Tom King, and he mm-hmm. still doesn't know how to handle that character, or maybe any character for that. Don't much. tell that Andrew Belfast. I enjoyed Catwoman. I know that guy's a love fest over there. <laughs> Last issue also, so there, there's some pretty good series out there. But let's talk about what I got for... I just looked on Facebook. Andrew changed his uh, status to in a relationship with Tom King's Batman. Oh, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe over there. What are his kids going to say? Uh, new comic... I'm sorry. Batman Day and new comic book. Or his so wife. Up, uh, <laughs> was it White Knight? Oh my made goodness. fun of Oh my god, Eric, I messed up. Now I don't know where we are. Our new producer. No. Where is it? To get all the paperwork and the this okay. and that. We're going to get there. I ended up hitting that. I wanted shop. to. Uh, my uh, eye so is killing uh, me. That's an ongoing for me. Action Comics is go. pretty good. We're gonna have a Superman <laughs> is a complete wreck. Uh, Detective Comics it. also is very good right now. And I don't know about Batman. I just listen to your guys' reviews because it's still Tom King and he still doesn't know how to handle that character or maybe any character for that much and also that's not what Anton I enjoyed (laughs) Catwoman last issue also so there's some pretty good series out there but let's talk about what I got for uh, new comic I'm sorry Batman Day and new comic book day so I did pick up was it White Knight number one? I wasn't going to pick it up, but then uh, David at the Golden Age 1942 pointed out that it is actually the first black label book with that label yeah, on it. it. So I did pick up the special Batman Day edition like of White Knight number one. Didn't need yeah. to read it because I know how that turns out, at least the first oh, few my. issues. And uh, so, but I did get it. its first black label book. Also, this. Past Wednesday, picked up the second Black Label look, book, Batman Damned Number One, which I'm going to stay with it. I uh, like the, the, it's very stylized. I do like yeah. the art enough. It's 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 very different, but um, not sure about the story. Maybe I'm just a big dummy, but I'm not sure I understand it all. I but didn't like anyway, um, yeah. So that's a yeah, Batman Damned Number One. I'm picking up picking that one up again. Uh, let's see. Also, um, let's see. I got, um, uh, let's see, uh, Masters Universe, uh, Injustice versus Masters yeah. Universe, number three. Now, I did see Fisto, and I remember Fisto, <laughs> Eric, but they finally oh, mentioned Fisto. the guy I was talking about with the big, with the big hand, the, cl- it's Clamp Champ. I totally forgot oh, about Clamp, Clamp Champ. Oh, Clamp Champ, yes. Uh, they also had, I think, Snout Spout in there, and I never had him, but I think Clamp I may Champ have had so Fisto when I, when I was a, really? a teenager. I don't have him. But I, they, they had another character in here who is confusing me now, so I hope Eric is listening. It was the guy that was kind of like Fisto, but he was an Jitsu. Asian guy and has the gold hand with That's the karate chop hand. Jitsu, yeah. I don't remember his name, and I they didn't mention it, so he's one of the villains. So he was kind of like, you know, him and Fisto could have the battle of the big hands, that but I do not remember his name, but he showed up in this issue. So they... Nobody's confused. No. They're going. Uh, they're they're having. They, they're going deep cuts on uh, a yeah. lot of Masters Universe uh, figures or you know uh, characters in this series. So I'm really enjoying that one. Um, Teen Titans. I didn't think. I I don't think I'm supposed to be the demographic for this book, but I really enjoy it. I got issue number uh, 22, or as I like to call it, issue number three. Yeah. Um, yeah, me too. The only thing I still have a problem with a great story, great great characters. I'm really enjoying it. Is Damien's lips. What is up with Damien's lips? So, 
you know, they have the parentage story about whether Deathstroke or uh, Bruce Wayne was Damien's father. I don't care who the father is. I want to find out who the mother is because I don't think it's Talia Al Ghul. I think that it is Lisa Rinne with those lips. Lisa Rinne and Batman yes. uh, got together. Or maybe Mel Batman Rose just uh, banged a big tub of collagen, and that's where Might Damien got those lips. I don't know. Besides that. Great art, great series. Enjoying that one a lot. Yeah, so And nice. also, on Batman Day, I picked up Disney, from Dark Horse Comics, Disney's Frozen, Breaking Boundaries, issues one and two. Now, he just said that he's not the demographic for the no. entire Isn't it weird, though, that <laughs> Dark Horse it. is doing a Frozen book from Disney? Yeah, that, I actually had this in the news a while uh. back, that they have they have some weird in with some of these Disney properties. And I got those uh, Mrs. Dancing Michaels with me, and she actually wanted to try those. I like them. I read them, too, but a very special treat. Uh, before he goes on, I do want to mention to Dancing Mike and Mrs. Dancing Mike, because I know she's listening. Aaron. Of course. Uh, I actually got a bunch of Archie books the other day because Dancing Mike's always pushing it. And I used to like Archie growing up. Yeah. And I got a couple. I might do some retro reviews of some old Archie stuff just because I used to like it so much as a kid. And Dancing Mike's always talking about it. Kind of got me fired up again to read some old Archie. I just imagine going now you're going to read them, you're going to hate them. Yeah, I will. And I'll be like, how the <laughs> fuck am I going to review this? <laughs> and then Archie goes and yells at Veronica. And then Veronica does this. Oh, and, and boy, I was on the edge of my seat when, Ru- when Reggie came and he was acting mean there and you the go jughead wanted a hamburger jughead was hungry and wanted a hamburger and then they went and he had a crown on there you go the end and then that that's my review for every archie there you go <laughs> <laughs> a review from mrs dancing mike oh. here of frozen breaking boundaries part one and part two i really like oh wait i thought i was supposed to do it uh. i liked it a lot more if this damn husband of mine would stop yelling at me. You know, God. there's no limitations in that yeah. breaking boundaries. There is none. I really like them. Oh! There you go. Right. And there you go. A very special... It was very close to what I said. In-depth oh, review you. from Mrs. Dancing Mike. I'm mad. I'm going Frozen. back because I want to hear is that. Breaking Boundaries Part 1 and Part 2. I really like them. There you go. How how and does Dancing Mike get her to say that? You try to get Jess to say anything, and she can't say one word. You end up having you, – you were trying to get Jess to redo her Do famous – Do you hear me, Randall? Her famous no, issue no, no, no. number 50 breakdown. I am not a crazy lady, Brandon. Oh, and cut. <laughs> Get somebody else in here. There you go. A very special uh, we, in-depth the, review. Next, I'm just gonna I'm gonna get that transcription. I'm gonna send it, and Mrs. Dancing Mike's gonna do it. There you go. View from Mrs. Dancing Mike about frozen. I am not a crazy bitch, Eric. <laughs> do you hear me, Jime? Uh, and cut. <laughs> I uh, edit that out there. Ah, oh, you did it again, Jess. You Some did it again. Disney's frozen, breaking. Can we can we try to set up another instance with Jess getting upset like that? Can you actually can we can you have Jess? Remember we used to have that thing at work where we we're going to play the game what Eric has to do to get fired. And the, no. the best was we no, were going to do it. Like, yeah, no, we talked about this all the time. It was well, one of our to, big I don't want to jokes. do it with Jess, though. Oh, no. Yeah, we're just going to say, and we'll set up, and we'll see how far. Work. I got to look at this. Yeah, how far. Remember the, the best thing about this idea? 
idea that you were going to try to do all these things and it was going to end up with you on this one table naked, just yeah, jumping around. The and then it'd be funny at the end, they'd come out and then we'd say, oh, we're just we're just joshing. And they're like, OK, well, get back to work. That's what we yeah. thought. Boundaries part one and part I am not a crazy there person. Part two. And now I must leave you. It is a Saturday morning and uh, we are in. I don't know if I mentioned we are in the ATL. Well, that sounds like something that I don't want to get involved in, Eric. The ATL. That sounds like uh, AAI. We're near the ATL <laughs> because Mrs. Dancing Mike and I are going to make Eric Shea very jealous today because oh. we're going to oh, yeah, Six Flags Over Georgia to celebrate the beginning of Fright Fest. Yep. So all kinds of scary, spooky I want to go on the roller coaster goodness, ride and we're going face. to make sure that we're very fire safe this uh Halloween celebration go. time, but we are going to go to uh, Six Flags Over Georgia uh, Fright Fest, which is uh, beginning to go well, beginning Georgia. around today. So, you know, so we are actually going to go and In enjoy all time. kinds of uh, rides and, and and goofiness today. And um, some it'd be crazy. They have like the you go on the Friday the Thirteenth ride so that you you can hang out know. with Freddy's. Right? Is that what you do there with the Friday the Thirteenth? Scary stuff. To- I love when Wrong Turn talks to you and he gets the franchises mixed up and you start yelling and I just sit there. Why is he even bothering? Why are you even trying to get him straight? Uh, while stopping occasionally or a few times at the sports bar on park and having maybe some adult beverages. So that being said, let's see. Um, just want to say until next week, be sure you check out, even if you don't have time to listen to them all yet, be sure to go to Weird Science. Uh, the Patreon is patreon.com slash weird science. Again, that's patreon.com slash weird science where you'll find a plethora of shows featuring people such as, um, let's see, there's Jim Werner and Jim Werner and Jim Werner, everyone's favorite Jim Werner and the Master of Ceremonies Jim Werner and, um, I'm a Jim Werner guy and, um, yeah. also Eric Shea. And maybe, <laughs> maybe you'll hear the guy kid Jimmy Alvin. <laughs> maybe you'll hear, um, maybe you'll hear, uh, T Funk with some, uh, that's the Here's issue. Maybe There's you'll the hear issue. the Funkalicious Collectibles. Maybe you'll yeah. hear uh, My Hero Macadamia Nut with uh, yeah. the Hollywood Kid and uh, I think uh, Batman Beyond Mark got into that. Yep. So maybe you will listen to that if that's your kind of thing. I don't know if that's my kind of thing, but I might just, if I ever get time, I might listen to that also. But anyway, again, that's a, a plethora, a plethora of wonderful oh, shows at patreon.com slash weird science and of, of course I think this coming Monday although you never know when it is you but never my, know I would it's going to be this Monday. Monday those guys from the pop culture podcast will pop up and culture that ass yep. and we'll see keep it weird and I will see you in seven see you in seven and yeah this this Monday we have the pop culture and then we have the probably what's going to be the longest Marvel podcast that we have to do we have like 80 books I think it is so we have to do that so we have one last rant raver one last one to go and to usher us out here we go the winning What up, Jim and Eric? It's Jolly Drew again. Oh, I guess what? Teen Titans is again. I guess just the first time, right? Because this yes. is his first call. Lit AF. I mean, they are literally squad again goals. This week. These Adam Glass scripts are totally on fleek. Damien's got a freaking dungeon and a gin girlfriend. Baby, that shit's a cray cray. Oh. Cray. 
everyone thinks that Roundhouse went and exploded, but it's all Gucci Daddy. Oh, and uh, watch out for Red Arrow, because uh, Mama, uh, she a baddie. Duh. Winning. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, Jelly Drew. I love Jelly so much. What, what just happened? I don't know. I think David Lee Roth called it. Oh, my goodness. But yes, that is the end of the rant and raves, and we're going to go off to some more books. This episode, we learned a lot. We had a lot of laughs, but until next time, everyone have a great week. How would you know that? We haven't even recorded. (laughs) What are you talking about? Don't don't break the illusion. You're jumping ahead. I'm tired. I'm very tired. I will blame a lot of these books that we have to talk about tonight. Not just the two we're ending with, two that will come earlier in the podcast, possibly with another person talking with us. Wink, wink. And uh, this week is tough. T-U-F tough, as they say on the streets. That's, right. That's where I came from. I grew up on the streets, Eric. I know those moves. Those moves don't come from the streets there, Joe. That was what? a little scene. What? That was a little scene from American Ninja. Well, uh, it's time to go, everybody. It's, that was when after Joe ended up fighting Jackson and, and putting a bucket on his head. Maybe the Old inkling bucket. that there soon would be Buckethead. It wasn't mm. a KFC bucket, just a green bucket. He didn't end up playing on the Chinese Democracy album, but yet he did karate moves with a hose and ended up knocking Jackson down about 17 times. And then Jackson said, hey, this isn't over till one of us goes down. <laughs> he already went down. He, he meant he just, for real go down. I'm not just he's like, okay, pissy next time wins. He's one of those. He's like me. Okay, yeah. two out of three. You just keep going. Finally, okay, 21 out of 25. There we go. Let's go. Let's see who wins. Uh, yes, we have two more books to end uh, with, Eric. And they are what I like to call New Age of DC Heroes. And where I know that these books are not hitting that great is because nobody calls it the same thing. I no. go on and I, I end up saying the New Age of DC Heroes. Some people just call it the New Age of Heroes. Some I people call it the, it new the age DC of New Age of Heroes. The problem is the New Age of Heroes, you, you don't have a designation for people to know that it's DC stuff. And DC itself labeled it originally as the New Age of DC Heroes. I stuck with that. And you know what people call them now? Fucking garbage and, and get it out. Well, they, I, they've I'm, already, looking, I'm, I'm looking at the cover right now. This is the new age of it heroes. It does say that, but that's the problem is when they set it to designate it, they spelled it out as dark DC. Matter. And now, yeah, yeah, dark matter. I'm telling you, like I said, it's garbage. Garbage day was fucking Tuesday. It's now Friday. Why you are we dealing with bill? these things? <laughs> 
<laughs> what do I look like, a Rockefeller? I really, when I put out the garbage, garbage they come to really, your house. I see them go by. Listen, <laughs> once the garbage, it's one of those, there's no takesies, backsies. I say to the curb, if I put the garbage on the curb, it's yeah, no longer my property. problem. It's not my problem anymore. It's curb problems. <laughs> Hashtag curb problems now. Hashtag <laughs> suckers pay for trash removal. Bing. I end up uh, just going to Lake Nakamixon and hashtag. let I let na- I let nature take care of itself is what really happens. Like I do with some pets, Eric, and also oh. some people, possibly sons of mine. We'll mm. see. We'll see. We'll see when nature takes care of one of my sons because Ethan owes me money, and he ended up buying a bunch of shoes, and then wants to quit his job. He ends up every day. He gets paid every two weeks, right? Weekly, every week, weekly. He uh, and when he gets paid, he immediately spends the money, and then immediately wants to quit his job. Then he is only Thing centered is, on I that one. I understand where that comes from. Yeah, Every week, well. I get my paycheck. But goddamn, I want to quit my no, job too. He, he actually, the, the check he got, I'm like, why? Why the hell are me and Eric working at the cardboard <laughs> box factory? Why aren't we stocking shelves at Walmart? Well, what's moly. wrong with stocking shelves at Walmart? What does he like about it? He just hates working. He's lazy. Oh, That's I what, you know. He's that like too. everybody. Yeah. yeah. There you go. He, he has a uh, what is that? A Y2K? Is that what he's got? The four hundred one K? Y2K. <laughs> Yeah, that's what he said. I got one of them Y2Ks. I'm like, you better not uh, turn on that Get out of this house right now. I'm not going through that again. I ended up, um, I told you before, I didn't get a virus on Y2K. Everybody was so worried about it. I woke up and I think instant messenger was still a thing at that point is what I was using. And some asshole sent me a message on instant messenger and I I clicked it and I gave myself the virus. (laughs) I made it through Y2K unscathed. And then got a virus. It ruined my computer. I don't know, man. I was out. You know, 99 into 2000, I was out at a party and I went to the doctor the next Mm. day. Turns out I did get a virus on Y2K. Oh, yeah, you did. They didn't say anything about uh, the switching to 2000 would give you hepatitis, Eric. That was not part of the (laughs) deal. That's on you. you No, that's on you. They warned me about this. Yeah, he's like, oh, my God. And they're like, were you online? Well, at one point I was. I I hooked up with some girl on Instant Messenger. Yeah, you got a virus. Really? I got a virus. Do I I have a virus removal program? And they're like, they have not made that one yet. I'm mm. sorry, sir. You will die. That's oh, what they no. told you, right? Yeah, I ended up waking up. I'm like, oh, man. All right. You mean I don't have to fire up that generator that, that I bought? You mean planes I aren't can. falling out of the sky? Yeah, yeah, really. Oh, my goodness. You mean the world's still there because a day in a designated thing that we made up a calendar? I mean, I love the people who are talking. It went back the, to the year zero. The tech people, I don't. I understand. Like they, they were when they said that about, hey, Y2K, you're going to have this. You know, the tech people didn't think about this carrier. I'm like, what the fuck were they thinking about all these years? I mean, it's just such a weird thing. Around. You know, it's 2018. It's thinking back to 1999. Were we all retarded? Stupid? I, just, <laughs> I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just thinking like, can you, like, I would laugh at myself. Like, you're actually worried about the world ending because of a zero? Get out yeah. of town. What's I'm wrong with you? you? To get this zero and make a hero, I said. And then I also sat up all night listening to Prince's 1999 saying, you knew what was going on. I'm partying with you, Prince. That's what I said. But yeah, everybody was so worried. And and there were the people, though, that were going with the idea that wasn't just tech. This was just end of days. I'm like, Like, even the Mayan calendar bullshit. Yeah, really. So you wait till 2012. Then shit's really going to go down. 
I was wrong again, Eric. I was wrong. Remember when we remember when 2012 was coming and oh, yeah. we ended up having at work people talking and stuff about that. And the guy, the melding man said, basically, we're like, it was like the fun little exercise. What would you do if the world was ending oh my now? God, I and and remember me and you were like, well, we'd go. I remember actually it was me and you left. I would, screw my kids. I was going to break into the uh, the snack machine and, and eat yeah. myself silly. Uh, luckily, it was stocked better then. We say to this melding man, and this is just a regular guy. I'm has just talking kids, about fast food. Just like you know, I'm yeah, going to smoke yeah, we some were cigarettes. Like going to watch some TV. I'm not going to. I'm going to die the way I lived. Yeah, very, you were going to run home, and you were going <laughs> to run home and be lazy. And yeah. so we go to this melding man. Hey, hey, melding man. What would you do if the world ends now? And I think he actually started this process by asking us. We told him, "No, hey, what would you do? I'd probably rape every woman here." We're like, what? What are you talking about? And I said, why just the women? What's wrong with me? Why can't we have a nice time before the end of the world? Yeah, that's what he said. And he meant it. He looked at us. And then to make it worse, walked away from us backwards, facing us, facing us like a psycho. I'm telling you, I actually, while while he was doing this, I looked to make sure that his feet were still touching the ground. I thought he was some crazy ass Draculas or something. Yeah, he he legitimately said, I think what he he said is, I I would rape, I would rape every woman here. I'm like, all right, there you go. There you go. I I hope that the world does not. Yeah, actually, we actually had a plan that if the world was going to end, we were going to go right to him and, and stop him. After I got done eating snacks. Eric, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I was like going to smoke a lot of cigarettes, eat a bunch yeah, of fast food, you. you know, watch yeah. TV, maybe put on some sliders. Maybe. you At that point, you'd put on sliders? I'd be like, hey, At this point, I'd put on I, sliders. I'm like, oh, which kids are born at this? I, I don't know. All of them. Are. So Yes, they were. Yes, they <laughs> were. I love them all, too. Hey, we're here to talk about books. We're going to start with... Damage number nine. Oh, my. The damage we will find out about here, Eric. It's written <laughs> by Robert Venditti. Art by Aaron Lepresti. Matt Ryan. Hi-fi. And hi-fi. That's all it says, Eric. There we go. That's it, Eric. I, don't tell me that there's more. There's not. That's right. just what we get. You get That's what it. you get, and you don't get upset. <laughs> really, when I talk about the credits, and I will and Tom make up Nablatano. a blurb here. Yeah, I'm looking now at this time. Brandon, he plays the game the way he wants, Eric. He's the one who did that. He does not give credit to any Tom Napolitano, unfortunately. But Tom Napolitano's on there on letters. Uh, I'm going to make up a blurb now. Uh, Damage kind of stands around and throws things as the unknown soldier yells at him to be a soldier while Colonel Jonas tells him not to be. But in the the end, aren't we all fighting a war of our own? There you no, go. There's I'm not a blurb. A war. There's a blurb, and and don't we see a little bit of paparazzi? Don't we? <laughs> this issue. There's not. And you much know going what? On. Paparazzi for the first time is a legitimate character in my mind yeah. because of this this <laughs> redundant goddamn issue. At this point, here, here's the review, everybody. There's it's, not it's much to talk about. Harley. If you like damage, you'll probably like yeah, what you I, get here. Really? There's, there's you nothing get the to normal this stuff. Issue. We don't yeah. have the big, you know. Classic, you know, guest stars anymore. We got the no. unknown soldier last issue. We continue this, but now we have List- Mr. Alicia's crew here continuing. Yep. And you get to see the paparazzi, the man with a screen in the back of his head, can actually even numb your mind to the point where you can't move. I'm like, you know what? That's a legitimate power. Well, now. Yeah. And, and it seems to me that he kind of takes you over and becomes one with you. And you do see the craziest thing when he's holding there because, yeah, you have Colonel Jonas getting Mr. Alicia's gang and they're attacking, uh, damage and uh, unknown soldier as they go 
until just shooting people, damage is kind of damaging out while all this time uh, Ethan is in his head saying, please don't kill everybody. We don't want to be this. Don't we don't be want to the be monster this monster. They want you don't to be. And uh, while you have that, you have Handyman who is basically like Cable slash the Terminator who ends up catching on fire, but then says he doesn't care about fire and then just gets ripped apart. <laughs> There's yeah, it nothing turns out to he's it. mostly cyborg at this point. And I yeah, actually yeah. like, tell you, Handyman, there's it's a silly goddamn issue but for some reason there are no, moments that i don't mind there's a this progression book. of there's him there's nothing great about this but i no. don't mind this book because no, it's not even horrible. when damage goes and crabs a hold of handyman oh, once you find best. out that he is a straight-up cyborg at this point for the, you know he's most he's more machine the man twisted and evil oh. jim yes he, gets, he is he gets his I don't arm even know ripped if he's off. twisted and evil he just oh, kind of seems to be off, there his oh, leg the ripped off he's like oh don't you know replacement parts Cost an arm and a leg. I'm like, yeah, you know he, what, Eddie, man? And like, you got you're style. going down. You're going down <laughs> in humor. That's what I said. If I'm going to die, I want to just have some crazy thing. And I don't know what it would be like. I'm in a car wreck and I know I'm dying. And, and there's somebody there. And I'm like, please come here. Should tell I my, had the tell booster my wife, seat? Tell my wife. I hate her. <laughs> Something like that for this guy. But the, the best thing about uh, Handyman here to I me, though. I just filled is, up the tank. Yeah. Oh, no. Hey, please. Don't pay for the trash removal. Mondays, he, am I right? <laughs> am I right? Oh, no. Don't. I'm a, I don't know. I'm not even going to keep going. What I like about it, though, is you like the arm and the leg. I like the unintentional humor before that where you do have handyman. It's like, listen here. I'm big ass handyman. You ain't going to stop me. Damage picks him up. Oh, no. God, Wait, no. Please he stop. Just, Wait. Oh, my stop. God. He flip-flops so much to just be nothing. Oh, no. God, no. He's and, yelling. And, and to be you too, win. This is very similar to me in my mind in the, the, the Avengers movie where Hulk grabs a hold, hold of Loki. But at yeah. the end of that scene, just imagine if Hulk would have ripped Loki's arm no, and leg off as well. And, and ended up being the, you know, puny god uh, because yeah. he gets ripped apart. Puny cyborg. And arm. And a leg. And then he's done. And Classic. then that's where you have uh, paparazzi who gets on to grabs a hold of damage in the back. And it does kind of like I, it's like a mind melting. I don't know why yeah. with this, then he needs the screen in the back. But it's there to show you that Ethan is trapped inside. Well, it's, it's, of you Dan. see, he's a team player because not only can he numb the mind, but you can stand behind him and see what's going on. Yeah. Well, we learned something else with him that makes me laugh. First off, it, it makes me seem like everybody's like, oh, man, get behind him. See what's going on. They're going. It, it reminds me of when I was a kid. Yeah. They had the Dragon TV. Slayer. They had Dragon Slayer in the, the, the arcade. arcade yeah. I, I, I didn't have any money to play it, so I'd have to watch it. And it was we an used expensive to go ass down, game. Well, we used to go down to plus I was terrible. We used to go down to Montgomeryville, Everybody and they was. would have it with like seven screens on top. I'm like, that was paparazzi. I was watching people do it. It's like I'm watching a cartoon. Well, in the meantime, we find out then that basically all you have to do is shatter that screen. He ends up getting shot because uh, you have unknown soldiers shoot paparazzi to kind of get him off of damage. And then damage just crashes him into the ceiling. And then his, his screen's I, broken, I, Eric. I, I, I think, think he's done. I think he's dead now. I don't think there's any fixing paparazzi at this I, point. I, I think that once you get that screen, he's done anyway. What is he going to do then? What are they, a replacement um, Upgrade to a new screen? I don't know. Is he's it like, like a uh, smartphone? Yes, Dear Samsung, oh, I no. have a problem. AT&T, I, a- I cracked my screen. <laughs> I really have a problem for you. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen. Now, uh, the art in this is decent. It, yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. I don't the really problem care I for have, unknown though, soldier, though. He looks weird I don't to me. Mind. I don't know why. 
The problem I have with the art is you really don't move anywhere in this but a parking garage for yeah, the most well. part. So there's not really a lot to Is that draw. the art's there's fault or is that the story's fault that it stays I'm saying where it's it needs both, to stay? <laughs> but it doesn't matter. It's just like you saying it. If I'm an actor and you give me shitty lines, I'm still supposed to deliver them in a way that's up to my caliber. If I, I think don't, he then drew I'm the act hell too. out of a parking garage. Yeah, I don't know I'm who's on it anymore. Yeah, it's Iron Lepresti, oh, who I usually Ron like. Lepresti drew the hell out of a parking garage. It's just garage. the problem is, though, he's in a parking garage, and a lot of times he does the art so that you don't have any backgrounds, right. and you kind of lose track that they're in a parking garage. It's just a fight, and the story doesn't help that either because you're just fighting. So at the end, you end up there where Colonel Jonas is like, hey, by the way, my husband's in a coma. You feel bad for me now? I, I want to <laughs> damage this. I explain go, myself boink. why we spent an entire issue before yes. where I was talking hey. to my husband out of yeah, nowhere. because, hey, Needs now it, I have says, to become a, a character that you feel bad about. And, and she's right, though. You wanted to be damaged. You volunteered. Yeah. I made you damaged. You're doing that. I'm sorry that it worked out mean this for way. This, but you know, yeah, this is but what we got. And it works. You volunteered. And when you have gone, and she says, after we have sent you out, you know how many casualties we have? It's funny. None. She's like zero, and he's like. What about the enemies? Well, there's a lot there, but you know, they're, Who's they're enemies. Casualties, dummy. It's funny because that's why uh, unknown soldiers there. Soldiers kill, but he's yelling in the background. But uh, the other <laughs> thing I love is Colonel Jonas is there. You know what? I have 1,600 people that died. Lost track of the wounded. Who cares about them? <laughs> I'm like, wounded. Really? And then, oh, wait, I, I wish she had a clicker. And it's like, ding. Oh, Jesus, that guy who was, he had heart problems, uh, he just died. Click oh. that up one more time. Uh, did I say 1,601? <laughs> but yeah, you, you end up where she's just like, all right, kill me. Just, you know, kill me because that's what you want. And you don't think in your mind that he's going to, in my mind at least, because we have to carry yeah. on. But the end result of, hey, I you didn't kill me. All right, well, eventually You'll get with the program. I'll see you later. I'm telling you this. uh, As far as I I, I like to fight enough just because it made me giggle throughout with these Mr. Leash, you know, characters and all this stuff like that. When you get to the end, it all falls apart because the whole thing is damage doesn't kill, you know, Colonel Jonas. Yeah, because Ethan's saying the whole time, if you kill, kill, then you're the monster that you want you to be. But the whole thing is, it's like, you know, damage walks like, leave us alone. He walks off and it's just... I'm going to get you, Ethan. I'm going to fix you and stuff yeah. like that. Then you go off huh? where it's like, all right, now, you know, under and so it's like, here's a duffel bag full of money. Ethan, you're finally free. You can have whatever life you want. Okay. I'm going to go back to the place they made me and shut yeah. it up. Like, you are all making really? the worst decisions. And you also, are walking I just, right back. Where I, you, I you like that gone. fact too. That you, how you, does she he, can't leave you alone if you go to her. It's not also, how restraining order works. I don't even know how he thinks the government isn't going to still be after him. I know. It's almost like, okay, we beat up a guy We spent with a, a billion screen. dollars on you, but we, you know what? Go have a good you know life. What? You destroyed paparazzi and handyman. You're <laughs> off the hook, buddy. I didn't like those guys. I've been looking for somebody to do that in cataract. Fucking nonsense. But yeah, he's like, huh, where are you going to go looking all Bill Bixby'd out like that? Looks like I'm hitching to the to the assault on the borough. Well, well, but wait a minute. You, you can't do that. That's where you're going away from. And I love no, it, no, too, because no. on top of the duffel bag full of money that Unknown Soldier gives you, he's like, I also gave you some like more pants. I'm like, well, you know, pants aren't really the problem. You know, it's no, everything but the pants it's, I need. It's a Hulk joke. It's yeah. a Hulk joke in this. And we're past that. Also, I love the are fact. We, are we really? Uh, are we? <laughs> the best to me is you have a timer still. When has that ever mattered? And – 
it's thrown in your face at the end that all this happened in eight minutes. Yep. <laughs> what, what the fuck happened here? Nonsense. Nonsense. That's I, an effective just, weapon right there, Jim. Eight oh, minutes, bam. Shit. Eight minutes, Dougie Fresh, you're on. I, I just, sat there and I'm like, what is going on with this the book? End There's where, just nothing to it. I'm telling you, you don't expect Colonel Jonas to give no. up because this is her entire career and the whole idea of her life's mission to make sure there's no more casualties. She's not going to let Ethan go. And for Ethan to think, you know, all right, I'm finally free. But you know what? I'm going to go back to where they yeah. made me and the, shut the them up. The weird thing about this is, no. is that yeah, you guys the are making thing bad about choices. This, yeah, and the, the whole no thing about it is we, we have said all this time that, you know, you get the, you know, oh, we're going to have Wonder Woman. Then we're going to have Swamp Thing. Then we're going to have Poison Ivy. And we had this. So we kind of got away Suicide from that. Squad. Yeah. But there's still no story. There's no story here. I say we got away from that. We still had Jonas versus, Soldier last yeah. issue into this. Yeah, I'm saying, though, I'm saying that even going on now, there's just no story. There's nothing for damage to do unless he is connected to Jonas. And it just shows you. There's just no story. This is nonsense. We're at issue nine. And we he- We've gotten probably even two issues of, of story. Well, I'm telling you, we haven't even progressed to the point. You and I, we got into a discussion before when we had the damage annual about, you know, who what was really going on with this whole damage Ethan connection with their own personalities within each other. Yeah. And it's like, you know, one leading the other astray and whatnot, like damage is actually a bad guy. We haven't gotten back to that. We haven't done anything yeah. with that. Now, hopefully with this new arc or whatever, we maybe lead back towards that annual story and learn more about this because – it's getting really boring, but the worst part is, you know, I say it's boring, but I don't mind this series because it's such it's, a nothing. It's just it doesn't nothing. bother me at all. Well, that's the thing. Sometimes we say that's worse than, you know, the other way. There's just, well, like we used to say, the uh, Dan Abnett 7. We've yeah. kind of lowered that anyway. It's but this six is in my the, mind. This is like the damage 6, but I'm actually going to be probably a lot, around a 5.8, maybe a 6. It's just the art's okay. I said yeah. you just kind of lose track of what is happening, but – you're losing track of nothing happening because they're just fighting in a parking garage and there's not much to it. Now, these books are two ninety nine. They're monthly. It's one of those that, like you said, I think there's something to it. If you have enjoyed it, it's not really taking a lot of money out of your pocket and it's not upsetting me. And I got some so laughs maybe out I, of it too. You know what this is? This is one of those books that if I had it on my pull list, I'd read this issue and I'd say, you know what? I'll probably talk to old Joey. At the comic store. And I'll probably him. just stop. I'll probably take this off my pull list and maybe get it in trade later. And it's such a non-existent thing. Oh, like, damage I'll came out forget. again. Next month, baby. Forget. Next month. This yeah. is what will happen. Each time I go, I'm like, oh, damage again. Well, I'll check oh, it damage. out. I, I wish it. I could quit okay. you. And I'm like, all right. You know, it didn't infure me. I'll tell uh, Tommy. Joey got oh, fired. Oh, man. That handyman had a good laugh. <laughs> Joey got fired, <laughs> Eric, because he was oh, eating no. too much food on the on the job. So now it's Tommy. And I'll tell Tommy. And I'll forget Tommy. And then the next time, I'll, it's What's Susie. What's wrong with eating food on the job? Yeah, because he was getting it all over the comics. He had all greasy hands. You can't do that. Oh, he did it during worst. inventory day. Oh, that'd be he, so he bad. Can't eat. Plus, he was eating ribs. And, and he didn't have any sort of bib or napkin. You can't do that on inventory day at the, at the comic <laughs> He shop. was just using old want? back issues as, as oh my napkins. God. Just, just shit. <laughs> He's like, what's this over Uh-oh. here? What are you doing to Batman and the Outsiders, number one? <laughs> oh, my God. These ribs are great. You got to try them. Oh, my God. Tommy, no. My ass. Oh, God. Goodness gracious. He's just crapping into the <laughs> You are just the, the worst. <laughs> oh, goodness. Joey. Hey, I told you not to do the, uh, the Get the fuck out right. Joey. God he, damn it. He's grabbing posters off the wall. <laughs> he's all over. I, I like hey. it, too, because he doesn't want to be too presumptuous, so he's just actually tearing off small parts of the poster. Oh, yeah. Just how it's like 
bit. Have the poachers gone? Little bit, little bit. He's doing that. And then they're like, "Why are you wiping your face with a swamp thing figure?" I don't know. And fucking goddamn it. Yeah. Then he's smart and starts using like the Red Lanterns figure because it's red and, and nobody's gonna yeah. be buying that. Man, nobody's going in the store. This is the worst store. Especially not with Joey guy, behind the counter. The guy's just sitting there eating ribs. Can you imagine as he's grabbing them to because the guy, you know, they pick it up and look at it. Talking with his mouth full of spit that's falling out of his face, falling out of his mouth. Other people's comics are like, I'd like to buy these. Thank God. I'm good. He's I need pulling something. out your pull list. Oh, oh no, kid, no, Joey. <laughs> Don't touch it. I, don't, I don't want you near my pull list. Then. <laughs> Speaking of that, I have this pulled pork. He starts eating that shit all oh, over gosh. the place. Guy's a big pork fan uh, somehow, and he's sweating on shit and stuff. Big fat guy, right? Looks like a freaking, uh, you know, you like know, Justin Jordan is, or something. I would say <laughs> so, but for rack. some reason, I'm thinking for how much I always see him eat and how much of a slob he is, he's actually put together pretty well. No. <laughs> Oh, is he? This guy's what so the, the issue is is you don't want to say anything mind. to him, he might beat the shit out of you. Listen, bro. <laughs> I, I, it's time for my ribs. It's ribs day. I don't give I'm a, a shit that guy. Wednesday's new comic book day. It's also buy one, get one free ribs next door. Somehow they they're next door to a rib shop. I need to get to this place. Eric. You know, this I actually miss, if jo- you're telling me once we get rid of Joey, this is a great shop. I'm gonna go get my comics, get some ribs. Joey's a, a jerk. Day. That's the problem. Joey's a dick, but he his dad owns the shop. He's not gonna fire him until he ended up firing him. He's embezzling money to pay for these ribs. These ribs ain't cheap. I don't care if it's buy one, get one free or whatever. You, you I don't know if you get a buy one, get one free ribs. Yeah, I'll have it. It's almost like Chris Rock. Yeah. Can you put it in my hands? Oh, my goodness, Eric. Oh, my. What is can going on in this podcast? Can you break Yeah, can, can you? <laughs> just a little bit. Can I just taste a little rib? Can I taste um, the sauce? There's a I'm going to get you sucker right there. Eric. But what would you give this? I would give this issue, like I said, you know, that's one of those standard six out of ten kind of deals because the art's all right. The story's going nowhere. It hasn't been going anywhere, but it's not an infuriating comic, and I got some chuckles out of it. No harm, yeah, no I'm foul. Gonna go, I'm going to go the same. I'm going to go a six out of ten, but I'm going to give uh, those ribs a nine out of ten, Eric. Uh, Good-ass like ribs, ribs next to that comic show. Yeah, yeah they're, they're slow-cooked, those ribs. Uh, well, I like it that way. I don't know. Savage. I, I just, I made ribs one time and they were awful. They were like one of those things where you get Because you pack. had them cooked for 15 minutes. Why are okay. these so bad? That's right. I'm like, why, why do I feel like I, I can eat anything? 500 degrees, oh, 15 minutes. I have worms is what happened. <laughs> uh, good. <laughs> There's my new diet. You just get two freaking worms. Uh, that's weird. We go, Sitting there actually on the can earlier today thinking about, you know what I need? I need a good parasite to worms. deal with this whole weight game. Yeah, I need a good tapeworm going on here. That, you, that'll like, take care of it. I'm like, I got to start you smoking again. And get take a, I'm, t- I'm putting on too much goddamn weight now. It's really bothering me. And my feet always hurt. I'm always tired. I'm like, I'm not going to be able to work this off You are well talking a lot of, of you're, you're having a lot of fat guy problems. You really are. You know, know. one of the biggest problems that overweight people have is getting to their next meal, obviously. But you also have the other things like your feet hurting, stuff like that. Yeah, you've been complaining. But my knee, I did something. I think I tore an ACL. I told you. How do you tear an ACL when you don't do shit? Oh, I know how how that works. Yeah. Wait, wait a minute. What did you say? Oh, my goodness, Eric. There's no limitations. There is no limitations when you start going at it. Oh, my. Watch out. The kitty's got claws. Now, Eric. Uh, such a bitch. Yeah, what is happening? I am not even on pills today, and I feel like it. Uh, these books are making me punch drunk. Here we go. Yeah. The next one, if I can pull up my notes here, Eric Shea is. Oh, I, it's the funny. I don't have notes. What am I talking about? I don't I know. Told you. Oh, new Challengers number five. I don't have notes. Issue. Oh, why didn't you warn me then? Thanks a lot, wingman. 
Thanks a lot, Goose. Uh oh. <sighs> Written by Aaron Gillespie, Scott Snyder, art team of V Ken Marion. Boom. I always give V Ken. Boom. He's a man. He's a man. He's he's not for. I don't think he's quite for. Uh, Sendu Flore, Danae Ribeiro, I hope I'm saying right. Uh, this book continues the new Challenger story in a confusing way with multiple teams and multiple storylines taking place in different time frames. That kind of got me confused. I see the overall story going on here, but it seems as if there wasn't enough for six whole issues. Is what I will say. I ever it tell you confusing. how much I hate the dark multiverse? I have heard this, and I do as well, yeah. but these books are based on that. Did I ever tell you these were once called Dark Matter books, Eric? And yeah, really, yeah. don't they matter? Uh, I like the art in this issue, as I always do. Why can't the can. wishing machine just get rid of the dark multiverse? Why do we need it? I don't know. I don't know. But you have uh, multiple uh, profs here, one from the dark multiverse, one from the deal. And what you get in this is the idea that the prof – is long gone. The prof has died over and over again, has regenerated himself. He's come from different multiverses, dark multiverse, all this. And that's what has caused all these problems. And the big reveal of this issue is these mummy guys who have been attacking him all this time are the former profs who had died and then kind of come back when, when they come back using these, you know, special bone deals. You yeah, know? The, and the pylons, so, as I call them. Yeah, the pylons. It's and so weird so, because this whole, when they started calling them pylons, I'm like, all I yeah, can think I got, about I was the confused. orange cones that are like, you know, in traffic. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I thought there was about? an accident. What are these pilots you keep talking so, about? Uh, Zach has a bunch of those because he's practicing uh, parking for his driver's test. So we have some pylons. Uh, all of a sudden, I opened the. We were shopping, and I opened up the the hatch in the back, and all of a sudden, there's pylons. I actually legitimately thought Tanya had stolen them from them from Pendot or something. I don't. I, I, I didn't still know don't. Why. Think, I, I don't think that's not out of the had of possibility. We, well, it might be. They they do look pretty so fancy. You had but them. They had to come hey, from somewhere. Hey, it's curb problems. Hashtag. But yeah, uh, with that, you do find out and you kind of go with this because Bethany, we ended that last issue with a horrible looking Bethany attacking them. And this is where it's not as straightforward as I wish that it was. Is that how we ended the last issue? I don't even remember that. Yeah, remember they they went in. They went I, in I and it was Bethany on fire. Got hurt. I remember Bethany got hurt, and then she used one of the, as they call, pylons to like you know save herself. Yes. Like, oh my god, you can. And then use remember that they teleported this. to Challengers Mountain, which and was then on they fire. used that to also give themselves more time. Yeah, because it, it was one of those things that the uh, timer didn't seem to reset when they first got yeah. there. Also, where they do spell out in this, but you have to remember they can't leave. Right. The Challengers Mountain at this point, and they really made it like, oh no, it's on fire, it's it's falling apart, but we can't leave. So you had all that, and Bethany was there. That was the big thing, like, oh my god, what is this? And it makes sense, but it doesn't make sense right in your face with the idea that Bethany used the pylon, and since she used it to save herself from death, a kind of dark multiverse version of her death shows up and that's where and that's where you get this idea of okay the prof who's using these pylons to pretty much be immortal has caused all the problems he's destroyed all this because all those mummies are profs that are and and, now these these mummy profs also want the pylons for themselves yeah, and they want that, and so you have all that. And even when they, the mummies were trying to talk earlier and things like that. Now, I want to know wh- what happened. Was there the white sail not there because the A Bethany? You know, the, yeah, the Bethany was not exactly 
fully, you know, mummied up like the prof ones. Were they allowed to take their time Look, to get I'm their mummy? It's deal. one of these weird things where you know, we week after week, you and I, we come in, we read a bunch of books, we talk about them, and for the most part, it's not a thing. You know, we really care about these characters. We love the stories, you know, even though not everything yeah. hits, but like. I don't think like there might be some other issue within DC Comics. I don't think there is a series that I have such a hard time. Like I'm going into this, I'm like I feel like I haven't read anything when I was reading this issue because all of a sudden we have Mummy Bethany. I'm like we got this freaking you know going back to that first issue, you know the prof and the like flying the plane and going into the Challengers Mountain and stuff like that. We're going back to all this and I'm just reading this issue like. I have no idea what the fuck is going on, and I don't you got know a how sore throat. You sound like you got a sore throat over there. Yeah, I okay. do have it. Just started coming you out need of it. Some I told tea you, or the, past, some... the past three days, I've had something in the Finally, back of my it's not throat. Me. Yeah. yeah. There you go, Eric. I feel fine. Uh, yeah, the the issue is is that there are a lot of ideas thrown out in this book, and in the, the meantime, they are confusing. We don't really know what was going on with the old challengers, new challengers, multiverse challenge, whatever's going on. And so when this is thrown in, but by this point where in this penultimate issue, Too many dark multiverse is, versions, it is trying to pull it together with going the idea. Back okay, and they're forth fighting throughout these time at different points and, with different characters, and they're just trying to fix basically now. What we get through all this is a big fight. You have the profs, you know, kind of talking trash with each other. And we do find out that the one is a other multiverse one who just wants to get home, wants to find his version of the challengers. And they're fighting on that giant freaking, you know, dead god and thing. It's it's crazy. And uh, but by the end, okay, I I can move forward with the idea that he's going to try to fix things. And that's where they're going to go with. So they get the, uh, this is very quick because a lot of the stuff in this is just fighting. So and, it's uh, very I quick do, because I don't know what the hell is going well, on. So it's going to be and, very and so quick. so at this one point, you do have this mummy, mummy version of the prof, which gets his head blown off. Oh, uh, and that, then, at the one point, we have the mummy version of the prof going with the Titan skeleton to off to another planet because when yeah. the, you know, the source wall broke, it shot out the skeleton, but parts all over the multiverse. So we have yeah, to get them. trying in. to collect it. We and see exactly, now that we've that's seen the basic thing but now we're trying to rebuild we're taking the skeleton kind of using it like a weird spaceship where we just sit on top of the skull and go to other planets to find another part of his body and just fight each other and and then our new challengers are like you know what i know where they're going let's get there before them somehow which they they do do. and then it leads to another fight to the point where it's like you know what I say we go and just put this Titan together because nothing bad could ever happen about that. Yeah, yeah. And they're going to do this and they're going to put it together. And, and they do. They pretty much go we into could change its, everything with this thing somehow. Source and wall then problems. Hits it, and that's where this other prof I says, tell you, you how much I hate the broken do. source wall. I know. You don't like Dark any multiverse, this, broken source wall. Get the John's fuck right. out of here. John's right. You are Not miserable. on my watch. You are a misery. Misery does love company. And so you have this where they do go in, they put this last bone in, and then you get an explosion of multiversal energy that shows different multiverses, different deals going on. Uh, and it says next darkness falls. I guess they're going to stitch together the multiverse in a correct way to get this prof that, you know, the one there back with his, you know, timeline. It's, it's almost like we are quantum leaping, Eric. I'm no, trying to get you, you in maybe a sliders. I mean, you, you didn't get, you didn't get the ending though, that you wanted from quantum leap. Sam never got home. Okay, Sam, no, can get home here. Sam can get home here. So we can see all that. All of a sudden it's I, 1991 I all that, over again. I want to cry. You got to remember too, that this is the fifth issue. And there's a lot of stuff that were thrown out there and they're trying to kind of give you a basic, I think, 
that what happened is it got a little away from Aaron Gillespie. He's trying to reel it in by making it like, okay, everybody, these mummies are dead props. You're going to, we already fought those off. Now we're just going to have to put and stitch together the deal and it's going to lead to this next issue. And hopefully the last issue will hit where um, things make a little more sense. But I think that he's playing catch up on his own we self. We have so on this many story. challengers though. I don't know what we're playing I know. with. I'll tell you, I, I think see that these that's characters, what I'm saying. It got away from him. Like even it, at the end, when we see that. these characters hung up inside the Titan itself and they're like, you know, these are challenges of the unknown. I'm like, I, I don't yeah. know which ones or yeah, who they are. That's what I'm point, saying. You know, one of the challengers has like, you know, growing powers. I'm like, I have no idea yeah. what's and going on. These guys on have bullet holes in them and they're hanging yeah. there and crazy stuff, but they seem. Yeah. Uh, the one even looks like V. Ken drew himself in there. Oh, my. <laughs> uh, but yeah, with all this, I think that the story as a six issue mini. It kind of got a little too convoluted quickly with the different teams well, and things like that. That's what happens when you deal with the dark multiverse and the source. Yeah, well, energy. you you, you got to kind of keep things, you know, tight. You got to keep them, you know, corralled in. And so all it, it did get a little away. I always love V. Ken's art, so, so I. I, I like that for just that. I can sit there and, and like an issue, but it is. Convoluted. I love the point when they're fighting, you know, robots and things, and the colors really start popping. When you get that part, I really, really like that. And, uh, but the story is convoluted. I said it. I think it's kind of folding in and among itself to a point where we never really got to learn a lot about the characters. And there was too much thrown out there in the first three issues. Now, last issue and this issue is trying to pull it back together. And I, I, I'm afraid there's and not enough time. And it still doesn't even feel right. I'm telling you, we've taken all those issues, like all those, so like four issues now. We've gone back and we've used a lot of the issue to show you the background of it, like individual characters. We don't have that with us. Now it's now it's kind of with the prof, but because there's so many different profs and like multiverses and they keep talking yeah. about like, you know, multiverses in a plural, which always throws me off. But we don't have that here. And somehow, even though you've shown me the origin of them and we've done a couple of things, you know, leading them to become the new challengers. I, yeah. They've become too much, too big of badasses out of nowhere, and it doesn't feel right for them. Well, to that's like, what I'm saying. This is where I said I think that they lost. Y- you didn't have enough time for proper progression. You had to right. do a couple things that are like boom, boom, boom. Let's you, move it was on. The last let's do issue, that. all of a sudden, Moses. He was the biggest badass on the team. Like yeah. he's freaking even here. Moses all of a sudden exactly. just boom, yeah, he's boom like in the, the head. Leader, it seems like here yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah, it's crazy, but. I think that had to happen because it's six issues well, it's and things over, like yeah. that. So yeah, it's almost it is almost over, Eric. Like this podcast, but uh, for a score, I'm going to still go six because I really like the and I like the idea of these props. There, there is an idea there that I actually like. It's just it's very convoluted to get there, uh, so I can't go any higher. But it's mostly art, and I'll tell you, this is this is a little hint. Yeah, you, you be nice to us, we'll be nice to you, Eric. I'm telling you, I love B. Yeah. Ken. So when I see his art, I actually am not a guy who is very cultured. I don't know if you know that, Eric. I, I'm not a guy who eats prime rib every night. I heard you. You, just, you said something about curb problems. I got you. Yes. So when I see art, it's one of those things of the, I likes it because I likes what I sees. And that's what I go with. But you know what? When I get to be Ken, because he's such a great guy, does, I do pay more attention to it. So I'm like, all right, there you go. See, I even said the colors pop, Eric. That is lingo I rarely bring out of the toy box. The, this is fancy lingo right the colors pop that's nice uh but yeah so i'm gonna give it a six i know you're not gonna go with that i, I am have not a feeling. I'm, you, I, I'm gonna tell you i have a score in my mind and i will be honest if uh you give it the right one i think here we go what I'm do sorry, you what i love vken i love vken i love vken's art i cannot find, i had the hardest i didn't have any fun at all 
reading this issue and it came off so convoluted. I'm like, I, I can't follow the story. That's a ridiculous thing in my mind. So I'm going to give it a four out of 10. Four or five. What did you say? Four out of 10. <laughs> okay. I thought you were going to give it a four. Or five. I know. And the thing is, originally I was. And because I knew you were going to uh, somehow be able to pull that out of my mind. Well, I went see, down that's a the bit. problem. I was going and now the dark multiverse, Eric, gave a score of four. You <laughs> son of a bitch. See, this is what happens when the source wall gets broken. I can't guess my Eric You're Shang. Right. Uh, Stupid earlier, shit happens when the source wall gets today, broken. Did you see when we were talking on Slack and people were asking us? Now, this is a little ahead of the game because it's for next week. Right. But I told everybody what I think your score for Heroes in Crisis will be. I'm not uh-huh. going to reveal that score. Was I correct? Was I correct in what I thought that you would give it? Did the you thing read is, that? At the time, you were indeed right. correct. And See? I think and now it's different, I, right? It is different because you have altered reality for what it's going to be. So things you have changed because of, of you throwing bitch. that score out there. But at the time, you, you were right. But then I started oh, I thinking know. about it. I know my Eric Shea, and I know what <laughs> scores he'll give, and then you go against it. Now, was this a ploy for me to make you more positive? Here's the thing. This is to tell – this is going to be There's a no little ploy, bit I'm on the you. couch. No, here's the ploy. This, I'm going to put you on the, psycho, you know, the, the psychiatrist couch, okay. and I'm going to ask you. If I here. said – because you did it now, it went, why is it that if I say you're going to give something a 6-5 – You'll always go lower to screw me. You are a negative Nancy who will never go well, higher to prove me. How do you know that's me. going to be the, ch- the p- thing going forward? Oh, I know. I'm do just you? saying in general, do this you? is what you usually do. This is what you do. <laughs> if I say, oh, I know Eric's going to give it a seven, you'll go six, nine. It's just because you'll John never go seven, I'm one. miserable. Yeah. Is it that because <laughs> going down to you is not faking the funk as much it, as it increasing? Always, it always goes back to love in the elevator. I was like, oh, Mr. Tyler, going down. Going down. <laughs> Move. Him, him, him. Is that what he said? <laughs> no. no, no, no. Not, Can you imagine? Not, Tyler did not do that at <laughs> behind all. Him, behind him, Rip Taylor's throwing fucking confetti. <laughs> <laughs> it's a goddamn fucking gong show in that. This is the oh best my. elevator ever. Oh, this is that is that is the dark multiverse elevator, Aaron. Going sideways. What is this? Oh, so you have Jerry, Lewis. Jerry Lewis is in a bellhop custom and there's uh, a monkey smoking. Are we a in cigar. a walkalator all of a sudden? Yeah. There you go. But yes, we're going to go off now to talk about our book of the week. All right, Eric, and what is your book of the week? My book of the week is Teen Titans number three. That is mine. The 22, I guess it was. <laughs> yes. But yes, three as well. But yeah, that was mine. As far as I'm concerned. That was my book of the week, too. But yes, I'm with you. That They should have renumbered that. I really think they should have. But they did not. Uh, you said that you didn't think they would because they have so many volumes of Teen Titans in the last couple of years that they didn't want it to look like uh, just a mess. So we have that. But you want to hear what we're going to talk about next week? You want to hear it, Eric? You're fired up. You're fired up about next week. There's one real big book next week, but there's actually more than that uh, because we're going to be talking – well, there is. Actually, I say one big book, but there's two debuts, a -hmm. continuation of the big event. And also the Terrifics number eight. I mean, what else oh. could you want? And Scooby-Doo team up number 42. We are going to have two of these books on the Patreon, which will be picked Hopefully by the badasses. So we'll see which ones those are. But coming out next week for everybody, Action Comics number 1003. Batgirl number 27, Batman Beyond number 24, Batman Kings of Fear number 2, Detective Comics number 989, Eric, Doomsday Clock number 7, 
So there's a big book, I would say. I, oh, I don't yeah. know if you've heard of it. It's Doomsday Clock the number Doomsday seven. Clock? Then Heroes in Crisis number one. It's what everybody will be talking about. Also, sure. Justice League Dark number three. And Justice League Odyssey number one that I told Crazy. you I was not going to count on that book coming out until I actually see it. And I see it. I, I see, see it right it. there. Yeah. I haven't page through it, Eric. The art looks great. Uh, nice. We also have Raven, Daughter of Darkness number eight that we mentioned earlier with Why does Chris. Why have to come out? Scarlet number two, which we will not be talking about anyway. But if you want to pick that up, that's the Jinx World deal. Silencer number nine. The Flash number 55. The Terrifics number eight. Titans number 26, and Jeremy's favorite, Wonder Woman number 55. So there's a lot of books. There's a lot of books next week, uh, and a lot of big books. So that's cool. And uh, like I said, I've mentioned a couple times and kind of alluded to it. I I have read Crisis, so has Eric, and we're not going to talk about it, obviously, but uh, I hope that it's something that somebody likes, Eric. (laughs) That's all I'll say, but it is a big book. I mean, me and you both read it, and it is big, so there you go. But I'm looking. What is your book that you're looking most forward to next week, Doomsday Clock. Is it Doomsday Clock? I'm looking most forward to uh, Just Like Odyssey because that was the one that I picked. I wanted to have, and it's just been delayed all this time, so I want to see what is there, and hopefully Joshua Williamson. Usually it seems that when Joshua Williamson isn't writing. Well, when Joshua Williamson isn't writing, the Flash, I usually like what he writes. It's yeah, just a Flash that I just kind of gotten stale with me. But we'll have two books of his, but we'll see which uh, things that the badass is doing. If you want to listen to all of our shows, including that badass spotlight, you can go over to patreon.com slash weird science and support us. And we would love that. I want to mention right now, too, since I got a lot of flack and so did you uh, the last time this happened. We do have another annuals week coming up in the end of October. I'm starting now. I'm going to say it because all of a sudden it seemed like everybody thought I blindsided him last time. But we Pretty said, low, Jim. No, he said every time we have an annuals week, we will be doing it on the Patreon. If you want to just cut out that week and, and don't mind, that's fine. All right, but, I'm out. Yeah, really. Well, we'll be doing that. And uh, with that, it is episode 200. And we've been talking about Crazy. the whole idea of it being you know, all this celebration, whatever. I think we're just going to have to roll with the punches, Eric. And if, if you want to get involved, you can. But, yeah, you can listen to what you want and do what you want. And hands are for helping, not for hurting, Eric. I don't know what I'm saying. But that's it. That is it with it, Eric. What do we say at the end? Everyone have a great week. We, Keep it weird, weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. Just say
Hey!